warning, pop culture leftovers might not be suitable for people who can't handle insane amounts of profanity, so you might want to fuck off. Pop culture leftovers might take its time getting around to its advertised content as well. If this is a huge problem for you, then you too can fuck off. Pop culture leftovers typically has a long run time as well. If you can't handle a four to six hour podcast, then you probably won't like us, and you too can join the aforementioned cock thistles and fuck off altogether in unison. Others who may not be able to handle pop culture leftovers include children under the age of 14, if you regularly listen to NPR, are a pregnant woman that has spent most of your first, second, and third trimester looking at stupid shit on both Etsy and Pinterest, if you tuck in your t-shirts, if you use a Bluetooth headset in public, if you go to motivational speaking seminars, if you have life goals, if you have self-respect, if you have a heart condition, if you're a huge pussy, if you're a huge pussy with a heart condition, or if your name is Melvin, TFS706, or TJ Lamb. Everyone else, please enjoy. Episode 324. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and it's all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat, but it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Drop by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it toss it, good it taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, clean it, race it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm a leftover. Once again, Jake not joining us this week, and uh, he got called into work, a 12-hour shift at work, uh, and uh, so he is not going to be joining us this week. Hopefully, he'll be back next week, but uh, we do have a packed house this week. Uh, first joining us, uh, one of the contributors on PopCultureLeftovers.com and Rotten Tomatoes reviewer, Stephanie Chapman. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Excited to have you. And I'm also excited to have from Movies from the Heart and the Animated Batcast, Mr. Paul Hart. Hey, I am. I'm going to echo Stephanie. Super excited to be on. It's nice to actually talk to adults this week. <sighs> Just wait until we're about 20 minutes deep into the episode and you're like, oh, <laughs> fuck, I'd rather be talking to kindergartners again. Jesus. And Christ. I already regret that comment. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but guess what? We are still not alone. We are also joined by Mr. Dan West. Welcome, Dan. Pink butthole boys for life. How's it going? <laughs> What's up, man? Uh, I didn't know whether to start with that, the Bono Stacey, or what was the one you said? Oh, what's up, bitch? Oh, yeah. That, that's going back a few episodes. Yeah. What's up, yeah, bitch? It's been a while since I've been on. So. Yeah. No, it's great. I'm, I'm so, this is, uh, it's great to have everybody on. Everybody on here is just a fucking pro. This week, I'm working with, you know, you know who was a pro last week was fucking Michael Winkler. He just killed it last week. He did a great job. He, it, it was like, we finally got, the, I finally got to meet the guy and he comes on and he's not nervous and we just had a great time. I thought Michael was great and like, he was so excited about the episode too. He sent me like a couple, you know, Facebook, uh, private messages and he was just so excited about it. And he, I, I just think Michael did a great job last week. Yeah. Him and Melissa killed it. It was so, there was such a C2E2 void there, and to hear you three just talk, it was awesome. Good yeah. way to 
cure the homesickness of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Oh, Paul, I finally got to meet you at C2E2, which was great. I got to meet you too. That was amazing. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I know. It was, uh, I had a, I had a great time. It was, uh, just magical. A magical weekend. We were <laughs> swept away in a magical weekend. Oh my God. And it all topped off by Nana realizing Eddie Murphy sang party all the time. That was like the highlight of my weekend. I told I was not I was not there for that conversation. <laughs> no, like like because we were in that room and he was talking to I believe Winkler and that song came on and we had those TVs with the music videos and he's talking to Winkler and you see his eyes go to the music video and did you see the look on his face of like realization that Eddie Murphy sings that song <laughs> and he just stopped. Michael Winkler in his tracks, he's like, it's Eddie Murphy! And he's just jumping up and down. He's like, Eddie Murphy sings this song! And I just, I, I felt so proud for him. Like, he just realized this. That is, this is such a beautiful moment in life right now. Okay, I'm gonna put a kibosh on you ever trying to do an English accent ever again. Oh, it, oh it's terrible, Dan. Dan, it's Murphy. terrible. It's, it's, Dan, I was in a play, The Importance of Being Earnest, and this, like, critic for college, like, she, like, singled me out for having the worst accent. Like, she listed my major and everything. She's like, Paul Hart, studying to be a teacher and minoring in, like, film studies was just terrible. Like, damn. Wow. You fucking cut deep there. Like, I really hurt you with that. Yeah. Oh, wow. She's clearly not a fan of uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Dr. Doolittle either, because I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Jesus. And what's that today? Oh. Well, who's better, me or Robert Downey Jr.? That would be you, for definite. Yeah, fuck you, RDJ. <laughs> bitch. Wow, wow. That got really angry. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so uh, real quick, got an announcement. Uh, if you've been having problems downloading the podcast, uh, I had a big fight with Apple over the past couple of weeks. Not a fight, just kind of like stuff, problems with our RSS feed and stuff like that. And so I finally got it fixed. But if you're if it's still not popping up, just go ahead and unsubscribe, delete the podcast, and resubscribe. And hopefully that'll take care of the issue. If it does not. Uh, you can always find us on, uh, fucking Spotify. Yeah, Spotify is a good place to listen as well. Yeah, or go straight to the website. That's where I listen to it. Yeah, yeah, you can go straight to the website as well. So, yeah, and all the episodes are on the website. And it's, we're not limited to like, you know, 300 or 50 or whatever on some, you know, podcast app. So you can do that there. Oh, um, I, I, I'm sure it's going to come up sometime in the pod. We're, are we going to be talking about coronavirus or something? Is it going to happen? Is it just going to happen? It's like you can't it's avoid it, right? Yeah. It's yeah, inevitable. It's inevitable. Yeah. And it's like, I know there's probably people out there that are just like, oh, fuck, more people talking about coronavirus. <laughs> it's just a thing that's going on right now. So just fucking deal with it. It's just going to fucking happen. I don't know. I know there's going to be somebody pissing and moaning about it that's sick about it. And you know what's fucked up is like it's the person that does that that's not going to get it. It's everybody else. <laughs> it's everybody else that's just like fucking trying to not get it that's going to fucking get this shit. Like me, I just fucking walk out into the world with reckless abandon. Like I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Do you really? Oh god, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I like I do, <laughs> I do. I don't want to catch it. Like I'm taking like I'm taking vitamins. I got like the, you know, I I don't know. I, I I'm trying not to touch my face, but on the flip side, it's like 
I'm still going out and doing shit and, you know, so who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's different if you've got, you know, you've got, you're living with your parents or, you know, you work at like a care home or something like that. Yeah. But I mean, if it was, if it was just me and we just hadn't had the, the, the baby, then I would probably be the same way, dude. I'll yeah. be careful, obviously, and I wouldn't want it to spread or and it will get it, but you know, I'll still be going to work and all the rest of it, but that's not the case. So yeah, I am fucking locked down tight. <laughs> I'm not like doing like, you know, the Eric Stoltz and mask where like the blind girl's touching my face and shit. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> I'm not just randomly going up to people and touching their fucking faces. Uh, you know, and not like I'm fucking going into bathrooms and just like wiping my hands all over the place, touching everything, running yeah, around. There was, was that NBA player that did that, wasn't there? Oh, yes. He did what? What did he do? <laughs> He, yeah, like, was mocked, he was like mocking the virus and touching all the microphones and being, and then he ended up getting it. <laughs> yeah, he did it like at a press conference. He was touching everything and like, to, and then he ended up being positive. Oh, was that one of the Utah Jazz guys? I didn't even the center, know. I believe. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and now that they're saying don't touch your face I feel like all I want to do is touch my face I hate that please stop saying don't touch your <laughs> face because as soon as you say don't touch your fucking face I'm touching my fucking face yeah. it's well, so even fuck- the lady even the lady that was telling us not to touch her face she was like licking her finger and turning the page yes. as she was touching her face <laughs> as she told us not to touch our face Unbelievable. (laughs) And and the whole toilet paper thing, I don't understand. Like, I just don't, I, part of me is just like, I, I was thinking like, is, is, is toilet paper the cure for the coronavirus? And I was like, so, so I was going to start like wrapping myself up like a mummy in toilet paper (laughs) and just going around town and being like, yeah, I'm covered. I'm good. You can't touch me now. Come at me, Corona. <laughs> I don't. I don't get that. Why? Why? Why are people buying all the toilet paper? Because they're doing it over here as well. Like all the hand sanitizer's gone. I yeah. understand that. And all of the toilet paper is gone. <laughs> it's like, what? What's happening? Why? Feel, why are you buying the toilet paper? I live the by myself. Oh, I, real quick, I live by myself, and so I bought like a bunch of toilet paper, so I'm covered. And then I've got like the 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 baby wipes, the you know what I mean, yeah. the, the yeah, flushable yeah. wipes. And so like I feel like I'm good. I'm not even sweating it, you know. But I do. It, it is kind of fun walking into the grocery stores and going down that aisle and seeing just tumbleweed. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> like whoa, whoa, it it looks like an old west ghost town when you go yeah. down the toilet paper aisle in any yeah, fucking supermarket. It's, like, it's like living in a zombie apocalypse. It, you just look down those aisles and they're empty and you just go, oh shit. Yeah. What were you saying, Paul? Like, I was going to answer, Dan, the only logical reason that I could think of is people think they're going to be quarantined for like seven months. Okay, that's so the, they really don't the, want to have to the, wipe their butts with you know, something else other than toilet paper. I guess. Yeah, Dude, with I the just... napkins from the fast food places in their local <laughs> apartment. I'll just fucking stick my ass in the sink. <laughs> Get that shower head going, man. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, so it's going to come up. For definite. <laughs> well, we've kind of got it out of the way, but it'll probably come up again a few more times. I don't know. I didn't know if coronavirus is triggering people. If they're getting so sick of like, everybody's talking about it. I'm angry. Stop it. I didn't know. Oh, it's, it's probably a thing, right? It's, I mean, maybe, but like it's our reality right now is just, it's shut down everything and it's put, yeah, it's fucking, 
I mean, it's become the it's become like a regular daily thing you talk about because it's just everywhere. So fuck yeah. it. Did you see like uh, movie theaters, AMC and Regal are uh, dropping their attendance by fifty percent, and they're going to leave like seats open. That way, yeah, you're I not... saw the email. Yeah, I'm getting a I'm getting a fucking email from every CEO of every company. <laughs> Ever that I've ever done business with that's telling me like, oh, the coronavirus, like, oh, don't expect things won't change and blah, 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 but business as usual, you know, and it's like, all right, okay, all right, I haven't shopped there in 17 years, but thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Steve from GameStop. Yeah, no Appreciate shit. Email. God damn. Uh, yeah, so. Um, I, like I said last week, I finished, uh, no iTunes this week. I, I'm going to wait till Jake gets back. He likes those. Um, and, uh, oh, I, last week I mentioned I finished Punky Brewster. So I'm back on Family Matters. So I'm back on Family Matters. <laughs> I'm still on season two and, uh, wow, some incredible episodes in season two. I'm not going to lie. Some really fucking great episodes. One actually made me cry. Um, it was, oh, shit. yeah, dude, fucking, I couldn't believe what they were doing in this episode. I'm not going to get into it, but like, I couldn't believe the subject and how they tackled it. And they just did it in such a, such an amazing way. I'm like fucking, I'm crying at an episode of family matters. It's I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe like what Laura had to go through at school. It was just like, Oh my God, it's so terrible. But anyway, the episode, dude, I know what episode you're talking about. Was it what they wrote on her locker? Yes, dude. Oh my oh God. My God. And then like her and her grandmother, when they were like sitting down talking on the couch, like her grandmother's telling the story and I'm just like bawling. Cause like at the beginning of this fucking show, like, the, the part of the grandmother, like her character is like, she's like old, but she also acts like she's young. So like when they show her in the credits, she's like reading Rolling Stone magazine. Like she's a hip grandma. <laughs> and every fucking time, like they're like grandma comes in, she like comes in with like, you know, skis or something. She was like, yeah, I just got done skiing or like, oh, I just got done jet skiing or I just got done fucking having an orgy with a bunch of 26 year old men. You know, like she's, <laughs> she's out there. She's living life. She's doing things. She don't give a fuck about coronavirus. She's like 90 years old anyway <laughs> it's her time to go it's her time to go but anyway yeah i was watching season two the episode titled busted and uh, here's the synopsis for this one for the second time in a matter of weeks eddie's unlicensing driving all to impress the chicks gets him in trouble again when he dents the family car eddie knows he'll be in hot water if carl finds out so what do these sitcom kids do when they dent the car they always try to get it fixed before mom and dad comes home, right? That's what happens in every fucking sitcom. A kid throws a party, all these people come over, and then one kid's hanging from the lights, and then by the end of the fucking party, there's a pizza on the fucking uh, record player <laughs> spinning around. And there's, you know what I mean? There's a, there's a fucking, there's a goat eating, you know, the couch or some shit. It's always, these parties just get out of control. And anyway, but so this isn't a party. He just fucking dented the car again. The first time he had a problem with the car, he ran the fucking car through the Winslow's house. It like went into their goddamn living room. This time it wasn't so bad. I guess he just dented it. Okay. My question to you guys is I'm going to give you multiple choice. What did Eddie do to try and get the car fixed? A, Steve tells them they can earn the money to fix the car from an underground casino. B, Steve loans Eddie the money. Eddie takes it to Willie's cousin, who owns an auto body. 
or C, Steve and Eddie dress up as Girl Scouts and sell Judy's Girl Scout cookies? Mm, I'm going to go with A. Yeah, the casino. Same, same. You guys are all right. You guys are goddamn good. (laughs) I feel like I remember Steve dressed up as like a blackjack dealer. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. It, they went oh. to an underground casino and, and then it ended up getting busted by the cops. And then they, you know, then Eddie had called Carl from the police station and then they had a talk and then they had that fucking sad music and shit. And I think they probably hugged or some bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought like I would, I thought that I, when I threw in like, the auto body one, which makes sense. And then I thought, I thought they're gonna, they're gonna bite on C. They're gonna bite on the Girl Scout cookies one. Yeah. You guys are good. Hey, you got it real quiet there. It's awkward <laughs> as fuck, isn't it? <laughs> Weird. We're gonna carry on. I know. There's nothing. There's nothing. No, I got fucking four people on this one. Nothing. <laughs> Uh, it's been a while. I'm out of practice, clearly. Oh, man. Shit. 15 minutes in, that's all I fucking got. Christ. <laughs> Let's wrap up the show. How about that? How's that sound? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's jump into Good Pop, Bad Pop this week. It's time for more leftover reviews with Good Pop. Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things of the previous week and or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things. And if this is your first time listening, we'd like you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. Mm. That it does. It gets a Tupperware party if we all love it. There's no leftovers here. It's just fucking me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He's so excited at the end. He has no idea. It's just me. Christ. Um, I finished I Am Not Okay With This on Netflix. Have any of you guys started this one? Nope. No. No. All right. I am not okay with that. Um, you guys really? <laughs> oh, you see what I did there? Um, yeah, I just lost. Remember, remember when I was asking everybody to resubscribe? <laughs> yeah, I just lost them. Um, yeah, I finished. I am not okay with this. It's, uh, the girl with, uh, what's her name? Sophie Lillis. She was an it. She was, uh, the young, uh, Amy Adams and, uh, sh- uh, the sharp objects. She's, uh, she gets, the, she finds out she's got like, uh, telekinetic and superpowers and shit. And, uh, it's about her going to high school. I finished it. Each episode's like 20 some minutes. It's real short. You can knock, it's like seven episodes. You can knock it out in a single sitting if you want to. Uh, loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I'm going to give the whole thing a Tupperware. I think everybody should give this one a shot. And it ends on a really like, wow, kind of like, holy shit moment. So I highly recommend it. It's an absolute Tupperware. Finished McMillions. The uh, Monopoly scam documentary on HBO. Uh, I liked it overall. I'll give it a high taste. It. Some episodes are Tupperware. Some episodes are tasted. Some episodes are high taste. It's overall, it's a high taste in my opinion. I think they could have shortened it a little bit. Uh, six episodes is a little much. And honestly, I don't know if HBO is the best place to put this one on. I love HBO, but man, 
I love what I love about Netflix documentaries is I can just go boom, 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 done, and that's it. This I'm having to wait six fucking weeks to finish this story. Bloody yeah, we'll do it like an episode every week or something. Yeah, 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 a new episode Ooh. every week. Yeah, that's just, you know that's the HBO, that's HBO, and they were the ones who got the rights to this thing. So I was like, I'm going to watch it every week. It's it it is an incredible story though, and uh, it looks like they are probably going to be going ahead with an actual movie on it. So we'll see how that works out. I know Ben Affleck and Matt Damon bought the rights to the movie story for like a million dollars. So I think Matt Damon was going to star. Ben Affleck was thinking about directing or producing or something. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, I watched a lot of the uh, Final Combat on Twitch. It's the Mortal Kombat uh, tournament that they had with like real like real life Mortal Kombat yeah. players. Did you guys watch any of this? Did you watch some, Paul? Yeah, when you sent it in that group chat, I was kind of addicted to it for a couple hours. And yeah. My thumbs were hurting, and I just like I maybe would last ten seconds with one of those guys, and then oh, I'd be God. done. They, they were incredible. It's insane. Um, I I really got a kick out of watching the Joker. I don't know if you got to see this one guy was playing as the Joker in Mortal Kombat, and it was. I mean, that's. I'm thinking to myself like it sounds a little crazy, but like to see kind of like that Joker be played out on screen where he's like. He, 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 part of his character is like he pulls up like a hand puppet and there's a gun that comes out of it and he starts to shoot, you know, like out of the mouth of the hand puppet, there's a gun and he's shooting you. There's another part where he grabs like those, uh, boxing gloves that are on the, I don't even know how to, he pushes a button and then like they punch you or whatever, like on this long arm. And yeah. it's like, part of me would like love to see kind of like that joker come to life on screen we we've not really seen like that kind of a joker on screen other than like you know jack nicholson with like the flower on the lapel and it shoots acid or some shit you know just to see a joker that has kind of like that kind of like arsenal would be and that and and fighting like that fighting batman like that would be kind of cool to see on screen i don't know i don't know maybe i'm nuts well no but Sorry. So I'm sorry, Stephanie. Go ahead. No, sorry. Is it live action or is it like? Can I don't. I don't think I understand, but it sounds very interesting. Oh, the game. The game itself. It's just a video game. You know. Oh, it's a video game. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I mean, do they still? Do they still like? They they get real actors to play like these. You know, they they put all the ping pong balls on them and they get their movements and shit and and stuff like that, but. I was just saying, like, it would be cool to see that kind of a Joker be played out on screen. I don't think we've ever seen, like, we've seen, like, the anarchist Joker with Heath Ledger and, of course, like, the Cesar Romero classic Joker. But I don't think we've ever seen anything like, and of course we saw Juggalo Joker, but, and then, <laughs> you know, I, but we've never seen anything quite like what you get in that Mortal Kombat game. I don't know how it would look, but I think I, I would be down for it. Um, and that tournament, Final Combat, was just awesome. I, Paul, I seriously, I would watch it for like an hour, come back, you know, a couple hours later or an hour later and watch more. I was just hooked. I thought it was awesome. These guys were incredible. Oh, they were, were so good. And that spawn. Um, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. They had, like, it makes me miss having a console just to get that, like, 
I would be terrible at it, but I was itching to play something like it. It totally made me miss going to like the arcade way back when like Mortal yeah. Kombat three was the big thing. Oh, dude, I was going to the I was going to the arcade when Mortal Kombat was the big thing. Like I remember, I mean, you know, it, it came out shortly after Street Fighter two. And I mean, Street Fighter Two was huge, and then Mortal Kombat was huge. Before Mortal Kombat, it, Dan, do you remember Pit Fighter? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it was like yeah. one of the first sort of beat 'em ups with. Uh, was it one of the first ones with like actual people? It captured? was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, I used to, dude. I used to love Pit Fighter, man. I was a huge fan of Pit Fighter, but then when Mortal Kombat came out, it just changed the game. But. uh uh, oh yeah, Spawn looks incredible. Spawn, they're launching Spawn on March 17th and they showed, you know, some of the fighting with Spawn and I was just like, oh my god, it looks incredible. But speaking of Mortal Kombat, did you guys get a chance to watch the Red Band trailer for Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge, the new animated movie coming out in April? Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm just gonna say wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, that's, um, man, they're not holding back, are they? No, I mean, guys, we're talking Red Band trailer. This was super gory, and it comes out super gory, like, right out of the fucking gate. Like, bones crunching, fucking spears, you know, like, slicing guys' heads off, blood splattering all over the place. Sonya Blade is fighting some guy who's, like, way, way bigger than her. And her line is, you got to keep crying like a bitch or fight like a man. And then fucking puts a boot into his goddamn face. Yeah. yeah she proceeds to cave in his face with her heel. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty fucking amazing. And Joel McHale is voicing Johnny Cage. Oh, oh, that's who that was. Yeah. I thought I recognized the voice. I, just, I didn't have time to look it up. Well, that's that's perfect. Oh. casting. I legit spit soda out of my mouth when he's like, this shit better not be coming straight to like video. And it's like coming straight to video. <laughs> it was so good. The, yeah. The, I mean, the trailer is, is awesome because not just because of, you know, the, the action and you know, the animation looks great and everything, but like the trailer was so tongue in cheek. And it yeah. was like super violent. And then you see like guy's head getting cut off and then like bad language. And he like goes, Oh shit. <laughs> and then Johnny Cage line at the end. I was like, wow, these guys kind of, I think they really know their audience and they know that this isn't some super serious thing. It's just, you know, it's a cartoon. It's just going to have fun basically just like the games. Yeah. I, are they, they're still doing, I mean, yeah, they're still filming that movie though. The live action movie. I mean, they've cast. Yes. And as far as long as coronavirus doesn't fuck it, that should be one, oh that should be one of the fucking characters that you fight in the goddamn game. You know, <laughs> COVID nineteen has entered the game. <laughs> the fatality takes two to three weeks to finish you off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically, you just get like a cinema scene of like Johnny Cage quarantined at home, slowly dying. <laughs> Just laying in his bed with Kleenex. No toilet paper in the house at all. <laughs> He's fucking washing his ass in the sink. <laughs> Where's my chef Boyardee? Uh, yeah, this, uh, it's called Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge. And, uh, basically it's gonna, it looks like it's gonna show the, the origin story of Scorpion. In the trailer you get to see, uh, fucking, uh, Sub-Zero stab him with like an ice like an ice, uh, I don't know, a spike or something. Spear, spear, long. Ice spear, spear yeah, to, to the fucking head. 
And then uh looks like it's going to be the story of Scorpion here. It looks really good. comes out on April 14th and on digital and then uh, April 28th, two weeks later, on uh, 4K Ultra HD and Blu-ray. Stephanie, now, do you, did... Uh, do Oh, Sorry, go ahead. Man. Do you think it'd be a better idea if they actually, like, maybe try to sell this to sort of like a stream, streaming service or something as opposed to release it, you know, like just to buy? I honestly think that this should have been a Fathom event. This should have been a Ooh. Fathom event at the theater for one night and then, and then weeks later, maybe, maybe, um, you're definitely going to get more eyes on it, Dan, if you do the streaming route. I agree with yeah. you 100%. I maybe do a fathom event. This is what they should have done in my opinion. Do a fathom event um for one night, one or two nights, then release it on Blu-ray streaming digital all that shit and then 3 months later Amazon Prime gets it. Yeah. I just want it to, you know, I want it to have like the exposure that yeah. it seems to deserve. Yeah. As opposed to just saying like you can buy it like this, like you know, this, this time and, uh, instead of it coming out in cinemas or anything. So I, know. Yeah, I just thought it was an interesting way because I haven't seen it for a long time of people just releasing a straight to video thing, as Johnny Cage says. Yeah, it was weird. I don't, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like you put it on Netflix. I'm scared of anything being put on Netflix now because it seems like Netflix is just like canceling things left and right. They're very, very particular on like what makes it or breaks it on Netflix right now. It's yeah, was it like no fourth season of anything? Is that right? Is it fourth? Yeah. Yeah. You have Dead, one, two, and three, and then it's just like, no more. We're Unless done. you're Stranger Things or Orange is the New Black, you know, or Glow. Glow's getting the final fourth. But, uh, yeah, I just, we just found out today that, uh, Lost in Space is getting a final third season. So it's like they're stopping at three, which I'm fine with for that show, to be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, I still haven't picked up on the second series. I, I, Sorry, man, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You're going to ask Stephanie something. No, I just want to. Stephanie, do you have any experience with Mortal Kombat? Or is this something that you're not even like, not in your wheelhouse? I actually have experience. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, like when I was younger, my older brother used to play it a lot in arcades. And then when the video games were coming out for like, I think it was like the early play, the earlier PlayStations, I would like sneak his copy and like play. Um, and I remember the movie that came out was it the 90s. Yeah. Really that's. That was one of my, I used to watch that movie like every time it would come on TV. I would yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, Stephanie, that's the first movie. Okay. Like I, you know, I, I think I was like 17 when that movie came out and I was, I, I would go to the, I think I watched that movie three times in the theater. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, oh God. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I just, I loved it. I loved the movie. I loved the soundtrack. I loved Goro. Oh, I thought Goro soundtrack. was awesome. Dude that played Shanks song was just incredible. I loved it. Your soul is mine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. That movie's, that movie's still a classic. Every time, if, if the rare times I catch it on TV, I always have to watch it. But yeah, Mortal Kombat's always been great. I used to always pick Katana when I would play. And so. Yeah. Um, and when I heard they were making a live action film again, like a new, a newer version, I got really excited. I'm excited about anything Mortal Kombat related. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. I, fuck, if you go back and watch that original Mortal Kombat movie, a couple things stand out really, uh, bad. Like Reptile, when he's like actually in like the reptile, not man form, but more of like the reptile CGI thing, looks terrible. Looks terrible oh, by today's so standards. Bad. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Another thing is Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade falling in love so quickly. There's no – there's like – it's basically like – it's like it's like it's like Cheers with Sam and Diane, 
but it goes from like season one to like season five in like one movie. Like by the time they're dating in like, you know, the later seasons, it's like there's no in between. It's just like, oh God, you're unbearable. I can't stand you. Blah, blah, blah to like, oh my God. I hope you don't die. I love you. And it's just, it's like, what the fuck? It's kind of like, uh, kind of like Kylo Ray, uh, Kylo Ren and Ray. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> oh, God, I hate you. I'm trying to kill you for fucking two and a half movies. Oh, you're going to die. Oh, now I love you. Kiss, 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 kiss. Oh, you're <laughs> I think, I think she fell in love with him when, like, when, when she saw his fucking climbing rock wall of a chest. In that, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I wanted to put some of those fucking rock wall climbing pegs on his chest and climb that fucker. He's a big dude. He really is. He used to be in the Marines, didn't he? Yeah, he, he was, was a, he was a fucking Marine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, badass. I was kind and of blown a fucking away. great actor. <laughs> what Fantastic <a> actor. <laughs> uh, no, I always, I always remember you saying that Jay was insane for thinking that um, Adam Driver was going to be Han Solo's son, and you said the hell fucking weird looking he was. Yeah, <laughs> he, I said he looked like a mutant. You uh, did. <laughs> <laughs> I had no exposure to fucking Adam Driver. Now I get it, I get it, but like, you know, back then I was just like, there's no way this guy's going to be the fucking. You're talking about the the son of Han Solo. And fucking Leia, and it's gonna be this mutant kid. <laughs> Come on, give me a break. So funny. Oh God! I, uh, I'll talk about one more movie, and I'll pass it off to one of you guys. I saw a movie today. I'd been wanting to see it. Had some great ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, so I was like, "Oh man, I kind of want to check this out." It's a comedy. Uh, it's called Extraordinary. So it's two words: Extraordinary. I don't know if you guys have even heard of this one. No. No. Uh, Rose, a mostly sweet and lonely Irish driving instructor, must use her supernatural talents to save the daughter of Martin, also mostly sweet and lonely, from a washed-up rock star who is using her in a satanic pact to reignite his fame. Uh, it's directed by Mike Ahern and Enda Lofman. I'm not familiar with these directors. Um, the film stars Maeve, Hig uh, Maeve Higgins, Barry Ward, Will Forte, uh, Claudia O'Doherty, Jamie Beamish, Terry Chandler, Ristyard Cooper, and Emma Coleman. And uh, let me just explain this. Like, if, if you guys were let down by, like, you know, if, if you're worried about the new Ghostbusters or you were let, by, let down by the, the last Ghostbusters and you want to watch, like, a really funny, um, like, ghost movie, I highly recommend this one. Like, this is the most Taika Waititi movie that's not made by Taika Waititi that I've ever fucking seen. It's kind of like Taika Waititi meets uh, Edgar Wright. It's it's wild. I, I I absolutely loved this fucking movie. So you have this woman Rose. She's this uh, driving instructor, but before that, she was a uh, she could channel ghosts, and her father could talk to them. So they would work as a team. Well, something went wrong, and her father died one day when they were trying to channel a certain ghost. And so years later, you've got this guy whose uh, daughter is being targeted as a virgin sacrifice for Will Forte's character who wants to reclaim his fame as a rock star. He came out with a, I think, a, a, a song called, what was it called? Like Cosmic Wonderland or some shit. And his, <laughs> his, his last name's Winters. And it was like, it was a one hit wonder. So they started calling him one hit Winters. And he's like, he's going broke. <laughs> and so he's going to strike a deal with like a demon to like regain his fame. And so as he is doing that, 
uh, on the flip side, you've got this guy who his house is being possessed by his ex, his dead wife. And she's still telling him what to do in the afterlife. Like, he tries to eat a donut and she slaps it out of his hand. Well, it's poison, so he can't eat a donut. And then, like, he wants to wear a certain shirt and she fucking, she closes the closet door on him, makes him wear, like, so basically he's in a spouse, like, like this abusive spousal relationship, even with her in the afterlife. It's pretty funny. And so. It's great. He calls upon Wilford, uh, he calls upon Rose and Rose, uh, she's not in that anymore. She's a driving instructor. She's she's retired from that, but um, basically gets her talks her into it, and just hilarity ensues in this fucking movie. I I Tupperware the fuck out of this one. I could not believe how funny this movie was. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's very Taika Waititi, very Edgar Wright, just quirky, funny comedy. Tupperware the fuck out of this one. If you were let down by Ghostbusters, um, you know, or or if you're worried about the new Ghostbusters, this is the this is the ghost movie you need to watch because it is very funny, very original, um, and they really it, like it, it. Doesn't start off with a lot of special effects, but by the end of it, like that's where they put the, most of the budget into this movie is like at the end of this movie. But I would highly recommend it. It's called Extraordinary. And uh, I'm going to be keeping an eye on these directors. They did a fantastic job here with this one. It, it's out now in theaters um, in limited release. There's only one theater in my area that's playing this one. So definitely want to check this one out. It's really – Dan, I think you would love this one. I was going to – I've literally written it down on my notes because I'm going to go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always good to see uh, Will Forte doing stuff as well because, you know, you know, me, man, I'd like – yeah. I love that guy. So do I. Absolutely I love that guy. And the more stuff he does, the better. So, but yeah, I was just looking at the um, the director's credits and everything, and yeah, they haven't really done a lot. So mm-hmm. nice to see them sort of branch out and um, you know do something really good. So yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, highly recommend this one. I'm gonna pass it off, and I'm gonna pass it off to Stephanie. What have you been watching? Oh, okay. Wow. Um, so I I just have two quick things. I recently watched the Impractical Jokers movie. Yes. In the theater. Yes. Please tell me what. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Tell me what I thought. <laughs> the 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 movie. It's the I I'm going to give it a taste. It. Um, and part of the reason why is because all of the pranks are sandwiched within a story. That, ca- that that you know they they rely on the on the practical jokers the impractical jokers to like act and they're terrible at it and so th- have you seen it Brian I have I have I I okay I am biased I am biased I'm a huge impractical jokers fan and Brian Quinn uh, he does a podcast with two of the comic book men who are Kevin Smith's friends Brian Johnson and Walt Flanagan and they do a podcast called Tell Him Steve Dave that I listen to every week like. There are listeners of PCL that are like, oh, my God, I got to listen to PCL to get me through the week. Tell them Steve Dave is like, that's my podcast. That's what gets me through the week is tell them Steve Dave. So I love Brian Quinn. And there was a lot of tell them Steve Dave Easter eggs in the movie. And so I got a lot out of it. They are not great actors. They actually did a sketch comedy show for one season on True TV called Joker's Wild, and people hated it. And <laughs> Brian Quinn really doesn't mention it anymore. I think it, like, 
kind of, I don't know if it like hurt them, but like people just were like, dude, stop that shit and get back to the impractical <laughs> joking. Cause that's, you guys are not cut out for, you're not fucking Saturday Night Live. But, um, I will agree with you. I want you to, t- I want you to like get into it more, but like, I will agree with you. Like the story's ridiculous, but it was ridiculous enough for me because it was like, these guys are like, like the whole movie, like they're trying to, you know, do these, they're pulling impractical jokes on each other, these challenges so they can go to a Paula Abdul concert. And that was ridiculous enough for me to like be into it. So. I did. I liked the, um, I kind of liked the, like the random eighties callback or early nineties callback to, to Paula Abdul. And like there were, there were parts of the initial story, which I think that, beginning scenario that led them to do this road trip of impractical jokes all the way down to I think it was Miami. Yeah. I, there's a couple of times that I laugh. It went on for like a while though. Um, yeah. I think they could have shortened the they could have shortened that beginning kind of scenario that they were acting out. I thought it lasted a little too long, especially because the acting was so bad. I really enjoyed the, the practical jokes that yes. happened on the trip down. My favorite was when the car broke down. The car breaking down. That was good. That was like one of my favorites. I think they're, I think it I only, yeah, I give it a taste it simply because there was a lot of extra stuff thrown in there that didn't need to be because they can carry, I feel like they could have carried a movie on just impractical jokes alone. I mean, yeah, kind of like do it like the jackass format. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I get it. I totally get it. I think it's because I think each one of them are thinking about the future. And so they're, you know, because I don't think they're wanting to do this forever. And I know Sal Volcano is getting into stand-up comedy. And I don't know what Joe Gatto and Murr and Brian Quinn have planned after Impractical Jokers ends. But, like, maybe they were trying to, like, try their hand at acting here. And, I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't think any of them are going to earn any Oscars or anything anytime soon. But I did like the, I did like the part of, like, what does Murr do in his free time? And they kept knocking yeah. on his <laughs> That was funny. Every time an Impractical Joker knocked on his door, something weird was going on in that hotel room. And I, I kind of dug that. I thought that was funny. No, that was funny. What else? What else you got? Okay, so this one makes my heart smile. And I know it's nobody's probably even thought about this show in, I don't know, 15, 20 years. So on YouTube, I have been rewatching every episode of California Dreams. You and Kevin Shanks. <laughs> Kevin Shanks just did the exact same thing. <laughs> it's, so, it's so bad that it's good. Like, it was good at the time, but I was also young. But, like, hands down... I will die on the hill that this is one of the best theme songs of a television show. Oh my god! Don't wake me up if I'm dreaming. Oh, don't wake me up if I'm dreaming. California dreams. Just let me lay here in the sun until my dreaming's done. You're gonna bring a tear to my eye. I know it's beautiful. It's a beautiful fucking song. It really is, and so. Oh God, it's just so good. I had the tape when I was like, I don't know, like 10 they, or something. It was just. Aren't they all on Hulu? I, I looked on Hulu and, Hulu and I didn't see them. I'm watching them on YouTube. Oh, on I think they might be on Hulu. I might be wrong. But it's so good. I mean, I, the only disappointing thing when I look back on shows like that, like Saved by the Bell, California Dreams, is that like, is they're not nearly as good as they were when I was watching them in real time when sure. I was younger. But there's just every time a new episode starts and that theme song comes on, I'm ready to go. It's like I just took a five hour energy and I'm ready to just 
I'm ready to go. Give me Sly. Give me the dreams. Give yeah. me the sharkies. Give it all to me. I can it's see. Just, I can see you getting ready to like go into like a job interview <laughs> and just like playing that song and pumping yourself up. Like me personally, <laughs> me personally, like getting pumped up or something like that, or like going to the gym or whatever. I'm like listening to like the Rocky soundtrack. You on the flip side, you're rocking out the California dreams. Oh yeah, that'll that'll get me every time. Uh, did you ever watch Saved by the Bell, the new class? I did. Did you? I didn't stick with it um, very long, but I did. Yeah. I watched a couple of seasons of it. It just wasn't the same. I watched like the first three seasons and then I just kind of like, I was like, fuck this. I'm done. I'm out. Did you watch the college years? I did watch all the college years. Yes. I yeah. like, oh, that was a That was a good effort. It I was, appreciated the college years. Yeah, it was fine, but it, it was all right. Yeah, I don't know. It, it only lasted the one season. But, it, it, you know, when you lose Jesse Spano and Lisa Turtle, you know, and they're only coming back for special episodes. They After it got canceled, like, they finished it up with the Safe by the Bell movie where they got married, Kelly and, oh, and right. Zach. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, but that's it. Just come rewatching California Dreams and... I'm Tupperwareing it. The acting's bad, and some of the storylines are cheesy. But that theme song makes it a Tupperware every single day. There you go. You can't take that in Practical Jokers. You can't compete with the <laughs> fucking California Dreams theme song. <laughs> Christ. Oh my God. Are you looking forward to the Safe by the Bell uh, revival show with AC Slater and? Uh, I think, I think confirmed, I, they confirmed Mark Paul Gosler's coming back. He's going to be the governor of California in that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. I think it could go, it could go hard left or look, or be like actually surprisingly good. I'm, we'll, we'll see. I'm definitely going to, I'll definitely tune in for sure, but uh-huh. I'm a little skeptical. I'll be watching mm. just as, just uh, as I will also be watching. The Punky Brewster revival. You bet your fucking ass. Oh my god. I, I'm only in for Saved by the Bell if they bring Screech back. Dustin yeah. Diamond is not coming back, dude. Uh. <laughs> I know he's fucked up so much. Oh man, they're not. No, they, like, Did he stab a guy? He, yeah, it's like like yeah. how, how are they going to introduce him? Stabby McStabberson, you know? <laughs> you know. Oh, oh God, it's, it's, like, it's insane, man. Oh, you would think that like, you're watching the show, because obviously I watched it when I was a kid and everything as well. And you think out of everyone, you, he wouldn't be the one to go off the rails. It's just, <laughs> oh, wow. What's, what's, okay, what's crazy about this, I think, and I'm, I don't know the story, like this happened a few years ago, but I think like he was maybe doing a stand-up act at a club, and it was a bar too, and like I think... Some guy said something to his girlfriend, Dustin Diamond's girlfriend, and so he like stabbed the guy. And I wow. think that's what happened. But before that went down, Joe Gatto from the Impractical Jokers had a tweet exchange with Dustin Diamond. They're like, "Yeah, we need to get together and blah 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 blah." <laughs> <laughs> Well, then he regretted that he deleted those tweets. Oh, I bet they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right, let's uh, let's see here. I'm, I'll talk about one. Stephanie, do you have anything else? No, that's it. California dreams. Jesus, it's <laughs> great. The deep cuts, awesome. Oh man, uh, Kevin Shanks, who does the Nobody Asked You Kevin podcast, also has recently finished completed his uh, California Dreams rewatch. That's amazing. Oh. <laughs> I saw The Hunt, uh, the new movie out in theaters. <gasps> You saw it? Yeah. Ooh. I saw the hunt. 
shit. I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah. Oh, I cannot wait. Okay, go, go, go. The film follows 12 <laughs> strangers who mysteriously wake up in a clearing. They do not know where they are or how they got there. They discover that they have seemingly been chosen to be hunted in a game devised by a group of elites. The hunters gather in a remote facility called the Manor House. But their sport is derailed when one of the hunted, Crystal, fights back and starts killing them one by one. It's directed by Craig Zobel, and uh, it's written by Damon Lindelof and Nick Cuse. Uh, the film, Damon fucking Lindelof of The Leftovers, of Lost, of The Watchmen. I mean, fucking crazy. Uh, film stars Betty Gilpin, Ike Barinholtz, Emma Roberts, Hilary Swank. Um, shit, I, there's a lot of comedians in this one too. Um, I know the, uh, uh Glenn Howerton from, uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is also in this movie. Jason Blumsters is a producer under Blumhouse Productions. Um, I, we don't talk politics. On PCL, and I'm, I'm gonna really try not to on this one, but this, this is a, if you are triggered by political movies and, and things like that, then don't, definitely don't see this one, cause it does bleed through quite a bit. But, uh, both Zobel and Lindelof have said that the film serves as a satire on the profound political divide between the American left and right. And boy, does it, like, to the extreme on both sides. Um, <laughs> it makes fun of, both sides extremely like it's yeah, both extremes of both sides yes yes um yeah. it makes fun of like the extreme side of woke uh, of woke culture like um these characters are like that at the manor house like glenn howerton and some of the other characters like they're trying to and it's it's ridiculous they're trying to like outwoke each other and like call each other out like it is the most ridiculous conversation i've ever heard <laughs> Where so it's basically like, what's happening every day on Twitter. It, it is. It is. It is. It's totally <laughs> that. Like Glenn Howerton, um, he's wearing like a kimono at one point and somebody's like pointing out, you know, cultural appropriation. appropriation. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> dude, seriously, it's crazy. The scores that this movie's getting on Rotten Tomatoes. Cause I think people are going in from both sides and, and they're seeing themselves maybe in this movie. And it's yeah. pissing them off because now they got to look in the mirror. Like yeah, I'll tell you, I mean, it, like you said, we don't do politics or anything. But the, from the, the the buzz for this film, I did see that a lot of people were they were trying to get it banned uh, yeah. because they didn't understand what this film was going to be like because it was listed as like a a horror thriller action or something like that. Yeah. But and then it comes out and it's this like sat like action satire and. It pulls no punches. I haven't seen it, but this is like I've, I've watched so many reviews on it because I really uh -huh. want to see it. Yeah. And apparently, it pulls no punches, uh, uh, attacking the extremes of, of both sides of the political spectrum. It really and, does. Yeah. Oh my god. Also, I heard Betty Gilpin is amazing in it as well. I'm telling you, like Betty Gilpin is the epitome of fucking cool in this movie, and it's not a movie. Cannot wait to see this. She's amazing. She is fucking awesome. She's like, she's like, I mean, it, there's like a mix of with her. It's like this silent badassery. I don't, you know what I mean? It's, it's this, she's mysterious. She's almost like, she's fucking like Clint Eastwood in this. It's unfucking real. And there's mm -hmm. never a point in the movie where she's like, there's never a point in the movie with her character. Cause like, her character is kind of like in between all this stuff, all these extremes. So there's never a point where her character is like, I'm woman, hear me roar. She's just a badass. And dude, I'm telling you, it was, it, 
she bled fucking badassery in this movie, dude. I yeah, was. Man, I watched the trailers, and she really reminded me of Uma Thurman as um, uh, Beatrix Kiddo in yeah, uh, Kill Bill. Totally, that was the vibe I was getting. I was just like, "Whoa, she, she's wow. She just looks amazing, and just looks so fucking cool and badass in it. Oh, I cannot wait to see this. It's so good. I, I'll, I'll tell you one thing with this movie. It's, it's funny. Like, there's parts in it where I was just like, I, I did not expect the amount of comedy that I was getting in this movie. Um, yeah. I also did not expect the amount of, like, gore that we were getting as soon as the game started. As soon as this game started, the hunt started. Um, I mean, characters are getting shot. Like, the first character is, like, a big name in this movie. Like one of the big names in this movie and the character's head gets fucking blown off. And like the character's head, like parts of her brain and her flesh and her face land on another fucking character. And he's just as shocked as the fucking audience. It's, (laughs) and it's bloody, it's gory, it's badass. Um, it'll offend people on both sides, but if you're just kind of like down the middle, you know what I mean? Like, if you're just, like, down the middle, you're not too extreme on one side or the other, I think you can watch this movie and have a great experience. I top aware the fuck out of it. I thought it was fantastic. Yes. I just, dude, yes. I just live, I live my, I don't awesome. live my life getting online and yelling at people. I don't live my, you know, like, if I, if I, hey, if I have to speak up about something, I'll fucking speak up. I'll fucking speak up about something. I, I want, I kind of like, I just kind of like want my actions and who I am to kind of like, speak for me i don't need fucking a twitter feed to fucking tell everybody who the fuck i am so uh what's the word egalitarian you're right down the middle you are you just want equal opportunities for everybody yeah and you you can point out whether or not people are being a dick from either side because that's what you point out it's like i don't give a shit who you are you know where you're from whatever yeah it's like you're being a dick (laughs) exactly exactly and so i i thought that this movie was it served up so much fun, so much gore, so many laughs. And sometimes people, you need to just look at things and laugh at yourself a little bit because, and I, I loved it. I, I loved this movie so much. And the poster, have you seen the international poster for this? It is fucking brilliant. I've seen two posters, one's with the pig and then the other one is like the orange poster. The, okay. The international poster is, it's, it says the title of the movie, The Hunt, and is two guys out in the woods holding shotguns, hunting, and then there's a deer eating peacefully between them. Oh, oh yeah, I have seen that one. I wasn't sure if that was for this film or it if is. that was for the Mads Mikkelsen one. <laughs> it's fucking beautiful, though. Like, it, nice. Yeah, I was just like, okay, yeah, they're definitely they're, like the deer does not have to worry about it at all. <laughs> like, and it's so I was just, <sighs> yeah. I just can't wait because uh, I, I heard that. Like, I mean, you can obviously attest to this that you know the gore is is extreme not in like a kind of like torture porn way nothing no, like that no, no, but no. like a kind of like people getting blown the fuck up and no like this is more like school guts going everywhere yeah this is more like your fucking like belco experiment kind of you know what i mean nice yeah, yeah. and it, it's 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 a funny gore it's not torture porn it's not eli roth it's not saw it's none of that shit it's it's fucking ash versus evil dead kind of like laugh out loud funny kind of like gore and shock you know you're like just <laughs> 
shocked by what you're seeing going on here. Betty Gilpin, Gilpin is the, the epitome of fucking badassery in this movie. And as I'm watching this, I'm like, oh my God. I'm putting her up there. I'm putting her character up there with fucking like the likes of like Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2. And oh, that's awesome. I want to see her in more stuff. I want to see she's 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 the real deal. She's the real fucking deal. And uh man, she fucking kills it. Paul, Stephanie, have you you guys have any interest in seeing this? 100%. Definitely. You guys got it. My left. Sure. Yeah, you guys got to see this. Oh my god! Uh, I had like <laughs> five people in my fucking theater that night, and uh, wow. I, I don't. I man, I, I like. I'm thinking to myself, here I am in the Midwest. I'm like, I, I'm hoping this movie is offending some of these people. <laughs> I, hope, <laughs> I was actually hoping to like have half of them walk out. You know what I mean? It didn't happen, but yeah, yeah. I was super excited to see this. It's fantastic. It's fucking fantastic. Just be good people. That's what I think this movie is just like, just because, you know, just be a good person at the end of the day. You know, you don't, you don't have to be, it's, it's, I, both of these sides are to the extreme. And I don't, I I can't tell you like in my real life if I know anybody that's like any of these people because these are just so extreme. But anyway, (laughs) I loved it. I loved the hunt. Um, I'll talk about one more thing and I'll pass it off to one of you guys. I, I started watching DC Universe All-Star Games. Have you guys, hey, Paul, have you started this? I haven't heard of it. What? You still have DC Universe, correct? I have DC Universe. I do, but I haven't checked it since the finale of Harley Quinn. Okay. Here's the thing. Harley Quinn ended. And so they've got to have new content on there to keep people, I guess, I guess somewhat satiated with their fucking whatever they're, <laughs> I don't know. DC Universe All-Star Games, it's DC Universe's first original unscripted gaming miniseries. And it's an anthology series. It finds famous DC fans gathering together to play different games, including the first season's five-part The Breakfast League, a tale told with the classic 1980s DC Heroes RPG. Here, executive producers Freddie Prince Jr. and Sam Witwer. Dan, did you hear that? I did. Yes. Yeah. Oh boy, Mr. Whitwer. Sam Whitwer. Uh they are joined by Vanessa Marshall. Uh she's Prince's uh, Rebels co-star uh on uh yeah, on Rebels. Um Claire Grant and WWE superstar Xavier Woods playing as a group of 80s high school kids in Saturday Detention who discover they're actually the world's greatest superheroes. So in this Sam Witwer, Dan, it, it, they're not playing Dungeons and Dragons. So it, would he be called the Game Master, the GM? The DM, the Dungeon Master, yeah. So, uh, DM's for Dungeons and Dragons though, right? This is superheroes. Oh, okay, yeah. So GM, you're right. Sorry, yeah. my bad. No, I, I, I was I was asking you because I know you do the Brute Force and Ignorance of Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I was like, Dan would know. Dan would know. <laughs> yeah, you got it right. Good job. Yeah, GM. So, yeah, Sam Whitworth's the, the GM. I, 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 do I have to? Uh, yeah, I guess I, was, I love Sam Whitworth. Dan, you're a huge Sam Whitworth fanboy as well. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, bit of a man crush, not going to lie. That was amazing. <laughs> what was, oh God, what was the show that he was on on sci-fi that I absolutely loved? Almost Human. Oh my God, he was, he played a vampire. He was so good in that one. So good. This is, this is basically like, it's called, this first season's going to be five, 
episodes. And, uh, it's, it's, it, you're watching like a, it, like, I don't know, like a critical role kind of like show. And, uh, or you can go hyper RPG does like rat queens RPGs. Hyper, uh, hyper RPG does a bunch of, uh, of, uh, role playing games. This is, this is that, but it's on the DC universe and you've got Freddie Prince Jr. and Sam Witwer and, and, uh, they're doing, it's, it's, they're in a, kind of like a suburb of Gotham and it's, it's set in a high school with kids that are going to school around Gotham. And so you do have Gotham elements that are slowly waking, making their way into the show. And, uh, so they're all locked in detention really starts off kind of like the breakfast club. You've got, um, you know, Freddie Prince Jr. Plays this nerdy character, kind of like Anthony Michael Hall named Carl. Uh, he's really good at, you know, schoolwork and, and computers and things like that. And again, it's set in the eighties. So it's very 80s centric. They have like this 80s synth music kind of playing like stranger things. Uh, they're, so, uh, they're all in detention, just like in Breakfast Club. And then you've got, uh, Xavier Woods. He's plays like the Jonathan Bender, Jed Nelson character in the Bre- Breakfast Club. He's part of a, kind of like a gang or a group at school called the Wastoids. Vanessa Marshall plays the high school popular princess girl, kind of like Claire, you know, Molly Ringwald's character in Breakfast Club. And her, her, her uh, character's name is Dina. And then Claire Grant plays uh, a character named Katie. In, in the in the first episode, a little bit of a spoiler here. In the first episode, uh, GM Sam Whitworth pulls her aside and tells her, "That's not really who you are. This is who you are. You can tell you can tell people in your group that this is who you are, or you can keep it to yourself." So she might not be a high school student at all. She might be an undercover working for someone, or working for herself, or trying to figure out what's going on here. Um, I think I know who she is. I'm not going to spoil it. And if you watch the first episode, there's a clue, and I think that you'll kind of get it too. Um, there's three episodes. They're about 23 minutes apiece. And um, it goes from, like, these kids, like, you know, breaking out of, like, they're locked in, you know, picking a lock, breaking it out, getting out, trying to break into the principal's office. They hear a message on his answering machine. Uh, and then that's when like the, that's when this adventure starts. They're supposed to go to this certain location at this certain time. And, um, I'm three episodes in, three episodes have been released. I'm really enjoying this. I think it's a blast. And you've got people here that are, you know, they, they've all done a little bit of acting. Even this Xavier, uh, Woods guy, who's like the WWE guy, like, you know, they've all done acting. Um, and so, I'm really impressed by this show. And and Freddie Prince Jr. is like so in like real life on this show. He's so much nerdier than I thought he ever would be. You know, his character, he's bringing like a certain flair to this character, this nerdy character. He's talking about like computers and binary code. And I'm just like, this is coming out of Freddie Prince Jr. I love this. This is so good. I'm digging this show. I'm going to give it a Tupperware. I am hooked. Like, just like, just like when I think I'm out of DC Universe, like, you know, Harley Quinn ended and I loved Harley Quinn, Paul, you loved Harley Quinn and I think I'm out. DC Universe just keeps pulling me back in with something. You know what I mean? And, (laughs) and they pulled me back in with this show. Uh, it's called DC Universe All Star Games and I am just having a blast with it. They have a kind of like a diorama set up with like figurines and things like that. Uh, you know, look, looks kind of like what Doc Brown would fucking make, you know, in Back to the Future when he's trying to show Marty how to get back. <laughs> 
Sorry, it's not up to scale. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm loving this. Dan, I wish you, you guys still don't have DC Universe over there, do you? I have no idea. I wouldn't get it if I did. Ah, yeah. I- <laughs> The only thing that the only thing that uh, would want me to would make me get it is this. By the sounds of things, it sounds great. It's it fucking really cool, dude. It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> it's fucking fantastic. I like. I, it's an anthology series. I, it's only going to be five episodes for this first one, and I'm hoping like the second season is released immediately after this. I hope they just keep going with this because I, I honestly feel like they could have shot. You know, uh, two or three episodes of this in a day, easy. Yeah. So, so is it the same setup as Critical Role, where they have like you know just cameras on everyone, and they're just playing around a gaming table, and they're just you know ad libbing or whatever, or is it a different setup to that? I've never watched Critical Role, to be honest with you. Like honestly, like if I was in a room with Matt Mercer, I would not even know it. So, like, <laughs> okay, cool. But yeah. But there's fun elements to this. There's like they all are drinking drinks and they actually have like there's an actor who's playing Alfred that serves them drinks. Like every once in a while you'll see this Alfred guy come by, take their old drink and give them a fresh one. So, man, this sounds so damn fun. It's a blast, dude. I'm really fucking loving this. Like I was actually like thinking to myself, like, oh, my God, why aren't more people doing this? Like, as far as, like, the DC universe, like, most of the stuff is, like, Dungeons and Dragons. I, I've seen some other things that people have done. Back in the day, like, you know, when I used to play, uh, role-playing games with my friends, we played, we played a, we played Aliens back in the day, um, based off of the Ridley Scott movies. Uh, the Ridley Scott and then the James Cameron movie. We played Aliens, we were a bunch of Marines. Dude, we, I, 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 our first campaign, I think like after the third time we got together, all of us were killed by the aliens. It was so hard. Yeah, so. it's gonna happen. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> You're up against aliens. I know. It was super hard, but I fucking love DC Universe All-Star Games. If you have, if you, if you still have a DC Universe subscription, I highly recommend you watch this because there's really nothing else new to watch. Um, I'll pass it off. I'll pass it off. Dan, what do you got? Um, I've got a lot, um, but if we, you guys want, because I know you guys have seen this as well, do you want to talk about uh, Pete Davidson, Alive from New York? Do you want to talk about that? The yeah. stand up from Pete Davidson? Yeah, I watched this one a yeah. couple weeks ago. Yeah, Paul, I know you saw it as well. <laughs> I watched uh, it this morning, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give it, uh, you know me, I've said it many times before, I'm a massive stand-up comedy fan, um, and I, I don't know, man, I don't really know much about this guy, but I watched the trailer and I thought, ah, that looks, you know, interesting, so I stuck it on, and I was, I was kind of disappointed, I was a little bit, he's kind of telling a story um, about, like, what happened to him, uh, was it SNL or something, he was, like, mm-hmm. one of the writers there, and he goes into his relationship with Ariana, Ariana Grande and talks about his penis and, and this particular <laughs> comedian that he used to like really admire who had some controversy that, um, oh, you know, it, 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 it just was say it's of, fucking Louis CK. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I was just, it, I don't know, because I've, I've seen a lot of uh, storytelling comedians before. One of my favorites is Dave Gorman. He's an English guy, and he, he is the master of storytelling comedy. He's just incredible. And so this was that kind of style, and I don't know, it was just like, <laughs> he just basically just like seemed to live off of slagging off his ex and 
slagging off Louis C.K. It didn't, wasn't very creative or anything like that. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a very charismatic guy. You know, he comes off very well on stage and all the rest of it. But, yeah, like, his material was just kind of... He just seemed to be, <laughs> just be having a go at these people and getting not that big a laughs either. I didn't, like, the audience weren't exactly you know flopping around on the floor or anything it wasn't like any roars from the audience that you hear like from you know joe rogan or tom segura or anything like that is um yeah I, i'm gonna low taste it i think for now what did you guys think yeah what do you think paul yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a high taste it um i know dan's been on you know, almost every time he's on, he talks about new stand-up specials he's watched. I'm just kind of getting into that genre on Netflix. So the only other comedian I've really got into that is that um, Anthony Jesselneck. So I moved on to Pete Davidson, and I like you know following you know this guy for a while. All he was was on TMZ, so it was kind of fun to hear his side of the story. And I liked his awkward delivery, where he just kind of like got his hands in his pockets, looking down, and just kind of. I was sold on the whole Louis C.K. thing at the beginning, so when that happened, I was kind of hooked on what he was saying, and I liked that it was 49 minutes. And I think the reason why the crowd wasn't that into it, I believe right before he did this special, he, like, threatened to sue the audience if they, like, videotaped it on their cell phones or something. (laughs) I remember there was, like, something crazy that happened right before one of his Netflix specials where he, like, kind of, yeah, he kind of came at the crowd. So I think that could kind of be telling as to why they, because, like, like I, I, I was with Dan, too. I'm like, damn, they really aren't into this at all. But I kind of think that they weren't into it because it wasn't all that funny either fair yeah <laughs> fair i guess <laughs> hold on there i'm not gonna lie i the louis ck stuff i did find funny um i uh i thought that uh um the th- one of the things i thought that was <laughs> really hilarious because i think as guys we know this thing has all happened to us at one point in time during uh, during a sexual encounter where it's at the time sorry where how do i say this i'm just going to fucking say it just say it yeah it's like <laughs> where the woman tries to do that thing where she's like she is rubbing her <laughs> Just rubbing her vagina up against the shaft of your penis before penetration <laughs> happens. But she had, it's not like she hasn't shaved in a long time or she hasn't shaved recently. It's like yeah, right, it's like right in the middle. It's like, it's like, it's like the vagina that Goldilocks would say no to. It's just not that, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and it's still kind of prickly. And so as she's doing like this hovered maneuver over your penis and lightly rubbing the vagina over your penis, you're also getting attacked by prickles on your dick. And I did laugh at that because we've all been there as guys. And we're thinking to ourselves like, number one in our heads, we're thinking to ourselves like, hey, if I, you know, I'm, I want to have sex, this, but this feels like, you know, this feels like I'm fucking getting ready to fuck Sonic the Hedgehog or something. But if yeah, I say something, the pad. yeah, <laughs> like one of those fucking, like one of those things, those pins that your grandma had, she had like those, all those when she was sewing, you know what I mean? 
one of those bean bags with all the pins in it and shit. Oh yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> that, like that thing's fucking like flopping up and down in your dick. But <laughs> but we know as guys, like if, if we say something. If we say like, whoa, 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 can you knock that? Like, we might not get sex then. Like, yeah, it might, you might not get laid. You yep, might you not get laid. That. It might ruin the whole thing. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I, I did get a kick out of that because I was like, oh shit, I've been there. I know what that's like. You know, it's like, and then, and then the next day it's like, and then your dick's all raw and you're like, ah, fuck, it's <laughs> rubbing up against wow. Yeah. Oh, it sucks. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Well, you gotta understand, like, like, when you get a fucking hard on, your skin stretches. It's str- and so it's thinner because like all the blood goes down there. That, but that makes sense. Yeah, your dick, it, like all the skin down there, it's not thick and shit because it's all fucking spread out. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's like that scene out of uh, Four Brothers where the guy sort of has to show his dick to his brother because he thinks he's got an STD, and he just looks at him and he just goes, "Nah, it's a rug bed, you'll be fine." <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah, just raw. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like, oh, that's why, that's why dry humping sucks too. Like, I remember that shit when I was a fucking teenager, having to do that dry hump bullshit. It's like, fuck. God damn it. Like, oh my god. Now it's like, it's like rubbing, yeah, it's like rubbing my dick on denim for fucking 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) That was like, that was Kevin Smith, wasn't it? When he like met his wife for the first time. And they they were dry humping, and he had like a giant wound in his penis because his zipper was rubbing up against his dick. Oh, God. (laughs) That sounds awful. Oh, my God. Seriously. Like, I remember, like, dude, I'm like 17. My parents are gone, got the girl over, and we're like, we're watching fucking the original Jumanji with Robin Williams. And like... I'm trying to fucking, you know, and I'm trying to get laid, and then like, but instead I'm just fucking my Levi's all night. So. <laughs> so what do you rate this? <laughs> I'll give it a taste. It. I'll yeah, give it a taste. It. Yeah, it, you know, it, again, like we always say, mm. like comedy subjective. Some people will love this. Some people really won't like it. And yeah. it was just, you know, I don't know. It just wasn't a very kind of universal set, and especially. Oh, like, he, and he knew saying. he knew some of these jokes weren't landing. He he, it, it sounded like it sounded like he had fucking done this act in other cities, and he knew that these jokes weren't landing. And he was still he was laughing to himself about the reaction that he was getting and how people yeah. weren't, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like he would just constantly like look down at the ground and like giggle to himself. And I'm like, oh my god, dude, I know where you're at right now. This is an uncomfortable. You are la- you are entertaining yourself right now. You don't even care if the crowd's entertained. It's all about you, dude. It is all yeah. about you. Like, I mean, like you, like Paul said, it was a 49 minute set and what Brian, you said there was like two jokes in there that made you laugh. So that's, that's not good numbers for a, a stand up yeah. set. Yeah. For definite. But I mean, again, like, like you said, it, not a good idea to essentially insult or threaten your audience before you go on stage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a bit of a, bit of a, a weird way of uh, doing it. But it was also a nice, yeah. it was also a nice PSA to like, you know, fucking, you know, use a razor down there or, yeah. <laughs> or just let that shit grow out until it's like soft or something. Like a fucking, like, like a bunny rabbit's tail or something, you know? <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> you can look at it. Peter, 
Rabbit. Get it? Get it? Pete. Oh, okay. hey. All right. Anyway. All right. That's done. That's, that's, that's Pete Davidson joke right there. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah. It, did, it didn't land. Womp, 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 womp. Womp, womp, womp. Womp, womp, womp. Oh, dear. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I've got, I got a, a lot of stuff that we can, can or shouldn't go through. Um, uh, I saw Jane Silent Bob reboot. Yeah. Massive Kevin Smith fan. Me His too. films have been, like, some of my favorites for, since I was sort of, you know, like about, like, 15 or something. And, um, it, the, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna low taste this. Ah. It was, it was so member berries and. That's what I know, loved it was, about it. I know, I mean, that it just, it just didn't, it just didn't do it for me. Every time that something else came up, like he had, like Jason Lee doing the cue the music, which is like one of my favorite bits from Jane Silent Ball Strike Back. And I was just like, oh, you don't have to do it again. It's a, We've got the original, but yeah. I mean, it was it was fine. You See, know, was, I saw it, I Dan, I saw it at the Fathom event with a bunch of Kevin Smith fans, and so maybe it that was must the, have been a riot. So maybe like seeing it with an audience kind of enhanced my viewing of it. Yeah, more than likely, man. I mean, there was a couple of bits in there that I was absolutely like Come on. Just in tears, Dude, laughing. The like Glenn, the Glenn Gary Glenn Ross joke was the funniest fucking thing, right? I don't even remember that bit. I'm 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 from Mitch and Murray. No, you don't remember that? Are you fucking? It was Chris Jericho, and it was like I'm from Mitch and Murray, and he shows up to the fucking KKK rally. (laughs) Don't I remember the KKK rally? But I don't remember him saying Mitch and Murray. You remember? Have you ever seen Glenn Gary Glenn Ross? Yeah, it's one of of the best screenplays ever written. Wow, and it was one of the best jokes ever written. Okay. Ah, shit, no, I missed it. Sorry, I was obviously me. like too, like you know, <laughs> obsessed with what I guess was happening we'll, on I guess, screen. I guess we'll just go back to comedy subjective again, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I thought the Chris Hemsworth um, cameo was fucking hilarious uh, with like his hologram. Yeah, thing at the con that was that was really good. And I mean, I wasn't. Um, I, I haven't seen yoga hoses or anything, but I thought that um, uh, Harley. Um, his daughter. Yeah, did did a, did a really good job. I she thought did. she was, she did a great job, and especially in like the more heartfelt scenes and stuff. Cause, it's, I mean, um, I, I don't want to give spoilers away, but she, you know, has like this sort of strange relationship with one of the characters, and you know, there's like reveals and things like that later on. And I thought she did really well. I was super impressed with her. I thought she was great. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> It was, it was just fine. <laughs> I gave it a, special. dude, I saw it at the Fathom event and I gave it a Tupperware. I loved it. I think, cause it had, it had, it had, it basically, I thought it was a love letter to all the fans. It was a love letter yeah. to all the, and, and it had a lot to do with a lot of his podcasts too. You know, there's a lot of inside jokes with the podcast and if, you know, a lot of Smodco stuff, you know, so I don't know. It worked for me. I can understand watching it at home and, and uh, maybe it not having the same kind of like effect to seeing it with like a crowd, and I don't know. There was there was there was an energy in the air that night. I don't know. It was fun. I liked it. Yeah, it did. I mean, it did have a, a very sort of strong feeling of like this is the last one as well, which is kind of sad, really. You know, like it's like the it might be the last thing in the Viewerski universe. Oh no, he's um, doing. They're they're making Clerks three, man. <laughs> 
Clerks Leo? Oh, Kevin, you prick. <laughs> They're making Clerks 3. They did a live read of the Clerks 3. Um, they did a live read of it when they thought it was not going to happen because uh, the dude that plays Randall, what's his name, Jeff Anderson, was not yeah. – Brian O'Halloran was ready to come back and do it. Jeff Anderson and Kevin Smith had a falling out. Well, apparently I think oh. they met each other at like a con or something. They met each other somewhere and they talked about it. And they've kind of like smoothed out, uh, their relationship. And so Jeff Anderson's gonna, he's gonna do it. And they're gonna, they're, they're, they're going, uh, they're going forward with Clerks 3. And I think Kevin is rewriting some of the script now because they did a Clerks 3 live read in New Jersey and they had Brian Johnson reading the part of Jeff Anderson's character of Randall. And which makes sense because that character was based off Brian Johnson in real life anyway. So, yeah. But, yeah. I uh, mean, what did you think of Clerks 2? I did not. I was not a fan. Yeah. That's why I'm a little bit worried about Clerks 3. Yeah. Because if this is anything to go by for me and Clerks 2 as well, it's just like, ah, maybe just stop. Just, just stop now. Just do I, something else. But I, then he well, tried doing something else with Tusk, and that, that didn't work very well either. Well, he just need, I th- I think he's kind of like found like his place in like directing like TV episodes, and, and they're paying him quite yeah. well. Like he, you know, he's directed some episodes of Supergirl, directed you know some Goldberg's episodes, and you know he's been directing some TV. I think like that's where he kind of like has his strengths, and we'll see what he does with He Man. You know, I'm ready for. Kevin Smith's He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. You know, fucking Mark Hamill's going to be Skeletor. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, I'm sorry. This is the first I'm hearing of this. Really? Have you? Hey, Stephanie, Paul, have you guys heard about this? Yes. I have not. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is happening. So. Wow. Yeah, Kevin's- Kevin Conroy is going to be on it too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So is it? An animation or live action? Animation. Animation. Oh, and it's going to be on Netflix. <gasps> Whoa. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> we had to say it was Mark Hamill as Skeletor, and I was in, obviously. Have you ever... Kevin Conroy as well. Have you wow. Ever, have you gone back and watched any of the old He-Man episodes? <laughs> Only for fun. <laughs> I What blows me away is, like, the animation, um, and I feel like that they use the... Like, as a kid, I didn't know this, but, like, his movements, like, when he, like, rolls and, like, uses a sword and, and runs and stuff like that, it looks yeah. like they've used, like, rotoscoping, where they've taken, like, a real human. Yes. Doesn't yes. it? It looks like rotoscoping yeah, animation. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah. It's a very strange show when you go back and watch it. Oh, it totally is. It totally <laughs> like a lot of those 80s cartoons where they have, like, the message at the end, like, about, you know, like, not doing drugs or smoking yeah. or drinking or don't drink unmarked <laughs> bottles full of liquid and shit like that. Shave your vagina and don't hover over a dick, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only that was in one of them. That would be great if, like, that's what Orca was telling you to do at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so yeah, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Low taste it. <laughs> uh, I give it a Tupperware, but then again, I haven't watched it at home. And then again, I went to a live event, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I saw Bruce Campbell live, and they premiered, yeah. um, you know, My Name Is Bruce. And I saw it with a bunch of Bruce Campbell fans, and it was right before the Bruce Campbell Q and A, and we're all laughing in the movie theater. I then was like brought my friend to my house and I was like, dude, I, I, and I, I bought the movie and I'm like, let's watch this dude. I saw it with a crowd. It's amazing. We watched it and I was like, this movie is terrible. So it's, <laughs> there definitely is that kind of like you're in 
like a room with like gung ho fans. Yep. Dude, there was a fan there that night that fucking wanted Bruce to sign her arm and then she was immediately after the Q&A was over going to go to a tattoo parlor and have them tattoo his signature onto her arm. Like these were diehard fans, dude. Yeah, that classic move, and not going to freak out the, the celebrity that's there at all. <laughs> oh, I think I think Bruce kind of like got into that. I think he liked it. I think he liked it. Yeah, but uh, oh dear. Uh, so carry on, or do you want to go to somebody else for a bit? Uh, Paul, maybe. I, I, let me. I got. Uh, hold on. I got two more things. I'm. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to talk about one more thing, and then I'll pass it off to Paul. Here, I saw. I saw Bloodshot. Ooh. Ooh. How was it? I saw Bloodshot with Vin Diesel. (laughs) (laughs) After he and his wife are suddenly assassinated, Marine Ray Garrison is brought back to life by a team of scientists. Enhanced with nanotechnology, he becomes a superhuman biotech killing machine, Bloodshot. As Ray first trains with fellow super soldiers, he struggles to recall anything from his previous years. But when his memories flood back and he remembers the man that killed both him and his wife, he breaks out of the facility hell-bent on revenge, only to discover that there's more between what he originally feels and to a conspiracy. Uh, this is based on the Valiant Comics character of the same name. Um, I've read a little bit of the Jeff Lemire run, guys. So it's like my Valiant Comics reading is... Is this? I've read a little bit of Shadow Man. Read a little bit of Exo Man of War. I've, um, I love uh, Shadow Man is my favorite. Um, but uh, this is so I haven't read a lot. So like, if there were Easter eggs or things like that in this movie, I did not catch them, and I apologize. But uh, this was intended to be like the first installment in a series of films within the Valiant Comics universe. Uh, it's directed by David S.F. Wilson. This is his feature directorial debut. It's from a screenplay by Jeff Wadlow, who has not made great movies. Uh, this guy made Kick-Ass 2, which is like not... The first one's amazing. Kick-Ass 2 is not great. Uh, he made Truth or Dare, which I think is so bad, it's good. And then he also did the most recent uh, Blumhouse film. Truth or Dare was also Blumhouse, but he did Fantasy Island, which I saw. And I was not a huge fan of that one. But um, it stars Vin Diesel, Isaac Gonzalez, Sam Hewen, Toby Kebbell. Toby Kebbell most recently in Servant Paul. He played the husband, you know, that's always pulling like the wood chips and splinters out of his fucking face and shit. He was, oh. uh, Koba in, uh, Koba. He was the ape in the, uh, Planet of the Apes. He was, uh, Dr. Doom in the Trank film. I, I think he's a talented, I think he's a very talented actor. I think he's very yeah. talented. Uh, Lamorne Morris from, uh, New Girl. And he was also, I think he was in the most recent Barbershop movie. I love Lamorne Morris. I think he's fucking hilarious. And then Guy Pierce is in this one. Um, this is like, it's getting destroyed on Rotten Tomatoes. Like 33% last time I checked. It's getting destroyed on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, should I just cut to the chase and tell you what I thought about Bloodshot? Yeah, do it. yeah. Do it. I fucking loved it, man. I <laughs> yes. Holy fucking shit! Oh, this reminds me of those old school action movies that I watched when I was like, you know, between the ages of twelve and sixteen. Like movies like fucking like Universal Soldier, you know, Demolition Man, shit like that. I. It's not, and it's not it, like you would think it's. <laughs> 
I think the movie's smarter. <laughs> I think it's smarter than I thought it was going to be. I was actually kind of impressed by some of the things that happened in this movie. I was like, I just thought this was going to be, and it is a dumb action movie, but I think like there are elements in this that make it a worthwhile experience. Like I felt like I did get a lot of bang for my fucking buck here with this movie. Um, the gore is, is it's, it's, it's pretty good. Like, you know, um, you get to see, you know, some, some gory shots of like Vin Diesel getting his face blown off. But then this nanotech, what this nanotech does is it actually repairs like his cells and his muscles and his flesh and, and organs and everything. Like his entire body is like got millions, possibly billions of these little nanotech things in, in in him that enhances like strength, his speed, dexterity, stamina. It's unreal. And you kind of get to see like a shot of like what these nanotech devices are doing when they rebuild him. Like there's a scene where like they cut his arm and he's like, what the fuck? And then like it starts repairing him and they, they, they zoom in and you get to see like these little machines like kind of like repair him in, in real time. But you know, you start off with like this marine and he's, he's got the, he's got the wife and, and he goes on these missions and he comes back and then she, she's kidnapped and he's taken in and then they kill her in front of him. And so he's hell bent on revenge, on killing the man that not only killed his wife, but also killed him. So they awaken him. Uh, they bring him back to life with this nanotechnology and then they send him, uh, they're gonna send, they're gonna, he's basically owned by like this company, this, this tech company, and they're gonna send him on missions and, 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 and do things with him. And instead, he goes out and does his own thing and he's gonna get revenge. He starts to remember there's a song that's being played while his, uh, 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 Wife is being murdered. He hears this song again and it triggers this memory and he, he remembers the face of the man that killed her. He can use the technology to track this guy down. Like he's connected. Like these nanos, these nanotech, uh, uh, little robots, they're connected to like the internet, they're connected to computers and, and he tracks this guy down. Um, it's super gory. The action's incredible. And then there are some amazing twists in this movie that kind of like blew my fucking mind. And I was just like, I, I kind of fell in love with this movie. And I, I kept, it's one of those movies that you're going into because you hear all these bad reviews and you're kind of like, when is it going to get bad? Cause like, I'm really enjoying this. Like, when does this movie start to suck? And then finally I was just to the point where I was like, I really like this fucking movie and I don't give a fuck what people think. I fucking love it. This reminds me of those movies that if I was a 12, 13, 14, 15 year old boy watching this movie, like this was, this would be one of those, like if you could have shown this to fucking 13 year old Brian, oh my God, I would have fucking watched this a hundred times. <laughs> so it's a, it's a, what, like a, an action superhero revenge story. Yes. 100%. 100%. It sounds, it sounds fun as fuck. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's like, super. How is Vin yeah. Diesel in it? Oh my God. Vin Diesel is just like the fuck. <laughs> he's the definition of machismo in this movie. Like he is just, he, I like there's something about Vin Diesel and like even Lamorne Morris's character kind of like, does a Vin Diesel Im impression in this movie, which is great. Like, it's like, they're kind of like leaning into it. Like he, he goes full diesel. Like 
I think like a lot of people are like, we watch Nicolas Cage movies and we're like, oh man, he goes full cage in this movie. And, <laughs> and you, you get it, right? I think this, the same can be said about Vin Diesel. I think like, I think like this is kind of like, you know, out of the, outside of like the Fast and Furious movies when he's doing his own thing, like there's a, there's a, there is a Vin Diesel performance. You know, and it's like he's very kind of like, you know, I don't know. He's, there's something with his voice. He just, you know, sometimes he mumbles. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very deep. You know, it's, it's weird. It's a weird thing that he does. But like, I don't know, man. It's like in he's when he does, when he's Riddick, he's full diesel. Dude. You know, he's like that, that guy who's just a fucking badass. He's like, and just tearing things apart let me take awesome. it up let me do it let me let me let me let me let me turn this up to 11 here real quick when he's fucking xander cage in triple x yeah exactly <laughs> dude you know what i mean when like he's yeah. fucking like when, oh my god when he's xander cage yeah just like can you listen to the, have you have you gone back and like looked at the cast for triple x the return of xander cage no fuck it with tony collette jackson t- sam jackson tony collette Donnie Willem Dafoe, right? Willem Dafoe. Don, I think Willem Dafoe. Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen's oh. in that fucking movie. Oh, shit. Like, that, that movie is a masterpiece. <laughs> it is a fucking <laughs> And at one point, at one point, fucking Ice Cube shows up in that fucking movie as he would remember he was the second Triple X. Yeah. Yeah. Ice Cube shows up in that fucking movie. I think he shows up with like a rocket launcher and he's like, yay, yay, and, and like kills somebody or something. <laughs> 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 oh man. Bloodshot, I Tupperware the fuck out of this movie. I, 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 I don't care. If you watch this and you're like, oh, this movie's garbage, I think you're out of your mind. If, if you fucking grew up in the nineties, uh, man, this is just a, this is a fucking like love letter to fucking like nineties sci-fi. And, uh, it, it's, it's a goddamn shame that, uh, people aren't going to the movie theaters and fear this coronavirus and stuff like that. Because I think, I think a lot of people, would have a blast watching this fucking movie. I think, I think, uh, I think, and Guy Pierce is fantastic in this movie. Very, I think Guy Pierce is, I, I think he's very good in a lot of stuff. I think he's very underrated. Um, oh, he's great. Memento, right? Memento, oh yeah. One of, it's one of my favorites. I think Memento's fantastic. Guy Pierce just plays just a, a great, brilliant scientist that you're never kind of like sure of in this movie. And, uh, he does a great job as kind of like this, you know, this kind of like tech guy, this, you know, Steve Jobs type guy. Um, I fucking loved Bloodshot. Tupperware the fuck out of it. Paul, what do you got for Good Pop, Bad Pop? Um, I'm gonna go real quick on the first one because it's been like five months, but I was finally able to watch the Knives Out movie uh, nice. this morning. Yeah. Oh, it, that's, I'm gonna cut to, it's a total Tupperware. Um, it's so cool. Like, I know everyone knows Daniel Craig as James Bond, and I've loved the guy since that Steven Spielberg um, movie where they're hunting the Nazis, and I believe it's Munich, and Layer Cake, and Logan Lucky always has a special place in my heart, but this movie was just, I had a smile on my face the entire time. Um, you know, like, I know they say chewing scenery, and that's exactly what he did, but it was just such a fun movie and such a great ensemble cast, so that is definitely a Tupperware and I'm really excited that 
they're talking about a sequel with Benoit Blanc. Yeah. 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 I'm, I, I'm I highly recommend – um, I talked about it on the, uh, you know, the Tuppies episode where um, you can watch – and I'll send you the link, Paul. You can. Uh, I did that this morning. Did you? Oh, you watched it with the director's commentary. I watched it once, like without the commentary. Yeah. And then I like, I went back to the Tuppies, did some fast forwarding, and then I like looked up the link. Yeah. And I did that this morning. Yeah. Dude, I, I feel like you know, like a lot of it. Like he's talking about the movie. He's talking about the location. He's talking about like you know a lot of the pro- what the prop department brought to it. He's talking about different performances from people. It's it's really cool. But on the flip side, I feel like during that, you're really just kind of getting to know ryan johnson as a person i loved his like anecdote about anecdote about uh sam raimi he's talking about sam raimi at one point there's time where he just kind of like goes off the rails and he just starts talking and those are the times where i you know i loved it i loved it but there were times where he just was like you know not even talking about the movie just talking about something else and it was just like okay i feel like i'm just getting to know who ryan johnson is as a person and i really like this guy oh Exactly, yeah. And what I love about movies like this is, like, the house that it takes place in becomes a character of yes, itself. Yes, you are so right. And that is just so much fun. Like, it reminds me of a lot of the Steve Carell movie, like, The Little Miss Sunshine, where the VW bus is a character of itself. Like, yeah. the house was definitely, like, part of the ensemble cast. And I just love shit like that. And you're right, like... I just like like I'm so glad I listened to that because it was so fun just hearing Ryan Johnson just like shoot the shit. I guess Jake like, Jake was telling me that there's like not only now, you know, he had that one, but I guess there's like another commentary or something that they released on the digital release. I'll have to oh. I went to the store today, they only had the four K version okay. available. I don't sadly I don't have a four K TV, so I wouldn't be able I'd be able to play they it comes with the Blu ray, yeah. but I don't know. I, I want to buy the physical copy of it. I want to support the movie in any way that I can because I, I love Ryan Johnson. I love Nice Out. I'm glad you got a chance to see it, dude. So it's an absolute Tupperware from you. Absolute Tupperware. Like everyone – like it, ju- it just seemed like everybody had fun doing it. Like yeah. I, I love Michael Shannon ever since um, God, <sighs> that show he did on the Paramount Network. I yeah. mean I loved him before that, but the one with uh, Taylor Kitsch. Yeah. Yeah, um, w- Waco. I the name of it. It's called Waco. Waco. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was so – everything was great, and I'm excited. Like, I'm not a big James Bond guy, but I know the – I don't know her name, but the lead girl in Knives Out is the new Bond girl. So I'm excited to see their chemistry in the new movie when it comes out, like, in nine months. Yeah. Nice. What else you got, dude? Uh, I was finally able to also watch A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood with Tom Hanks today. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't want to go deep into stuff, but like, as someone that teaches young kids, Mr. Rogers is always like the pinnacle of what you want to be. Someone that always just seemed to show so much love and patience and kindness to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a total Tupperware. I don't think it's as good as the documentary "Won't You Be My Neighbor" because that was specifically based on Fred Rogers. Yeah, but like. I get so, like it's so weird watching stuff like this because it makes you feel like such a shitty person sometimes. Just seeing like how good of a person he always strived to be, and he strived to make himself better, and everybody around him just wanted to become a better person. And reading the story that this is based on is just so cool. 
but yeah, it, it's a total top four. Tom Hanks was amazing in it, and the scene in the restaurant with a minute of thinking of people that have like helped you become who you are is just is one of the most powerful scenes in anything I've seen in the last couple of years. So it was just. It was such a great movie. I, I highly recommend it. Um, and if you like this, and if you haven't seen Won't You Be My Neighbor, I definitely recommend watching that documentary. Oh, watch them in tandem. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you have you guys seen the new trailer for the new Battleship movie that Tom Hanks is in? Is it called Eagle Heart? What is it? Not Eagle Heart. That's right. Greyhound. Greyhound. Eagle Heart no. is the Eagle Heart is the Christopher Christopher Elliott uh, Adult <laughs> Swim show. <laughs> It's called Greyhound. Oh my god, it's battleships and submarines. It's 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 from a screenplay written by Tom Hanks based on a true story. Dan, have you seen the trailer? I have seen the trailer. I I don't know why they say it's based on a true story because it's not. It's based on a book called The Good Shepherd. Um But at the trailer, don't they say it's based on a true story? They do, and yeah. that's why I looked it up because I was like, is it? Because I'm, I'm, yeah, we get taught a lot about uh, World War Two at school and stuff, and I was like, "Is it based on a true story?" And huh. it, it's not. It's based on a historical novella, which is a work of fiction. Which is um, so I don't know why it's just based on a true story. Maybe there's stuff mixed in. Maybe it's like yeah. Good Shepherd mixed in with with other things. But yeah, no, it did. Oh my god, it looked fucking amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Stephanie, you gotta watch the trailer for this one. And what's it called again? Greyhound. Greyhound. Okay. Greyhound, like yeah. the like the bus line. It, it's Tom Hanks and he's a bus driver. <laughs> the bus is where all the murderers sit. <laughs> I'm the driver now. Oh my god! Can you imagine Greyhound prices right now? I bet they're fucking giving out free rides with coronavirus. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can go anywhere in the country. You can go anywhere in the country right now for five bucks. With the, it's the coronavirus special. <laughs> oh god! But yeah, man, the trailer—it looks like it, it. I mean, trying to try and sum it up. It's. It looks like the kind of vibe they're going for is like is like a World War Two, like almost like a horror film, and it's all like yeah. from what we've seen, it looks like it's kind of shown from the perspective of the crew of the Greyhound, and and so like you have these like submarines like popping up, or like the top of them popping up in the water, like the uh. German submarines and stuff, and just everyone just like shitting themselves. It's there's, it's so cool. There's it's that part a- where they like flip on the sonar or something. And- yeah. You could see like like before it looked like they you know like they were fine or whatever, and then like they flip on like sonar or something, and you see just like you know it looks like twenty ships are like right in their vicinity underneath them. So I was just yeah, like, holy it's, shit, uh, man! It was just a very interesting way of of actually you know pr- like just perspective to actually you know portray the film. If you know what I mean? So it's something that I don't remember seeing before because obviously we've seen. So many war movies and everything, and we have like very like realistic ones and more sort of like romantic ones and things like that. As in, sort of, you know, like less ultra violent, like Saving Private Ryan and stuff. You know, that's, yeah. that's so far one side of it. But this is like, it looks like a crazy kind of like thriller almost uh, set in this particular time with this captain. It, yeah, it looks really, really good, really good. I know the movie that he's filming now in Australia. They had to stop production, of course, because now Tom's got the coronavirus I know 
Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> That's crazy. I wonder if Tom Cruise, being the stunt guy that he is, I wonder if he if he welcomes the coronavirus. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah, let's bring it on. Yeah, bring it on. I can see Tom Cruise like jumping on a couch somewhere. Yeah, come, just, come at me, Corona. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Um, final thing that I want to talk about. I, yeah, is it the final thing? Yeah, it's the final thing for me. I watched uh, a couple episodes. Watched two episodes of the new anime on Netflix called Beastars. Oh yeah, so Nana was talking about that. Yeah. yeah, it's an anime based on the manga of the same name. The story takes place in a world of modern civilized anthropomorphic animals with a cultural divide between the carnivores and herbivores. The series takes its name from the inverse in-universe rank of B-Star, an individual of great talent, service, and notoriety. Uh, Lagoshi, a large gray wolf, is a timid and quiet student at Cherryton Academy where he lives in a dorm with several other carnivorous students including his outgoing Labrador friend Jack. As a member of the school's drama club, Lagoshi works as a stagehand and supports the actors of the club headed by the star pupil Lewis, a red deer. Out of nowhere, Tem, the alpaca, is brutally murdered and devoured in the night, setting off a wave of unease and distrust between the herbivore and carnivore students. At the same time, Lagoshi has a fateful encounter with Haru, a small dwarf rabbit, and begins developing complex feelings for her. This is, I'm two episodes in, people, people are raving about this fucking thing. I think the animation is gorgeous, and I am sucked into this goddamn story, but like, it is fucking bizarre. I will tell you that much. It is fucking <laughs> weird. so strange. Okay, how far are you into it, Stephanie? I'm halfway, th- I'm halfway through the third episode. Halfway through the third episode. So you're farther than I am. I was kind of like, I was kind of like, I needed to take a break after the end of the second episode when the fucking rabbit started undressing herself and undressing? they were- What the- Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, the rabbit was getting ready to fuck the wolf boy. Gosh! It was almost like she was like, I, and, and I, is that a play on like rabbits, like, Fucking, like fucking like rabbits. Fucking, is that what that was a plan? I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's what the, that's what's going on there, or it seemed like I kept thinking like all the rumors about her like getting with these guys and stuff like that was all like kind of like bullshit and blown out of proportion. But then on the flip side, it's like, has she been abused before? Is this a story that they're going to go into like abuse and she's been like sexually abused and this is just what she does? Yeah, it read very, it almost, it felt, but she was starting to undress. It was almost like, I was like, is she trying to give him payment for the roses? It was, I was like, right. this seems very inappropriate. It it's, just seemed awkward. It was very um, awkward. I was like, I was like, I don't, I, I was like, oh my God. Uh, yeah, cause like, th- there's a moment where you've got a fucking rabbit girl taking off her clothes and she's down in her bra and panties and getting ready to fuck a coyote boy. I was just like, what? Or a wolf boy. I was like, what, what is going on here? Yeah. And so she it's gets- like a furry anime, basically. Is that what it's like? A furry anime? Yeah, you know, those people, the furries that like, dress <laughs> as animals and fuck each other. I def well I they're watching 100%. Yes. <laughs> okay. Totally. Yeah, that's like I would say a majority of the audience. I'm going to uh, Stephanie uh, what, what are you thinking about this one? I it's hard to describe. There's there's some weird things going on here. I there's basically you've got carnivores who th- they do have other dietary options. So like it's off the table for them to like 
eat other students, um, of course. But, you know, there's other dietary options for them. But they do have kind of like this, like, you know, animal instinct of like wanting to like, you know, fucking eat flesh, rip into flesh and like, you know, eat other animals. And but I guess they're trying to coexist with the herbivores. They all go to school together and, you know, they, it's kind of like a normal school where they, they, there's drama class, there's other classes and things like that. But there's also this other element of like, what was going on with like that purple mist? Was that purple mist that was released? Is that what brings out the animal side, like the, the rage in them? Yes. That's what I gather. It, ver- it, it was very, um, I saw a lot of similarities between this and the movie Zootopia. Okay. Yeah. Um, just, the, I mean, not terribly, not a lot, but right, right, yeah, yeah, about how like the the mist definitely is what turned him it, almost feral, and then he kind of tumbles and and try, almost you know he grasps onto her and like he's 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 got the the conflict in his mind about what he should and should not do. I definitely think the purple mist is what's causing this. I don't know. In the very beginning, um, they're showing that hands kind of like creep around a door. I don't know if that's a character we haven't. I'm that's not him, right? That's not his hand. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, we saw that we saw the murder of uh, Tem the alpaca at the beginning. Oh yeah, and then we saw <laughs> kind of like you know him getting yeah right right before he got murdered. We don't know who the murderer was, but I'm also I'm just kind of like guessing that of course it was somebody that was infected by like the purple mist. Yeah, that's definitely. I'm sh- I would will not be shocked if obviously that is something we see over and over again. Something else I noticed that's kind of. When I say hard to watch, I just mean like you feel bad for the characters, mm-hmm. the way that some of them are treated by like the popular yeah. herbivores, those students. I'm like, this is really, this is, this is not for children. And with <laughs> some of the animals being so small, like there's certain rules where they have to like the smaller animals so they don't get stepped on, they have to walk along the walls. Yes. And it kind of like that little, yeah. It's kind of like they're taking, like our world now where it's like, you know, we, we, we divide people into different groups or classes, you know, and, and, uh, it's kind of taking that, but doing it with like this in, in the animal kingdom. And I, I find that interesting, but then on the flip side, like, I don't know, I guess Bojack Horseman, I guess kind of like prepared me for this animal sex bullshit. So, (laughs) (laughs) but Stephanie, I got to know your thoughts on this. Is this something that you're going to continue watching or are you enjoying it? I mean, I got to, I'm curious. I don't know if I'm enjoying it, but I'm invested in the story that I, I have to see it through at this point. I'm, I know if that, rabbit undressing scene made me so uncomfortable but like I'm gonna push through it if there's more you know anticipated rabbit blowjobs and I guess I'll just have to push myself through it (laughs) fuck wow wow I guess I gotta watch the third episode to see this fucking (laughs) in the second episode when she's like on her knees and she's like reaching down I was like totally thinking we're gonna fucking see like his red rocket and everything like in the third episode fucking I'm definitely gonna watch it I can't tell if I'm enjoying it yet I think I'm still trying to wrap my mind around what it is um yeah yeah, I'm, I'm interested. It's, it's, it's unlike anything I've ever seen before. I'm going to give me. it a taste it and I'm right there with you. Like, and by the end of it, I might Tupperware this thing. Who the fuck knows? But I'm only two episodes in and it's so bizarre. And I know like it's an acclaimed manga. Like it's huge. Like people love this fucking manga. So like, I don't want to like say that like, you know, 
you know, that I might not love this thing, but like, I'm definitely <laughs> in fucking intrigued by it. I can't, I don't think I can stop watching it. I've got to finish this through just like you, Stephanie. So, yeah. So, so it sounds like from what you're saying about the whole kind of like the classism thing with the animals, it's like George Orwell's animal farm, but you get to see them all fuck. Is that pretty much what it is? <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Uh, amazing statement on society. Yeah. <laughs> That is oh, all. Great. It's all. It's called B stars, like spelled beast. B stars. Uh, so yeah, that's on Netflix. I guess you can watch. I think it's ten or twelve episodes. I can't remember, but they're all on Netflix, and you can watch it. Um, that is all I have for good pop, bad pop people. Oh come on now! You watched most of a film as well. Oh yeah, most of I, Spencer Confidential. I watched maybe an hour, a little, a little bit over an hour of Spencer Confidential. Dan, did you finish it? I did, yeah. Dude, I don't know, man. Like, I used to love Peter Berg years ago, the director, and yeah. mm-hmm. I'm not. <sighs> the last Netflix movie that he did, I was not a fan of, and. I think, what was that? Who was in that one? Who was in that one? I'm trying to remember. Was that the Oscar uh, Isaac fucking... So look. Triple Frontier? No, it wasn't Triple Frontier. That was Ben Affleck and a bunch of other people. I think it was like oh, the... Damn, this guy's done so much fucking stuff. This oh, is yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Did, did he do... Um, I think Peter Berg was the guy who did um, um, uh, very bad things, which I loved at the time. I thought very oh, bad. Oh, uh, you, you were you were thinking of Mile Twenty Two, that other Mark Wahlberg movie. Mile Twenty Two. Oh, I saw that in the theater with uh, Ronda Rousey and Mark. Well, I thought it was terrible. Yeah. Eco Eco Uis is in it. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> so it's <was> confidential, <laughs> dude. This you is like hour, you got an hour in, right? I got an hour in, and like I get it. Like Peter Berg, I don't know, like. He sold his soul to the god of Michael Bay or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, he came came at us with this incredibly kind of dark sense of humor and, uh, you know, like, yeah, with very bad things. And and now we're getting, we're getting this, which is, oh dear. So, um, synopsis. When two Boston police officers are murdered, ex-cop Spencer teams up with his no-nonsense roommate Hawk to take down Criminals, um, yeah, directed by Peter Berg, uh, writers of Sean O'Keefe and Brian Helgeland, and it stars Mark Wahlberg, Winston Duke, and Alan Arkin. And how the uh, fuck so did they get Alan Arkin to make this fucking movie? <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I I don't know if this is the whole like you were saying, loads of people hate Bloodshot, and you loved it. I found this really fun. <laughs> It's not great. No, wrong. It's not I'm, a great film. No, it's not. Um, but but it is. It's it is just Mark Wahlberg being Mark Wahlberg um, with uh, with Winston Duke by his side as well. Hawk, as he's called, and uh, yeah, he's like he kind of he gets fired from uh, being uh, he gets let go from being a police officer because he essentially he attacks one of uh, his superior officers um, because he walks in on what seemed to be some sort of a domestic disturbance and like the, his superior police officer had like hit his wife. So he just fucking loses his mind and just kicks him out of the house and beats the shit out of him. And I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. Uh, but yeah, he gets fired obviously. And, um, 
uh, yeah, these uh, policemen get killed. But there's one thing that I said to Kat, because she watched this with me as well. When these police <laughs> police officers get murdered, I just went, I was watching it, and I just went, oh, so we know who the killer is then? And she just went, how's that? And I said, well, we saw him. And you see the character in the background who, like, pulls this, like, machete out to, like, cut off this guy's head. And so, and the rest of the film, like, they're trying to figure out who did it. But we as the audience know who did it because it doesn't matter if you just blur an actor's face a little bit, like, with focus in the background. You know, if they're a distinct-looking guy or you know them very well, you're going to know who the fuck that is. And I was like, oh, it's that guy. <laughs> so, like, the mystery of it was ruined immediately. But I, I enjoyed all of the uh, all the butt-kicking and, like, Mark Wahlberg gets his ass handed to in this so many times. So he's not, like, this, like, super cop sort of guy. He's tr- He's, like, a trained... Uh, mixed martial artist like on the side like his mentor trained him and then they run it he runs a gym and uh but yeah he like he sort of you know he's the kind of like the no let's finish let's uh sort this out like man to man sort of thing let's you know have a fist fight sort of stuff and uh he gets his butt kicked so much which i thought was quite refreshing having the hero character you know get his ass handed to him but yeah i mean what did you think for what you saw dude I'll be honest with you, like Mile 22, I thought was absolute garbage and it has like mm. people that I really love in it. Eco UAs, I'm a huge fan of. And yeah. I was really looking forward to this one. I went to the fucking theater and saw it and I was just like, oh my God. And you know, I like for the most part, I like Peter Berg's stuff. Um, this is way better than that. I'm really enjoying kind of like the chemistry between Mark Wahlberg's character and Winston Duke's character in this. It's, yeah, it's really, it's fun. It's really fun. And this movie's a little over the top. And yeah, you're totally right. Like this is like kind of like those fucking like, you know, 80s, 90s, 80s, 90s, like, you know, uh, team up Buddy movie. cop films. Buddy cop films. Exactly. And so I'm an hour in and just other things came up and I wasn't able to finish it, but I'm going to get back to it. Um, right now I'll probably give it like, um, yeah, I'll just be honest with you. I'll give it a taste it. I'm enjoying it enough and it might jump up to a high taste it, but I don't think there's any way in fuck I'll Tupperware this fucking movie at the end of the oh, day. No. Yeah, definitely not, man. I'm right there with you. I, t- I taste it as well. I had a lot of fun yeah. with it, but you know, from like a, like a critical eye, I could see that it's not, it's not like the best film that's ever been made. But yeah, it's just, it's just a fun film. It's a fun film. And I love Winston Duke as well. You know, we had like his, um, Mbaku in, uh, Black Panther, and I've I've always wanted to see more of this guy, and yeah. he is hilarious in this as well. <laughs> like, what the fuck happened? Like when, oh, go ahead, dude. I was going to say, like when uh, you know Mark Wahlberg he gets out of prison. This is right at the beginning of the film, just so you know, there's not that many spoilers. It's just like first sort of ten minutes, and he gets back home, uh, and his room has been he basically has to like room room up with um, Winston Duke with Hawk, and. Um, He's like, the thing he's missed most in the world is his dog. And as soon as he like sits down on the bed, like this little, I think it's like a beagle or something, yeah. like comes in, a really old ass beagle. And, um, fucking Hawk just like goes, you know, oh, come on, come on. And the dog goes straight to him and he's like giving it hugs on the bed. And Mark Wahlberg turns over to him and is just like, get off my fucking dog, man. And he like, just this nice like panoramic shot of him just passing the dog over to the room, like onto his bed. And he's like giving him snuggles. And it's 
it's just it's just weird like weird humor just like mixed in with this kind of like oddball couple and uh yeah it was just fun hey, it was when, stupid when he was, was in the prison and they were gonna fight him on his last day before he got out of there was that fucking post malone it was Post Malone, yeah, and um, I've forgotten the fucking fighter's name as well. But one of the guys that was one of those, um, like those, uh, like white supremacist dudes, um, he was uh, like a UFC fighter as well, like a huh. really, really good one. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. But it was good, you know. I just good, good uh, fun scene to start off with as well. It's a shame they showed that in the trailer because uh, yeah. that would have been a nice surprise. Him just folding up his glasses and then just beating the fuck out of everybody. I turned off. He didn't. <laughs> I turned off uh, those Netflix trailers when you actually have uh, Netflix on. You know, like how it starts fucking showing the trailers when you're just, like, flipping through? Yeah, yeah. I turned that shit off. I didn't know you could turn that off. Yeah, there was an article a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I'll send you guys instructions. I might try to find the instructions and Mm. post them in the show notes if I can. But you actually have to go to a PC and sign into your Netflix account on a PC. Um, And then you can turn that off so that when you're flipping through on Netflix and you're like looking at like different shows that or movies or documentaries that you want to check out, it doesn't mm. automatically start playing the trailer for it. That's really good. Cause yeah. I mean, I mean the, I mean the trailers, yeah, the trailers, whatever, but uh, the Netflix trailers, especially they do tend to show a hell of a lot of what's going to happen in yeah. this particular show you're about to watch. So that's right. a really good idea. What happened to fucking Winston Duke's Kimbo slice biopic? Uh, was he going to do that? Yeah. Oh that, my god. Yeah. He's perfect for that. Uh, right. <laughs> wow. If you guys remember, Kimbo Slice was the MMA fighter who fucking he came out with like all these videos, these backyard brawling videos that they would just post yeah. to YouTube yeah. or whatever. And the Kimbo Slice was huge, just a huge man. He passed away a few years ago. I don't know if it, heart complications or something, maybe a heart murmur. I can't remember. Um, but like. Fucking, uh, like, it, he'd have, like, you know, two or three guys go at him in the backyard or whatever, and he just beat the shit out of them. Come to find out, a lot of these videos were fake. But, um, Stephanie. Just, just broke yeah. Stephanie's mind. Bro. Yeah, they, they, wow. they, come to find out, a lot of them were fake, you know, it was kind of wow. set up. But, like, it sent him into superstardom, and, like, you know, he fucking, you know, got a deal with, like, like the UFC and shit like that, and, and was fighting for a while, but, um, I guess they were going to do a, uh, me and Jake talked about it maybe two years ago. They had announced doing a, a, a Kimbo Slice biopic starring Winston Duke and it just never, I have not heard anything else about it since they first talked about it. I guarantee you can, you can find that, that article out there on Google. If you, if you Google Winston Duke Kimbo Slice, you'll find those articles. It was something that was being talked about at one time. He's perfect. He's huge. I don't think there's anybody yeah. else that could do it. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, it's not going to happen. Apparently, I don't know. I haven't heard shit out shit about it. So, hey, uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll do the uh, pop culture leftovers news. Kimbo, you remember Slice the the the, the soft drink? Yes. They, they really they yes. they. What happened to Slice? <laughs> they were. Do you know what I mean? They were kind of like. Uh, 
the younger brother of Sprite that never really got noticed. You know what I mean? Like Sprite went to fuck it. Sprite was in high school first. Sprite was captain of the football team. And then Slice, <laughs> Slice gets into high school and they're like, Oh, you're, uh, you're Sprite's little brother. And like, you know, he's kind of, kind of nerdy, kind of nerdy. Maybe, you know, he's like a, he's like in the, you know, he's like really good at math. Maybe he's a math leader in the glee club or something like that. Or he's in the magicals and he's singing all that fucking like, you know, old timey fucking magical music and shit. Shit. But he, he's not athletic at all. He might be on the wrestling team, but he's fucking riding pine. Like he's on the bench, like way at the end of the fucking bench. That was slice, you know. No, I don't. I never really hung out with anybody that like when we'd go out and we'd get like our soft drinks. Like I hung out with a few friends that were like really into Dr Pepper. A lot of people were in the Mountain Dew and Pepsi and, and Coke or whatever, but I never really had any slice friends. Had some mellow yellow friends. They were rednecks, but you know, I, <laughs> they were rednecks. <laughs> had, but I never really hung out with slice people. Did you hang out with RC Cola people? Oh, my grandparents were RC Cola people. I am not kidding you. My, my, my grandma and my grandpa, when we'd go over there, they always had Royal Crown. Royal Crown Cola. Is that what it stood for? Yeah, RC stood for Royal Crown Cola. You know that when your grandparents fucking drink that shit all the time. (laughs) They would go to Thompson's Food Basket and they would always get the RC on. (laughs) Are we still recording? Totally recording. (laughs) Totally recording. Slice. Slice, what happened to Slice? I want to know. Where's the fucking, hey Netflix, where's the fucking documentary on what happened to Slice? (laughs) Alright, let's take uh, (laughs) Slice. I've got like six more things to talk about. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like, um, Everything's so fucking nostalgic. They bring everything back. Like shit goes away. They brought back the Ecto Cooler for the last fucking Ghostbusters movie. Uh, for for a, some unknown reason, they brought back Zima. Remember Zima? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, fucking Jolt Cola came back recently. Um, you know, fucking uh, uh, Stranger Things season three brought, brought back uh, Coke too. And cheese balls. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, the, plant, the planters. Planters. I just fucking ate some of those today. They they've got the white cheddar now, Paul. No way. I'm not. No, dude. I would not <laughs> fuck with you. They totally have white no, cheddar. Please, please don't play with my emotions. I'm right not, now. dude. And they're fucking amazing. They come in a fucking canister. You know what I mean? Oh, like they, that's the shit that should be off of the shelves, not toilet paper. Fucking cheese balls. It's oh just god. A national treasure. Yeah, they, dude. I I when they came back. I was just like, I picked up a couple uh, of the cheese balls and I picked up the cheese sticks and I was just oh, like, the cheese sticks. I was, yeah. oh, I was in heaven. Yeah. Cause the, I think their cheese sticks are just, I think they're way better than the fucking, uh, the Cheetos. Oh, a hundred percent. And it comes in that can. It feels so fresh when you peel that little yeah. wrapper off. And I know they brought kickback that, that soda. I think it's probably another redneck soda. That uh, <laughs> <laughs> that mellow yellow. <laughs> Do you remember Kick? Do you Man, remember that soda Kick? When I'm driving around in my 1969 <laughs> Charger, and I'm <laughs> I'm waving my Confederate flag, I'm drinking mellow yellow. <laughs> mellow yellow is the choice. 
<laughs> no, dude, the only thing that's missing in my life right now when I'm eating these fucking cheese balls is I just want to crack open a refreshing slice. <laughs> I just want to I want to I want to, sit, I want to play my Sega Genesis mini. Eat cheese balls and drink slice. <laughs> kids today, you don't know. You don't know. Fucking no. You don't know, you kids know. today. You're missing out on slice. But do they make slice anymore? Let's ask Jeeves. Can you go to? Can you go somewhere? And do they make slice? I don't know. Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you, oh, Dan might. Dan might know what I'm talking about here because they still have it over there. Mars bars aren't in America anymore. The almond candy bar you can only get them in Europe now. They are really? Nice, yeah. Well, yeah. that makes sense. But I mean, I don't know what the fuck anything else you're talking about. <laughs> slice and cheese balls and. Dan, Dan, America, we're we're basically raccoons and we eat garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Fucking slice. <laughs> fucking. Yeah, next time I'm going to be talking about eating, like, you know, diapers. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, man. Diapers when I was a kid were so good. <laughs> oh, dude. I've got I've got another six things to talk about. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Go for yeah, it. Do more, yeah. Let Fuck it. Just do, just, I can do them real quick if you like. I thought we were done. No, go for <laughs> Shit, I was going to talk about Slice for another 27 minutes, but go for it. It's <laughs> okay, it's fine. Okay, <laughs> here we go. All right, Terminator Dark Fate, toss oh, it. Toss a- it. AJ and the Queen, AJ and the Queen, toss it. Motherless <laughs> Brooklyn, taste it. Jumanji, the next level, taste it. Richard Jewell Tupperware, I'm out. All right, all right, oh, yeah. Oh, that was, holy shit. <laughs> oh, God. Was it, hey, Kathy Bates in uh, Richard Jewell, did she, did she not make you tear up when she was giving her speech there at the end? She made me cry like a baby. Me too, dude. That was powerful yeah. shit, dude. Fantastic film, uh, brilliantly directed, a really important story that needs to be heard, and like phenomenal performances from everybody involved. Thank God Netflix. Clint Eastwood made another good movie. Cause, like, seriously, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I, what was it? I loved Gran Torino. Oh, yeah. I love fucking Million Dollar Baby. Um, but then, then American Sniper was kind of like a to me. It was, uh, I mean, and then what was the other one? It was American Sniper was fine. Mule was what I thought Mule was great until the very fucking end of that movie. I was just like, this is the dumbest fucking ending. This is the dumbest shit ever. (laughs) You're telling me this guy has been doing some fucking terrible, deplorable shit this entire fucking time. But at the end, he's going to fucking at the end, he's going to be like. Well, my generation, we, you know, we fucking, we don't try to get out of things. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the heat for all this. Yeah, I, I did wrong, and so I'm gonna, I'll suffer the punishment. I'm just like, what, dude? You've been a shitbag this whole fucking movie. Like, <laughs> fuck. Now you're gonna be, oh, whatever. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway. Yeah, Dan, thank you for running down that list. Hey, you're welcome. Terminator Dark Fate, dude. Oh, man. Huge letdown. You you guys went real easy on that, on that review. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, I mean. (sighs) Oh, it was so bad. Not if I mean, it's not like I'm I'm like rushing out to watch that movie again. But on the I know. You know. Oh god, dear. yeah, no, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, essentially, it was. You know, it's it's a, a remake of uh, 
one, two, and salvation, I suppose. It well, just t- t- took ideas from everything. So, so, hold on. I'll be honest with you. Terminator 1 is a complete rip-off. Uh, Terminator 2 is a complete rip-off of the first one. A complete yeah. rip-off of the first one. The <laughs> entire movie's the same, the same, Dan. But it's made by the same people. The premise is the same, but what happens isn't the same. It, everything, themes going through it. everything that happens in the in Terminator happens in the second one, for the most part. There's oh, literally, dude. There is literally a scene uh, in the first one where Kyle Reese is being interrogated, and they have it on video, and he's screaming about how the future and what's going to happen. In the second one, there's. Sarah Connor doing the exact same thing in that movie. In the first movie, it ends in a fucking factory where they battle the Terminator. In the second movie, it ends in a factory where they kill the Terminator. I mean, now Brian, two wrongs don't make a right. Okay, we don't need to do it again. I'm <laughs> in dark dude, fate. I, I'm just saying, like, I think that. There's for all the people that are complaining like these, I would just go. I would just just say that if you watch if you watch Terminator One and Terminator Two back to back, they're basically the same movie, just kind of like upgraded. They've changed a few things, and they've added like this like a lot more to the special effects and things like that. Like I, but I'm not taking I'm dude. I'm not taking anything away from T2. It's my favorite no, it's movie like of all your time. Favorite film ever. <laughs> it's my favorite movie of all time. Go ahead, yeah, yeah. go ahead and repackage that fucking movie and just sell it to me again and make me fucking drink it like slice all fucking night. <laughs> Here's the thing. Yeah, Here's it, it was th- a bit of a problem where they started Dark Fate and they basically retconned everything that happened in the first two movies in five minutes. Yeah, and subsequently ruined their own law at the same time in the first five minutes of that film. Yeah. It's, it, Well, at the end of that fucking movie, her big, like, the way she inspires people is like, hey, why don't you stop beating the shit out of me, and why don't we work together? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Oh, my God. Whoa. It's so bad. Whoa. Start to finish. And the thing is, I thought Mackenzie Davis was really good as Grace, and I love Grace as a character. And... But my god, man, that script and all of the fucking exposition that didn't make sense and yeah. it, basically everything they did was all fucking nonsense. That's why it was it's, terrible. That's why you need James Cameron back a hundred percent, not him just passing it off to fucking Tim Miller and saying, oh. you know, it, it was it was bad. I, I, it, it, there's so much wrong with it. There's so much damn wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how how are you going to track this? How are you going to track where this uh, these text messages have been coming from, uh, Grace? And she goes, "Future shit." That's literally what she says. No explanation. Just she says, "Future shit." She messes with the phone. She goes, "Oh yeah, they're from these coordinates." Well, that's one thing. Gabriel Luna, he's made out of metal, and then he has another metal body inside him as well, and he can swim around in fucking water like a goddamn salmon. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. 
<laughs> they getting they get they get um they get Danny the the girl who like grew up making cars and stuff they yeah. get her to make the final military call where they do the kill box they go is this okay and she's like yeah this is where we're gonna do it why are you listening to her she she works in a car factory and you have Sarah Connor the fucking Terminator and Grace there all like military experts and they ask this little girl who they're trying to protect where they should set up the ambush oh my god what a mess <laughs> what an absolute fucking mess yeah. that's just three or four things I'm, anyway I'm, yeah I don't know man I, I'm so done with the Terminator franchise yeah, I think they are too man I think they honestly killed it with this one yeah it's- I mean, I mean, I've I've sort of been off the train since three. I thought three was terrible as well. So one and two, they'll always like live on for me. But wow, I mean, maybe maybe an animated series down the road or something. No, I mean, just fucking kill it. It's dead. Just forget it. What if? What if? What if? Okay, hold on. Expendables four. RoboCop, the Terminator show up in that fucking movie. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my god. Fucking a, uh, yeah, you could do, I suppose. <laughs> even go. seriously, even if my fucking dick was rubbed raw by a hedgehog vagina, <laughs> I would have a raging heart on to watch that shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's just let's just fucking throw it all out the window, all logic out the window. Let's just bring in everything. We can get the predator and aliens in there as well. Why not? Let's what? do a nineteen eighties action sci fi horror movie and just put all the iconic things together in one and see who comes out on top. Damn! Why does it? Why are you making it sound so bad when you've actually just written the perfect movie? Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh dear! As long as I could see like Terry Crews like wrestling a Terminator one day, I'll be fucking happy. I'd I think, die happy. Then. Wasn't there the rumor that they were going to have like uh, Rambo show up in one of the Predator movies? Uh yeah, yeah. I seem to remember something like that. I don't. But so, again, yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's take a quick break and come back, and we'll uh, we'll knock out the uh, pop culture leftovers news and all that other shit that we do. Yeah, yeah. Yay, yay! <laughs> That's my ice cube. It's really good. It's really good. <laughs> Dude, I love me some ice cube, man. I'm not even kidding you. Ditto, man. Uh, Who doesn't? Uh, I'm pushing rhymes like weight right now, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yay, yay! <laughs> I'll be right. We'll be we'll be right back. And it is now time for the Pop Culture Leftovers News. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's a leftover news and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangster as fuck, yo. 
It's gangster as fuck, yo. All right. Yeah, gangster as fuck news. But first, hold on. Stephanie, I got something for you. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that Beach Boy sound, right? Oh god, I'm like tearing up. Laid back mood. Sky above and villa. Good vibration. Feeling mellow. Don't wake me up. Oh my god. Don't wake me up. Oh, it's beautiful. Don't wake me up if I'm dreaming. California dreams. Oh shit! We got more. We got more. In the neighborhood. It's so good. (laughs) Oh man. Oh, thank you. That was. You're welcome. That made my. I was. Oh god, my heart. I'm like tearing up. It's such a good song. It is. It is. Um, Have you ever encountered surf dudes with attitudes? I'm just curious. No, but I bet they're kind of groovy. <laughs> I think like it, when they when they literally like when they when like they wrote the lyrics for that song, I think they were just looking for everything like I don't know surfer Beach Boys related surf dudes with attitude, good vibrations, and then they were like ah fuck it. feeling mellow. <laughs> they like everything that they could cram in there that felt like I don't know surfer kind of like. You know, that fucking surfer mentality. Good for feeling mellow. And then, uh, I don't know. It, it kind of sounds like, uh, surfers are lazy. Like they just want to sleep all day. Don't wake them up. It does. Yeah. yeah. Stay woke. Stay. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of surfers, Point Break. Great movie. Point Break. When's the last time you guys watched Point Break? Last year. Last year. Did you watch the Last new one or did you watch the, no, uh, the original? No, 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 no. I watched it because uh, a, a really good friend of mine had a son and he named him Bodhi as a reference to Avengers and Point Break. I'm like, ah, I should watch that again. And it does not disappoint every time. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Fucking that fucking that what, what that wave that fucking. Uh, that he's chasing Patrick Swayze's chasing that big ass wave yes man dedication it killed him (laughs) 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 dedication it killed him (laughs) how how into sports would you have to be to do that how into a sport would you I'm trying to think of any other sports where that can that, well, maybe boxing maybe where you can die, but even in boxing, it's not like out of nowhere a shark can eat you. You know what I mean? That's surfing. That can happen. 
Yeah. You could be, uh, you could be like, you know, and surfing. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, fucking Jaws comes out and fucking eats you. It doesn't happen in either of the sport. There's no other sports where a fucking animal can come between. Are there any other sports where animals can come between you? Maybe I, I other, I, I, like even like water polo. It's not like they do that shit out in the ocean. That's at a pool. Yeah, that that sport's intense, man. Fuck that. What water polo? Yeah, dude. Just I can't even tread for like five minutes, and they're in the pool doing that for like an hour and like wrestling each other. Can you imagine if they put a shark in there though? Dude, <laughs> take all my money right now. <laughs> oh, man. Dan, are you with us? What's going on with Dan? Yeah, man. Uh, Dan's just like, can we move on? Can we talk about something else? <laughs> <laughs> <Any time? laughs> no, I was honestly going through my head of any other sport I could think of, where, like a fucking mountain lion or something would fucking show yeah. up. But I, I was just thinking maybe it'd be better if like it was an animal that just got released that had nothing to do with that particular area. So it'd be like beach volleyball, and then a cougar would just fucking run in from the side and just maul someone. Yeah, like that scene in Top Gun. It's not like a fucking mountain lion just to, you know what i mean <laughs> yeah it's just a lot of dudes slapping people's asses every it. once in a while you'll see like a like in baseball you'll see like a bird show up or something you know do you ever see did you ever see what was that name of that picture was it mark or something did you ever see that that picture and he's at the mound and he throws the pitch and it's dude this is crazy as soon as he throws the pitch and it's going it's getting ready to go over the plate a bird flies in like this guy can pitch at like a hundred miles an hour, and a it fucking exploded. yeah. Did you see that where the bird flew oh, into yeah. the pitch, into the ball, and you saw feathers just flying all over the fucking place? It was like when Fabio got on the roller coaster and the bird flew into his face. It just exploded. <laughs> Did that happen? Is that a thing that oh, happened? Yeah, yeah. That he comes back down from the roller coaster and his face is just full of blood. <laughs> and he found out that like a bird flew into his face. Going down on the big drop. <laughs> Fabio is in like the male model. That guy. Yeah, the I can't believe it's not butter guy. Dude, he was. He was. You believe it wasn't bird at that. Moment. All those romance novels back in the day, where the guy would have like his shirt like half off, and he had like the long hair. Those are all Fabio. Like they all drew those those painterly drawings on those romance novels that housewives would read in their in the tub when their husbands were at work and they were flicking the bean and the tub and reading those fucking romance novels uh, half of those fucking covers were fabio i want he had a bird on his face <laughs> <laughs> yeah he had a bird it's awesome he comes out from the roller coaster he's wiping his face Shut the fuck up. Got, hold on hold on is this is full of blood so everyone's like oh my god is this is on video like you can literally see like his like the bird hit him in the face or is this you like you can't see the bird hit him in the face but you see the aftermath oh i was like, thinking like roller coaster no when no, the roller coaster no, no. takes the picture of you you know what i mean like <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing. He just gets off of the roller coaster and he's just wiping blood off of his face. And everybody's like, holy shit, what the fuck happened? You know, like, did he get hit by something on the roller coaster? Like, part of the ride? And they're like, no, like, it was a bird. Oh, my God, that's crazy. 
Fabio. I got to see this fucking video now. Mm. Pop culture leftovers news, people. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know, back to that, yeah, back on this. Uh, did you see that we're gonna be, you can get Quibi free for 90 days? No. I found this no. out. I'm a Quibi insider, and Quibi stands for Quick Bites. This is the new service that's gonna be launching in, uh, April, and, uh, they're gonna have shows that are like, I think like, you know, five minutes or less. And, uh, they're gonna be launching with 50 shows. Uh, they're gonna have a ton of content available at launch. Uh, but you can get, uh, Quibi for free for 90 days. Uh, go to Quibi.com to find out. And I think basically what you have to do, like what I've done is you can go to, uh, the app store, um, and you can download the Quibi app. And, uh, I think if, as long as you download the Quibi app, go to Quibi.com for more details, but like, I've downloaded the Quibi app. It doesn't show up as an icon on my phone, but on April 6th, I believe, that app will pop up. And it looks like uh, as long as you do that before a certain date, you'll be able to get Quibi free for 90 days. So, I mean, Is there I, anything good on that at the moment or not? A ton of great shit, Dan. It's crazy. Uh, last episode, I posted a link to the 50 shows that are going to be launching at the time of service. I mean, we've got Steven Spielberg involved, Antoine Fuqua. Um, I mean, th- th- there's tons of different things that are going to be available for Quibi. I, I, I think I just saw a commercial today for some, uh, a Quibi commercial today while I was watching something streaming. Chance the Rapper was talking about something he's doing on Quibi. There's so, like, there's something for everyone, I think, on Quibi. Uh, was it, I think Will Forte and, um, what's her name? Uh, Caitlin Olson from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia are doing a comedy called Flipped. And it's one of those like HGTV shows where they're flipping houses and it's a comedy with those two. Like there is so much. Uh, Kevin Hart's doing his own show on Quibi with him and who is it? It's Kevin Hart and, uh, he's like some action star. I can't remember. I want to say Bruce Willis, but no, it's Kevin Hart and John Travolta are doing a show, I think. Yeah. That's a combo. That's weird, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. That's like, I think they're going to be doing a show with, uh, they're going to be reuniting that fucking bird that smacked fucking Fabio's face. Do you think Peter? Do you think Peter got mad at Fabio? Do you think they blamed him? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Paul's like, I'm not touching that, man. <laughs> no, I'm staying away from that fucking thing, man. Uh, wrong place, wrong time for both of the participants. Did I? Did any of you watch Impulse on uh, YouTube TV? No. No. All right, I, I I watched the first season. It got canceled after two seasons now. So if you're looking forward to fucking uh, Impulse season three, it ain't happening. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so the only uh, the only uh, scripted shows that are going to be on uh, YouTube are Cobra Kai and another one. Those are the only two that haven't been canceled. YouTube's just no. canceling everything. Rest in peace, Wayne. Yeah, Fuck. Wayne's gone. Sad. Do you think that that's all gonna like just die out eventually? Like YouTube is just gonna, you know, 
they're going to stop producing shows and things like that. Yeah. There's not enough people have signed up. Yeah. Well, I think YouTube Premium's going to go away. Or, and if they continue with YouTube Premium, they're just going to have it be something with, like, their own personal YouTube stars, which is – that's what they've been talking about. Like, they're going to go away from the scripted, you know, stuff, and they're going to just – pull from like their youtube personalities and have those people do their own shows yeah mm, shame uh, i was on reddit and i saw a scoop that had a couple of pics of uh the set of space jam 2 which is going to be starring lebron james replacing michael jordan uh in one of the pics that i saw you could see uh the joker and pennywise from it uh, the Joker from, of course, from DC Comics, and then Pennywise from it. And then in the second picture, you saw The Mask, who was played famously by Jim Carrey, dressed as a referee. So it looks like they're having, like, uh, they're pulling pulling from Warner Brothers, other Warner Brothers properties, and they're going to be including not only the Looney Tunes, but, uh, you know, uh, The Mask, uh, Pennywise, The Joker, they're going to be putting those characters in Space Jam 2. So I posted a picture on Twitter right, <laughs> saying, so the rumor is that Space Jam 2 will expand to other Warner Brothers properties besides Looney Tunes. The Mask, question mark? The Joker, question mark? Pennywise, question mark? That's when a particular news outlet quoted our Twitter and ran the story. The news outlet is we we got this covered. Yeah. We got this covered. Like, they fucking quoted us in their article. I'll share the link in the show notes. Um, But anyway, they go on to say, just like the Norse mask at the bottom of the sea in the 1994 movie, the mask franchise has been lying dormant for a very long time now. However, almost out of nowhere, a ton of buzz about a potential new movie and the character in general has begun to build and things are only going to continue to ramp up, it seems. As fans know, Jim Carrey famously brought green-faced hero Stanley Ipkiss to life in the aforementioned comedy. And while there's no word yet on if he'll indeed sign for another mask film, we're now going to be getting the next best, best thing. And that's because the actor is set to reprise the role in voice-only capacity in the upcoming Space Jam 2. So, yeah, uh, I'm not only hearing that they're going to be using the Joker, Pennywise, and uh, the mask, but I'm also hearing that they're going to be pulling from Harry Potter characters as well. And we might get, Stephanie, check this out, Voldemort might be in this movie. Oh, Oh. Yeah. Are you a big Harry Potter fan then? She's a huge. Massive. She's a massive Harry Potter fan. <laughs> oh my god! Did I tell Stephanie? I went, when I went to Universal Studios, I tried uh, butter beer. Did you like it? I loved it. Really? Yeah, I, I liked did, it. Yeah. Did you try the regular or like the frozen one? The regular one. Okay. I tried the frozen and I didn't care for it. Yeah. It, to me, it tastes like liquid butterscotch. Oh. But huh. Some people dig it. Uh, I know a lot of people dig it. I just I'm, I just paid the upcharge for like the commemorative like cup. Yeah. Like, but um, oh, you liked it. Yeah. I, it's it's liquid diabetes. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like I could literally hear like Wilfred Brimley chastising me as I drank it, but. <laughs> But on the flip side, I did enjoy the. T- <laughs> I did. 
<laughs> I did enjoy the flavor. It should come with fucking diabetes test strips. Like it literally should. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's straight li- liquid sugar. It totally, it's definitely <laughs> liquid sugar. It's like they melted down cotton candy and said, "Here, yeah. enjoy." <laughs> yeah, so. Did you enjoy Universal? I didn't want to get off topic, but did you enjoy it? Oh yeah, I had a great time. I really yes. liked Universal. I did the 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 Fast and Furious ride was not great, but um, it was I guess fun just seeing all the actors doing like their thing in the Fast and Furious ride. I had a blast though on the Transformers ride. It's great. It's so much fun. <laughs> it's a good one. It's so much fun. Like I had been there years before. I'd already done like. The Simpsons ride, which I think is great, and uh, the Mummy ride, which is kind of like uh, a little bit of a roller coaster meets special effects and pyrotechnics, which is a lot of fun. But um, the newer stuff, trying out that Transformers ride, I really liked it. I thought it was a blast. Even though it's Bayformers, I still loved it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we got we got uh, dude. So fucking uh we got this covered ran with our fucking tweet. And since that has happened, like that tweet has been retweeted like nearly 100 times in like over 200 like hearts and easily over 100 people have like liked our page on Twitter since that happened. It's weird. It's wow. really, it's still getting retweeted today and it's like a week later. It's so weird. It is so, it's like, like I didn't even break the story. I just went to Reddit and reposted some shit. Are you going to do what I suggested, which is just start making shit up and see if they fucking start reposting um, that? I, I was talking to Neil and I don't know if I brought it up on a mention, uh, on an episode, but I was talking to Neil and I was like, dude, we need to do, a podcast where all we do is cover we got this covered stuff and just call it we got nothing covered and <laughs> and we just report we got this covered news but i honestly they i can't thank them enough i i am loving this <laughs> I I would love them to repost everything we've ever done. It's fucking great. Like, sure, yeah, go ahead. Like, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I I wouldn't mind if we were like the next TMZ. <laughs> no, I don't want to be known for trash. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, Dan, we should just just make up shit. Let's just make up shit and fucking post it and see if they cover it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> just yeah. some, like, really out there rumors. Although, saying that, man, like, if we're getting shows, like, with Kevin Hart and John Travolta, then there's not a lot you can fucking post now that people aren't going to believe. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's such a weird... <laughs> such a weird duo. It's a weird duo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, try to think of a weirder duo. Try to think of a weirder duo. I want to, yeah, think of a, the weirdest duo that you can think of for a fucking show. And then I'm going to ask you about what it is. So think of like two actors that you never would ever fucking think of like seeing together in a, in a show. And then we'll throw it out there. I'm going to start with Deanne. I don't fucking know. <laughs> oh my. I'm so. All I, can, all I can think about is like really wrong stuff. That's what I want to hear. Yeah, I'm not going to because we don't get political, and that's the only place my oh, brain. Oh, all right, all right. You're no fun. God damn it. All right, fine. I can't. I can't think of anything either. I don't even give a shit. 
Um, let's see here. Uh, uh, coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Got a ton of movies being postponed over this fucking shit. What are you guys' thoughts on this? Do you guys think, do you think they should be doing this? Do you think, are people, are we all, I was talking to my mom about this and at first I was thinking everybody was overreacting, but then on the, again on the flip side, it's like, if I'm a fucking carrier and then I give it to some like, you know, old lady, I'd feel like, I'd feel terrible. So I'm like, you know what I mean? So I don't know. It's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. I was really disappointed when A Quiet Place 2 got pushed back. Me that was- too. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I, I get it, but doesn't mean it doesn't suck. When I was in The Quiet Place, when I watched A Quiet Place the first time, I was so prepared that if my audience was loud and rowdy, I was going to be like, you guys... <laughs> this movie is called A Quiet Place, and it is so not right now. <laughs> Shut up! And like, I didn't have to do that. I had, a, I had a, I had a, uh, I had a very uh, movie savvy crowd that was quiet and, uh, while watching A Quiet Place, and I appreciated that. I can't say that for my Bloodshot crowd. There's some girls that just would not shut the fuck up. In you know oh. one part of the theater. Oh my god! Yeah. How do you deal with that? Are you the person what, that, that stays quiet and simmers, or are you the person that has to say something? It depends. It depends. I actually was sitting on the other side of the theater, and so it wasn't that bad. Later, they kind of they quieted down later. But at the beginning, I was gonna. I was getting to the point where I was like, "Am I gonna stand up and say shut up?" Or am I going to say be quiet? Because two years ago, nearly two years ago, it's about a year and a half ago, when uh, a fighting with my family came out, and I saw that in the theater, uh, I went to a theater on a Friday night that a lot of teenagers like to go to, and because uh, the other theater wasn't playing it. A lot of teenagers like to go to this one on a Friday night, and when they get together, they're not there to see the movie. They're just there to talk and socialize, and I don't know. So they're talking the entire fucking movie and it, the movie was about to end and I was just so fed up with it that I stood up and I said, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. You've been talking this entire fucking movie. Shut the fuck up. And I said it really loud and I realized what I had just done. That I had just cursed out 13 and 14 year olds. <laughs> and I was like, this might be a problem. And, <laughs> and so I got up and I walked out of the theater. I ended up, since I had AMC A-list, I went up, I ended up going back to the movie and watching it a second time so I could watch the end of it. But, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I totally dropped many an F-bomb and, uh, and yelled at, at, at children. Yeah. And uh, hold on, check this shit out. I fucking encountered my fucking nephew in the lobby. (laughs) 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 I'm walking out. I I make it to the lobby and I see my nephew and I'm like, oh, hey, man. And I acted like nothing happened. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then I text my sister and I just said, hey, I, I saw, and I'm not going to give his name out over the podcast, but I saw so-and-so uh, yeah, at the at the movies. And I, and I was like, yeah, I just fucking yelled out a bunch of, I yelled out, I cursed out a bunch of kids at the movie theater. <laughs> I go, I hope he didn't, I hope he didn't hear about that. My sister, apparently he never did. He, he didn't hang out with those kids, so it was all good, but. Yeah. What about what about Paul and Stephanie? Do you do you have a go at people if they're doing something? I I ha- I've like spoken up at theaters before. I get really upset when people talk. Somebody said something. I'd seen Endgame when it came out, and then um, I saw it again because my mom really wanted to see it, and so I took her. And then right as Iron Man dies, like somebody screamed out something like obnoxious, and everybody in the theater got upset, and I just kind of yelled out. Like, not everybody's seen it. Don't be a dick. I was like, not everybody's seen it. Like, it was like the Tuesday after it came out. And, uh, so I've done that a couple of times. Um, I, usually there's somebody else that will say something first and then everybody will clap and I'm one of the clappers. But that was the one time I had to physically say something because people are, people are D-bags. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Paul, Paul, have you ever, like, punched someone in the face for ruining your favorite Disney film? Yeah, I told a six-year-old to shut the fuck up during Frozen 2. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it was my daughter. No. <laughs> and she and she she goes she said, "Let it go, bitch." <laughs> no, I, I I did it once when we saw the first chapter of it. There was some people in front of us that just would not shut the fuck up and it just turned to the point where I just said, "Will you just shut the fuck up?" and it got pretty quiet, so <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's the go-to line is shut the fuck up because then they, at least they know that you mean it and that you're annoyed, but it's not too confronta- confrontational, I don't think, because I said that many a times to people. And I am well. I am the least confrontational person, so like I had to work myself up to do it. And then I was like, "Oh shit, is this about to go south?" and then they were just quiet, so I got all this adrenaline and like it took me so out of the movie that we had to see it again but I was just like are you gonna say it are you gonna fucking say it like do it do it <laughs> and then I said it and I'm like oh fuck you just said it like wh- what's gonna happen I'm like oh thank god my oh, fucking god when I did it in fighting with my family I literally stood up it was like the, make no mistake about who's saying this right now Make me, yeah. I stood up like, like, yeah. like I was fucking giving a speech in English class. <laughs> yeah, I did the same thing in uh, a not very good film, unfortunately, but it was Attack of the Clones, and uh, I was there with my friend, and we were watching it, and there was uh, some some. I was a student at the time, and there were some other students literally right behind us, and they were talking all through, you know, all through the commercials, fine, and they were talking through the trailers, and they didn't get quieter, and I was like, oh shit. I'm gonna, they're gonna carry on, aren't they? And then they were talking through the opening crawl to the new Star Wars movie, and I did exactly the same thing. I just stood up, turned around, and just went, shut the fuck up! Like, right in their faces. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they, they did, which was, which was nice. But it, it's, <laughs> it was so, it was so plain to them to stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I've, I've had words with people about being on their phones as well. Uh, <laughs> that's the worst. Turn <laughs> off your fucking phone! I, I, it, it's weird, man, because it, it was one time, I can't remember what film it was, because I was so annoyed, but um, there was a, a, a and again, it was another group of students. I wasn't a student at this point. I was like, you know, moved out and started working and the rest of it. <clears throat> and there was a girl, and she was on her phone, like, throughout the first 15 minutes of the film. 
and she was about two, three rows ahead, but we always sit like on the aisle, so it just lit up our faces. And I just sort of tapped on her shoulder and I said, could you please turn your phone off? I was really polite. And she just like looked like I was going to kill her when she turned around. She looked so scared. But that she didn't turn her phone off. She got her jacket and she laid it on the seat in front of her and then pulled the hood up and put that over her head forming a tiny tent so she could continue to use her phone for the rest of the film and it's like why the fuck are you even in this film what the fuck yeah i know it's like you've got a serious problem just just fucking leave you just wasted like what i mean 15 pounds so probably about 20 dollars to see this film and you're just you were on your phone the entire time. That's I ridiculous. Mean, it worked. Yeah. The tent worked. So that was good. But yeah. There was a guy. Crazy. There was somebody in a theater that was sitting like the row in front of me and they pulled out their phone and I wanted to say something. And the guy that was maybe three seats to the left of me, a bigger guy looks at him and he goes, turn off your phone. Phone, <laughs> and it was so awesome. I wanted to applaud him because the guy, the other guy, turned off his fucking phone. It was fucking beautiful. Oh my god! Because like I get so distracted by those lights and shit, and like, yeah. Um, I remember I was getting ready to watch a movie, and a girl next to me—I'm not kidding—like literally right next to me. And these were oh. this was reserved seating. And I chose this seat like a week before this fucking movie came out. And she pulls out her phone and starts recording the movie. Oh my <gasps> god. <laughs> what? Yes. And People still do that? Yes. And so I just, I, I didn't say anything. I got up and I just went to the back and I sat in like one of the, um, seats that they have (laughs) well i sat in one of the seats that they have for like you know disabled for the disabled and i was and because like the movie had already been full and there was you like there were no people using the disabled seats and it it gets to that point this theater allows you to sit in those seats so i just used one of those seats you I, said that they're at the back of the cinema, was that yeah, right? Yeah, it's in the back, yeah. Wow, that's crazy, because they only have those at the front in, in England. No, they're they're in the back, and then, like, to the left of them, there's, like, a seat where, like, you can have, like, your companion or somebody that's there to help you. I was that's sitting... That's fucking I, when, awesome. That's when, so cool. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty awesome, but that's, you know, the movie had already started. I had already been watching maybe 15 minutes of it with this girl with her phone out. And so I went back there and sat there. I didn't want to steal that seat from somebody that really needed to use it. So yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. What's the worst behavior you've seen in the cinema? Uh, probably the fucking kids when I was, this was years ago, but fucking, I was probably 19 or 20 and kids this entire time were throwing popcorn at the back of my fucking head. <gasps> yeah. I realized it and I stood up and I fucking, I, I unleashed hell on them. <laughs> Shit. I unleashed hell on them. <laughs> oh dear. I, I was, I was at a cinema in Wales, which is, uh, where Kat went to university and it was quite an empty showing it was probably about 20 people there I think it was for the Da Vinci Code and 
these kids, they were probably about like 13, 14, they had gotten flyers from like the, uh, like the foyer and they were folding up flyers. They were sat six, seven rows in front of us. So like in the middle, we always sit at the back and they were folding up flyers and they were lighting the end of them on fire. Oh my god! And then Shit. throwing them down towards the people at the front. Oh my god! What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the worst I've ever that I've ever experienced. And I was like, "Well, gonna have to do something about this then." <laughs> just sort of. So I, I said, "I'll be back in a minute," and I just went went out. And there was the security guy, and I was like, ah, there's people lighting things on fire and throwing them at people. And he was like, yeah, okay. And I was like, no, seriously, they're doing it. And, uh, cause it, and, he, and he just went, all right. And it, it, I was sort of, <laughs> he came with me, and he said, are you okay pointing them out? And he, I just went, yeah, fine. And we walked up, and he had his little torch and everything, and we walked right up to them, and I just pointed at this guy right in the face, and I was like, that's them there. <laughs> and, uh, and he just like, he was like, he was like, okay, thanks. And I went back to my seat, and then he was like, he was talking to them for about, oof, I don't know, like five to ten minutes, telling them all they had to leave, and that they were going to get banned and shit like that. And eventually they left. But yeah, if I can, I, yeah, lighting things on fire and throwing them at people in front of them. Are you fucking kidding me? D- dude, Jesus. everybody, all these theater chains need to do it like Alamo Draft House and there's a theater here in Decatur called the Avon where they have at the beginning of the movie, there is an announcement that like, well, the one here locally is like two strikes and you're out. The first time we'll ask you to stop if you're on your phone or if you, you know, if you're talking, we'll ask you to stop. Two strikes and you're out. The second time we have to ask you, you're banned. You're gone. Like oh, that's, that's the, beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's the way it awesome, should be. Yeah. That's the way it should be. Like as I was watching Bloodshot and those girls were talking, I'm like, why am I not at the Avon right now watching something else? Why am I not at the Avon watching something else? Because that theater, they fucking, they will have someone come out there and escort that person out. If you have your phone on, they will escort them out. If they, they'll ask them nicely the first time, but after that, they're gone. It's like, you're not gonna have that fucking bullshit behavior there. Like, be considerate. Be fucking considerate. When I saw the Invisible Man, uh, last week, when I went to that theater, it was an invisible audience. It was just me in the <laughs> fucking theater. So if I'm in that movie and I want to pull out my phone and text somebody or respond to something, I think that's perfectly fine. There's no yeah, one in there but yeah. me. But if there's one other person in there and they can like see the like my phone light up, ah, God, now now I now we're just bitching about shit. We're not even talking about current. <laughs> we're just bitching about people. This is like the old man podcast. You know what I mean? This is just like this is just people bitching about shit. Let's hold on. Let's move on here. Um if, have you guys been seeing the rumors that Jamie Foxx left Spawn? Yes. No. It's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Todd McFarlane, I love the guy, but he said last week I got some discouraging news. We had an Academy Award winning guy who was going to do the movie with us, but he fell off. We had people willing to fund the movie as long as we had this guy attached, but schedules were conflicting and things had to change. That's how close we are to getting this thing off the ground. Everybody was assuming it was Jamie Foxx. 
McFarlane cleared up the speculation saying Fox is still attached and the Oscar winning guy he was referring to was a writer on the movie. <laughs> yeah, he needs to uh, clarify. Sure he, yeah, he needs to fucking you know, give some more details on that because, right. yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. I love the guy. I love him too. <laughs> but I, dude, there's like a couple days there where I'm reading articles like Jamie Foxx has dropped off Spawn. And I'm like, oh, fuck. This sucks. This movie's never going to fucking happen now. And it's it's a fucking writer. But I, what do you think, Dan, Stephanie, Paul? What what do you think? Like, should they, should they just do a fucking Kickstarter for this thing? If they're having trouble getting the money, then yeah. I mean, it's worked for other people before. Well, it's, and, it's Blumhouse. You know, it's they, Blumhouse. Blumhouse is only going to do up to $10 million. And so if they want if they want any more money, they gotta fucking do it. They gotta do a Kickstarter or something like that. Yeah, they should do, man. I mean, there's enough Spawn fans out there. I mean, I'm one of them. I'll definitely back it. Just you know, just sing them, sing them a few dollars, and yeah, see what the hell happens. Dude, I mean, Kickstarters what? have made millions, multiple millions of, of dollars over the years if they've got a big enough following or if the project is loved enough. It's it's always spreads like wildfire when people want it. So yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like what's I- yeah. What's five bucks at the end of the day, right? If you want to see a Spawn movie. What do you think, Steph? No, I agree. Um, I agree. If people want it bad enough, they'll, they'll, they'll donate the money and won't think twice about it. And like you said, like, what's five dollars? Yeah. And this, if this is, if this looks like the only feasible option to get the extra funds, then it wouldn't, wouldn't hurt to try it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where like, I bet, ba- you know, I've backed a couple of movies in the past. I, I backed the documentary. It was cool. You know, I backed the documentary. I gave him and, and my name said, you know, when, when the documentary plays, if you watch it and it's on Amazon prime at the end of it, they list off the names of the backers and there's my name right there in the fucking credits on this movie. Was that the Roger Corman one? Yeah, that was the doomed Roger Corman movie. Yeah, I watched that the other day. I didn't know you were on the credits. <laughs> I'm on the credits. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and watch it. You gotta go back. Yeah, yeah, it's on Amazon Prime if you want to see it, people. But yeah, I backed that fucking movie, and there's my name at the at the credits at the end of that movie. I actually have an IMDb credit for it, Dan. <laughs> Oh, that's so fucking cool. <laughs> You're a producer, technically. Well, I have two. I have, I'm listed twice on IMDb. I'm listed once for, for that, and then I'm listed an, again for the movie that's coming out in May that I'm in. Uh, was that the, the... No, it's not the Matt Damon one, was it? No, no I'm not even listed. I'm uncredited. If I was in that... If, if, if they even had my name in that Matt Damon movie, I would be uncredited because I'm an extra. Like, they, I, I had no spoken yeah. lines and my scene, I am the size of an ant when you see me in that scene. <laughs> Are yeah. you on your way to getting a SAG after credit? <laughs> or like membership or whatever? No. <laughs> I was an extra. They filmed a movie here in my town and, uh, Steven Soderbergh filmed The Informant. And I, uh, I was on, I was in a scene with Matt Damon and Melanie Linsky at the end of that movie where Matt Damon gets released from, uh, from prison. And I'm one of the prisoners in the yard as he's getting released. Oh, wow. And you cannot see me. I'm there. Like, <laughs> you can see my shape, but you cannot see me. <laughs> so what's, what's the film that's coming out that you're in? It's called yeah. with, it's called Without Grace, and it's directed by one of our listeners, Matthew Chicella. 
So oh, this is the one where you were the waiter, right? I'm the waiter, and I have. Oh, I cannot I, wait to see this. I have speaking lines in it, and I've got my um, opening night ticket, and I think my sister's going, and so that'll. Yeah, I think my sister's going. <laughs> so, I think I am gonna fucking be so nervous. I'm gonna vomit. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. Oh, God. Cause you, like, you never know how you did until you actually see it. And it's going to be so weird. Like, the first time I listened to myself on this podcast, I was like, oh my God. Oh, God. my voice. And so, like, now to see myself on screen, I'm going to be like, oh my God. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, anyway. News from Dark Horizons, uh, Jurassic Park franchise fan site Jurassic Outpost has reported the rumor that Amblin Television is developing a live action Jurassic World TV series for the upcoming Peacock streaming service. Jurassic wow. World Dominion, the third and seemingly final film in the trilogy, recently began filming in Vancouver under the helm of Colin Trevorrow. The site claims the series is aiming for a 2021 or 2022 launch and will also film in Vancouver for budgetary reasons. Vancouver seems to be the place to to film for budgetary reasons. I remember the first season of Supergirl under CBS, they were filming in Los Angeles. And then when uh, it uh, moved over to the CW, uh, Supergirl also started filming in, you know, Vancouver, Canada because of budgetary yeah. reasons. And that's one of the reasons they lost Felissa, uh, uh, Felissa what's her name? Calista Flockhart because, you know, she lives in LA, in Los Angeles and she didn't want to fucking she she didn't want to she didn't want to film for months in Vancouver. She wanted to stay in Los Angeles and be with her husband Harrison Ford. That's why they lost her. But um, that's a shame. Vancouver is really nice. Yeah, it's just it's one of those things where I guess it, it, she's just kind of set in her ways and didn't want to leave Harrison Ford. I guess. I mean, I don't know. She's married to Harrison Ford. Why the fuck would you want to leave him? <laughs> <That's> true, <yeah. laughs> I don't know. Um, Jurassic Park, I, I, for me, like, I know, like, a lot of people have been let down by the new movies. I, I don't know. I'm a fucking fanboy of all these new, I'm, I love Jurassic World and I love Fallen Kingdom. So, like, I do. I'm, I, I love them. I think they're fantastic. I, I get, I just love dinosaur movies. But, What's um, the streaming service that the show it will be on. It'll, it'll, it looks like it's going to be on Peacock, right? The NBC one, right? What do we got here? Yeah, Peacock, the NBC one. It's going to be the NBC Peacock service, which is going to be the home of the new. Uh, what's going to be on there? The Punky Brewster shit. The fucking Saved by the Bell stuff. I don't know. They're going to have a bunch of shit. What are you? Are you, do you think a show is necessary? Necessary, no, but like Jurassic Park holds a lot of weight, right? And it, it, it all comes down to subscribers. If you tell people that there's going to be a Jurassic Park series, I think they kind of tested this out uh, when FX had that after they they, they premiered uh, on, on on FX, they had uh, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, which they showed for the first time. After that ended. They gave us a first look at an eight-minute short that was directed by Colin Trevorrow called Battle at Big Rock, which uh, our episode of that is notorious for Ray not watching it and then me 
bitching him out <laughs> for the next <laughs> hour. <laughs> fucking, I still love you, Ray. I don't give a fuck. People can say whatever the fuck they want to about me, and it was all it was all fun and games. But uh, yeah, they they did battle at Big Rock, and I think that that was kind of like a test, kind of like they they're testing it out to, and and it got it got great reviews and i thought battle at big rock was fantastic and i think it kind of showed that like a jurassic world tv show could kind of work if you kind of did set it in a world where you know like in this instance in battle at big rock like a family is camping and then all of a sudden a dinosaur battle breaks out right in front of their campsite like that's kind of scary and also kind of like i was very engaged watching this and if you had kind of like like a Walking Dead series, you know what I mean, where you're following a group of people and as they're traveling or whatever the fuck is going on or wherever they are, they encounter dinosaurs, I think it could be a pretty cool show if they, you know, made it like a 45-minute show or something like that. I don't know. I... I and I, I would happen to imagine, like if there, if 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 it is Jurassic World, you're gonna, of course, you're gonna have Steven Spielberg as producer. I don't know who's gonna be the showrunner on this thing, but I happen to think that Peacock, NBC is gonna throw, Universal is gonna throw some fucking big dollars at this. You got to make these dinosaurs look movie quality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they've got to put the money in for the CG for definite. Otherwise, it's gonna be terrible maybe this yeah. is maybe like if people haven't been happy and I, i'm in the minority here i i loved jurassic world i thought it was fantastic i i don't think jurassic fallen kingdom is as good as jurassic world but i still enjoyed it quite a bit but i know for people that didn't like it maybe this is the route to go and maybe battle at big rock is kind of like a lot of people like that a lot of people liked it it was eight minutes and I thought it was fantastic, and a lot of people liked that. I'm not the only one there. There was a lot of people that liked Battle at Big Rock. Yeah, but, I mean, you've got to think that a lot of the people that went to see, you know, Fallen Kingdom and um, fucking Jurassic World, you know, they're, they're people like me that they were kids when they saw the first Jurassic Park, and it's that film is so damn good, that first one. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, I, I'm not a big fan. I mean, Jurassic World, yeah, it's all right. And I didn't even bother watching Fallen Kingdom because it looked awful. But it doesn't mean that my, um, my love for the, the franchise has kind of died, if you know what I mean, because that first film is so damn good. Mm-hmm. So if, if they're going to go with like a TV show, then I, I would definitely check it out. It, yeah, they, they've, they've hurt me, but, um, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to give them, give them another go just to see, to see what they do because with the different, you know, different time scale and stuff like that, and maybe even with a slightly more limited budget, mm. they might have to come up with something a bit more special. So true. Yeah. Interesting. What uh, did you watch battle at big rock? Have you ever had a chance to see it? I believe it's on YouTube, Dan, if you haven't seen it. Uh, no, I haven't seen it, but I just, I was thinking about it for about a week after that episode. So I was like, I should really watch this. But every time I thought about it, I just remembered you yelling at Ray. <laughs> Made me laugh so damn much. So it just kind of flew out of my head. Ray, yeah, I hope. Check it out, man. Ray, I hope you're listening, dude. I hope you're still listening, man. Like, I think he does. Every once in a while, he likes to tweet. I haven't heard from him in a while, but I hope you're still listening, dude. Tweet me. Let me know you're still listening, man. But yeah, Ray's good people. Ray's a good guy. Um, Stephanie, uh, Jurassic. TV show, is this something that would, here's the thing, is it something you're interested in? Number two, is it something that would maybe kind of like, I, I honestly, I 
think from what I'm hearing, I think this is going to be a free service. If you want to pay for an ad free experience, I believe that is an option, but I think Peacock is going to be free. Um, oh, hold no, excuse me. Hold on. Peacock is going to offer half of their programming for free. The other half will be considered premium and you will get that at a cost. So I would happen to imagine, I would have to imagine that this would be part of that premium package and you'll have to pay Mm. for this. Yeah. Stephanie, what are you thinking? Jurassic television? Is this something you're interested in? And would you pay for another streaming service? Okay. Great question. Yes, I'm interested. Um, I think I, I'm interested because I think you can do a lot with depending on where they go with like similar to the, the short um, from the Ray episode, like just in a world where dinosaurs are kind of a threat, but people are living now with like the reality of dinosaurs. I think it'd be very, very interesting. Yeah. I do not want to pay for another streaming service. I am so over the, just the overload of streaming services that quite frankly, how a lot of them house shows or movies that I would really be interested in seeing. I just, it's just so much extra. Like it's, and even if they're not expensive, it still just adds up after a while. I think this is something. Uh, you said it's going to be housing Punky Brewster and the Saved by the Bell reboot. All of all of those are enough to even maybe I'll do it for like a couple of months just to see if it's something that I want to stick with, or at least just to watch the shows that I'm interested in. Um, mm-hmm. I, but the fact that it, half of it's going to be paid for premium shows and, and content is just a little disappointing. Yeah, how do you keep up with everything these days? I'm having, I'm getting into, I'm getting to the point where it's even, it's hard for me. I do this show and I dedicate a lot of time to watch a lot of content, um, and, and kind of put it out there for people. But I'm, I'm getting to the place where it's overwhelming for me now to get, to, to watch all these things. There's stuff that I've had to let go by the wayside. Dan, me and you talked today. We both haven't started Altered Carbon season two. No, no, not at all. No, I mean, the, mainly for me, that was because it's been. Uh, how long has it been since the first series came out? Uh, years, two years? Maybe a year and a half, it feels like, right? Yeah, and it was. I mean, I know that when we spoke about it, we reviewed it, we absolutely loved that yeah, show. Yeah. But it was very, very complicated. And they, they did a recap on Netflix. But the recap just obviously just told you the things that are probably going to be more prevalent in the next series and i was like well i can't fucking remember everything that like takeshi kovac did and everything and what the hell happened i remembered a lot of it but me and kat had to go back and start watching it again so (laughs) because of the the time delay and it just kind of fell by the wayside but yeah man it's um you know it's difficult to find time now for these sorts of things especially if they're like an hour long a piece as well yeah I mean, like, I don't, God damn it! If I if I told you like how many of the streaming services I subscribe to, it'd make your head spin. And then trying to keep up with all the like the new original content that's coming out on said services, it's just insane. It's just it's absolutely insane. It's so hard. Paul, Jurassic World series, man, what are you thinking? I'm in, but I'm also with Stephanie that there's so many streaming services that now it's time to start. You know, cutting some, it's getting ridiculous. Like, it sucks because DC Universe might have to go just because of the lack of content. But I also do an animated series, bat like podcast. That that's my only way to watch all that. It's just, 
and it's so tough because like Apple T Apple Plus has great stuff. Like yeah. a lot of these services have amazing original content, so it's it's almost like having to pick like I don't know. It, but for the Jurassic uh, World thing, yeah, dude, give me more dinosaurs interacting with people in today's you know like in current society. That's awesome. Oh, did I tell? I forgot that uh, off of this Jurassic World. So I got um. I'm getting it. Have you guys seen the trailer or the poster for that new movie coming out called Butt Boy? No, <laughs> no but I want to. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> oh, be careful with that search. <laughs> yeah, to, go to IMDb and look up Butt Boy. Okay. <laughs> Was, uh, is, it, is it DC Universe or is it Disney Plus that like just recently, not recently, a few few months ago, like just pulled a bunch of shows that people were watching? I don't remember. Was it one of those? They're all doing that, man. They're all pulling stuff. Just yanking it. I know DC pulled DC pulled a bunch of movies and a bunch of shows from their service. There's like you can watch. I don't think you've ever been able to watch The Dark Knight Returns on DC Universe. At one time they had the they had Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, but they're not there anymore. I believe. Oh, it just seemed stupid. No, that's dumb, man. It's like these, like you know, foundation building films for their their universe, and they're not they don't have them. <laughs> it just seems so stupid. Okay, so yeah, this movie Butt Boy is coming yeah, Butt out. Boy. I just read the synopsis. What the <laughs> dude? I, I no, I just got this. I got the screener today for it, and so I I got the screener for today for Butt Boy, and then I'm gonna watch it, and then. I, I think I'm going to maybe, like, if I like it, I'm going to try to set up interviews for some of the Butt Boy cast. <laughs> so we'll see. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. It didn't, Google didn't come up with any suggested links. <laughs> like, I typed in Butt Boy and it just came up with nothing suggested. I was like, okay, I'm not going to press enter. <laughs> this could be bad. Oh, man. <laughs> Who knows what kind of weird rabbit hole you're going to go down tonight, Dan, looking at is, Butt is Boy. It- is it two T's like a butt? Yeah, like a yes. butt. Yeah, yeah. butt. Yeah, I'm boy. not typing that in. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell! Cat looks at your search history. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, I think oh, we need shit. to have a talk. <laughs> yeah. Wow, what? Well, that's a hell of a statement to make with a title. Have you guys seen the uh, the news? Uh, this came from Bloody Disgusting. It looks like Scream Five. Back in September of last year, there was the rumor that Scream 5 was happening. Uh, it looks like now it's officially happening. They got the Ready or Not filmmakers are directing this one. So it is happening. And they've got the writer of – the writer that they have wrote three out of the four films. Yeah, it was uh, Kevin Williamson. So they got Kevin Williamson back. He's written three out of the four Wes Craven screen movie films. They've got the directors from Ready or Not. They have been involved in the VHS movies as well as the, uh, yeah, the VHS movies. I don't know. I, Scream 5, what are we, what are we doing with this? Are we, are we, if if you're calling it Scream Five, to me that means it's not like a revival, like not not excuse me, a reboot. 
Yeah, it's a sequel, so it should be carrying on as opposed to yeah. a reimagining. So, are they doing? Are, are they bringing back Nev Campbell, or is it going to be like Nev Campbell's daughter now? You know, uh, so where the fuck do you go with the Scream franchise? I'm sure they've got ideas, but it's like you know, did we even need a third one or a second one? <laughs> I don't, dude. I think Ghostface is such a cool character. I oh yeah, hundred percent, dude. He's yeah. iconic. He's an iconic film. It, you know, if you, it's like satirical slasher films. If you would brilliant. If you would have told me, fucking, you know, it's like you can also say the same thing about. I guess you could say the same thing about Candyman. I think Candyman is yeah. great. I love the first movie. I loved Candyman. Candyman two was okay. Can, by the time you got to Candyman three, I was like, this is bullshit. But on the flip side, it's like I'm really excited about Candyman. The new Candyman movie coming out, you know, executive yeah. uh, produced by Jordan Peele. Uh, I'm super excited. But like on the flip side, it's like, you know, Wes Craven's not with us anymore. We got the ready or not filmmakers here. They were involved in VHS. I loved, I, I don't love every VHS segment, but there's some VHS segments that I fucking love. Like there's some, like, VHS tells like different stories within the, within the movies. So th- there's some of them that I absolutely fucking love. Yeah. I mean, as far yeah. as Candyman goes, uh, do you know if they're, they're doing anything with Tony Todd at all? Yeah. Tony Todd is in the movie. They haven't oh, shown him in the trailer, but it's, yes. it's confirmed that Tony Todd is the Candyman. But what I think oh, that, yes. I think what they're doing, I think what they're doing is Yaya Abdul Mateen. I think they're setting him up as the new Candyman to take on the fucking the mantle. Okay. Yeah. It feels like from the trailer that I watched, it feels like he has some sort of like either he either I feel like the like the Tony Todd Candyman feels like he comes from the same kind of background that he does. Mhm. Or they're related somehow. Oh, yeah, that's cool. But that's the thing, man. It's just, uh, it's so difficult to have like a Candyman film without Tony Todd because it, he is Candyman. And no, he, his voice he is so iconic. Tony wow. Todd, Tony Todd, I think is, I think Tony Todd's confirmed. And I think Bloody Disgusting was the ones that kind of broke that news that Tony Todd is confirmed to come back. They haven't shown him in the trailers yet, but. I mean, this is going back to like, you know, it's going back to the Cabrini Green roots and everything in this movie. And Tony Todd's definitely in this movie. But as far as like Scream is concerned, here's the thing. I, I want another great Scream movie because I think Ghostface is awesome. Do I think that they can pull this off? I think the odds are against them. I will agree with yeah. you that the odds are against them. If you told me that, if you told me that Jordan Peele is involved in Scream Five, I would be like, okay, it's on. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's a yeah. difficult. It's a difficult feeling and film to sort of not reproduce, but to do a sequel to because it is that like it's the satire slasher film. You know, it's not. It's not your Friday the Thirteenth. It's not you know yeah. Halloween. It's not like pure scares. There's scares in it, but it's not you know. It's almost quite kind of tongue in cheek. So and it was very of the time, sort of what back in like the nineties. So we had like you know I know what we did last summer and and a bunch of other films that came out just like it. But it always stood out because of Ghostface, but also because of the tone of the film. It was all it was all kind of a little bit. 
you know, quirky, like from start to finish. It was, yeah. So I, I just don't know if they can reproduce that or whether or not that would sell to like, you know, an audience today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, Go ahead. I think, a, I think, a, I, I don't think a sequel is the way to go. I think a remake with a twist would be my preference. I'd watch it either way. Um, but I don't know if a sequel will be as just, oh, I don't think it'll be as interesting. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with it, but I think I'd prefer a remake and just kind of, and ha- taking it and putting a different twist on the, on the main story. Um, I think they're, this point. I think they're looking at how Halloween did the Blumhouse film, you know, when they, when they, you know what I mean? Like they, they got David Gordon Green in there to direct it, but they, you know, they brought back Jamie Lee Curtis they brought in her, like her daughter played by Judy Greer and they did kind of like this new, this new Halloween. And yeah. it was, and, and the movie did well. It did well enough that they're, they're making another movie. So I think that maybe they're looking at that, but it's like, I, honestly, I think like by the time I got to scream three and the twists were just, just ridiculous. <laughs> it was so bad. I was just kind of like out of that franchise, but man, I think Ghostface is a fucking great. Just, I love the ki- like just the character design, just how simplistic the mask is. That's one of the things that pissed me off about the MTV series that came out for Scream was like they changed the look of Ghostface, and I was like, "Fuck you, fuck oh, you." They? Yes, yeah. oh. terrible. Um, I know this isn't like anything any close to official, but on IMDb they have like a poster up and a synopsis, and they have Nev Camel rumored. Yeah, yeah, okay. and it says like twenty. Yeah, like the synopsis makes it seem like it's gonna be a continuation, not a reboot. Hmm. If, I mean, of course, it's not anything official, but it's yeah. just crazy. Like, yeah, they got a poster well, and everything. If you're calling it Scream Five. Yeah, you, yeah. You would think yeah. that it, unless they just fucking just call it Scream again. But see, that's the same thing. That's what fucking and that's, Halloween did. And that's the tagline on the poster, Scream Again. Oh, really? Yeah, huh. and the synopsis just says uh, it's going to follow a woman returning to her hometown to try to find out who has been committing a series of crimes that first that first scream god damn it i remember i i think it was the last i think i was the last person to see that in the theater i don't know why i hadn't seen it i think i was the last person to see that in the theater like that movie was in this is back in the day when fucking movies were in the theaters for months and it had been out for quite a while and i hadn't seen it and um i guess i was uh, i was talking to some girl at the time and and uh we were going to go on our first date and she's like you haven't seen scream and i was like no she looked at me like i was crazy like you hadn't seen scream like everybody's <laughs> seen scream so we went and saw scream but anyway like it was, i yeah i was blown away by that movie i was god damn that movie's still good today like the, the drew barrymore yeah. shit at the fucking be- hell oh god and i love it Hello changes City. the game oh it's so good it's so good yeah. In fact, Matthew you know, Lillard is amazing in that movie. Uh, yes. My mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you've ruined my sheets. <laughs> um, was it Skeet Ulrich? Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, 
He was so fucking hot in that film. (laughs) (laughs) So fucking hot. It's ridiculous. And his name is Skeet. I know. (laughs) Ulrich. Skeet. Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy. Do you remember? What is it? Didn't he? Didn't he? Jamie Kennedy had Jamie Kennedy experience. Was that on MTV? Was that an MTV show? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I it think was. it was the experiment. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the Jamie yeah. Kennedy experiment. Yeah. Yeah. He- <laughs> yeah. Let's move on into Marvel news. I'm not going to play the bumper. Um, let's see here. I, real quick, have you guys ever heard about the story about how Sam Jackson got the role of Nick Fury? No. Mm, is it something to do with the the Ultimates comic? It is, yeah. I don't know his side of it, but I do know that they asked. I'm pretty sure they asked permission to use his likeness. Well, hold on, let me. Yeah, I'll get into go this. For it, go for it, go for it. It's from I, I read this on Time.com, and let me just read this. This is from Time.com. Like I did not know this when the Marvel Comics limited series The Ultimates launched in 2002. It featured an updated version of the original Nick Fury character that writer Mark Miller had modeled after Jackson himself. Quote, Sam is famously the coolest man alive, and both myself and, and artist Brian Hitch just liberally used him without asking any kind of permission. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you have to remember that this was 2001 when we were putting this together. The idea that this might become a movie seemed preposterous as Marvel was just climbing out of bankruptcy at the time. What we didn't know was that Sam was an avid comic fan and knew all about it. So Jackson discovered that his likeness was being used and nearly took legal action. But when Marvel instead offered to cast him as Fury, if the character was ever featured in a movie... Jackson took the deal. Wow. And that's how he became Nick Fury in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. That's from Time. That's from Time.com. This is not bullshit, people. This is not, we got this covered. <laughs> we got this covered. <laughs> we got this covered quoting pop culture leftovers on a tweet. <laughs> Where the fuck is it? Oh, there it is. Yeah. Uh, I've got the comic here, and they're talking about who would play them in the film. Mm -hmm. And and Nick Fury says, why Mr. Samuel L. Jackson, of course. Wow. He said, that's that's not even open to debate, Dr. Pym. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Crazy. (laughs) That's so cool. (laughs) He even says that he would play him in a film in the comic. So I know, like, not everything in the ultimate, in the ultimates universe was awesome. Of course, like, the Miles Morales stuff is great. I mean, I I think everybody was excited when the ultimates started, but like, not everything from the ultimates universe was awesome, but god damn it, if that didn't work out for him. (laughs) It's so so, The fact they didn't even ask to use his likeness. And then that ended up him being in the film. Yeah. That's just crazy. Yeah. So crazy, but awesome. Yeah, it's so cool. Uh, you know what's not cool? No. Coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know why it's not cool? No. Shang-Chi production is currently on hold. 
because wow. of coronavirus. Oh. Yeah. Marvel Studios is, this comes from, uh, Dark Horizons. Marvel Studios has temporarily shut down first unit production of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings as director Destin Daniel Cretton has self-isolated to undergo testing for COVID-19. So wow. yeah. And the, recently we finally, we saw some of the first set picks from, uh, I think it was MCU Universe. I, I retweeted them on uh, our uh, Twitter. If you're not following us on Twitter, uh, apparently, if you're not following us on Twitter, you're not a fan of the show or you don't follow We Got This Covered because Jesus Christ, <laughs> when they posted that, I, oh, literally over a hundred people now have followed us because of that fucking, that thing that we, that I, that I tweeted. Anyway. Oh God! The fact that we are in a "We Got This Cover" article <laughs> makes my 2020 already. That is so, <laughs> so awesome. Anyway, but I posted, I retweeted. <laughs> I think it was MCU Direct or MCU Universe or something, and there were some set picks from um, Shang Chi, and um, I retweeted those. <laughs> It looks like uh, they're stopping production on this. It looks like second unit second unit filming will continue in Sydney, Australia, but that's about it. Um, fuck, man, it's it's affecting our Marvel movies. Here's the talk. Uh, I think it was it was it was either oh god, it was, I think it was either Stephen Farshid or Stephen Redgrave, and I, I, I apologize, but. We're we're all part of a C2E2 2020 chat group on uh, Facebook, and they were one of them was talking about, uh, well, oh, will Mulan get uh, uh, moved? Will they postpone Mulan? And I I had responded like, oh no, it ain't gonna happen. Mulan, uh, they just screened it for the press. The press were just talking about the reactions to Mulan. I was listening to press. I was seeing press uh, reactions about Mulan on Twitter. They're not going to, Disney's not going to move Mulan. What happens? They move, they postpone Mulan and they've shut down Walt Disney World. I mean, this shit's getting serious as fuck. So, um, what are the, are we going to, are we going to be watching Black Widow May 1st? I don't think so. Mm. You know, like the studio, I mean, it's a, the studios are pulling the films because obviously they want to make money. They know that no one's going to go to the cinemas right now, especially as things get worse. So I just, it's going to be a strange year for cinema because there's going to be fuck all out. You know, I haven't I heard think- anything, Dan, I haven't heard a damn thing coming out of Warner brothers though, as far as this stuff's concerned, it seems like wonder woman, 1984 is on track to be released right now. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just think that they're going to, I think honestly that anything that's going to be like a what they think is going to be a blockbuster, I reckon they're going to move it because they're too afraid that they're going to lose money. What about? I mean, you do know, you think? Do you think? Uh, do you think uh, New Mutants was going to be a blockbuster? Because that's getting fucking moved again. Like that movie. No. That movie has been. <laughs> oh my god! That movie's been passed around more than a fucking joint at a fish concert. Jesus Christ! <laughs> that movie. No. Yeah, that that's getting moved because they want to try and make same reason they want to try and make as much money as possible, but that's going to fail either way. That movie has been passed on more times than me at a high school dance. I'm telling you, man, it's it's fucked up. I don't know. Yeah, but no, I I just think it's going to be a trend that's going to continue, like you know, for the next Uh, what six months, probably however long this thing takes to bugger off. You're right, dude. I think like um, 
uh, My Spy, the uh, Dave Batista movie, which was already postponed. They had already pushed it, and now it's getting pushed another month. Uh, the Lovebirds with Kumail Nanjiani. That's getting pushed again. I think I think I read an article today that all the movies that were supposed to come out within the next three weeks have been pushed. Yeah, I, I was going to say how how are the cinemas in the U.S. coping with this? In the fact that um, I got I'm like a a fan of my my local inverted comma cinema mm-hmm. um, on Facebook, and they have been any movie that gets pushed, they always do full refunds of tickets, and they tell you up front as well. They're like, this film is getting pushed. Anyone that pre-ordered tickets, full refunds, no questions asked. We totally understand. Is the U.S. doing that same thing, or are they keeping the money? Oh wow! I I don't know. Like, there's the services that we use here are either going to be like your subscription services or Fandango now. Oh, okay. Or or Adam dot com. I'm not sure how Adam dot com and Fandango are handling it. I would imagine that they would refund people because Fandango, as long as you cancel the movie before the movie's start time, they yeah. always refund you. So I would okay, imagine so that... It shouldn't be a problem. I don't think it should be a problem. Yeah. That's good. Mm. Mm. Fuck, man. Yeah, Shang-Chi production is currently on hold. Um, yeah, but Corona, coronavirus, all fun and games <laughs> until... <laughs> It's all fun and games, so it starts (laughs) fucking with my Marvel movies. (laughs) You don't care about the toilet paper or the, like, you know, the entire fucking world economics crashing. Mm -hmm. You're just pissed off that Shang-Chi's getting. I am. I am. You know what? You know, I'm going to call, I'm going to come out with this, I'm going to come out with a daring movie. It's good. And, and, and like, I can't wait to read like the quotes from critics. Like, oh my God, so daring. And like, I can't believe that I saw, I'm going to come out with a movie and it's just a guy rubbing his face for 25 minutes. <laughs> it's like a short film. Just a guy. <laughs> I bet you any fucking money that someone's going to do that and it's going to pop up in like a museum in fucking LA or in London or something. Yeah. It's going to be like hailed as the greatest piece of artwork ever. Like yeah. that banana that was taped to the wall. What the fuck? That, yeah, that was, I, I still don't get that shit. Like, oh. what the fuck? <laughs> That's because it's bullshit. Uh. <laughs> Didn't someone like, get arrested because they pulled it off the wall and started eating it or something. I heard something about that. I heard there was a few of them and I heard like one of the, yeah, I heard something about somebody eating that banana. Yeah, the guy just yanked it off the wall and started eating it and then he got like, I don't know if he got arrested did it or all, some did, shit. Didn't the, didn't the money go to the charity though and that's why these people were buying them or something? <laughs> no idea. I don't either. What do we, why do we, why do we talk about stuff we don't know about? Why do we, why do people, you know what I mean? I like to talk about things. Yeah, it's like we, but we're just, we're just, no, but we're gonna have some fucking Poindexter on Twitter, like, fucking correcting us. So like, I'm gonna have to read that at PC Leftovers. And like, some fucker's like, you know, pushing his fucking glasses up on his face and telling me what the real deal is. Go fuck yourself. Anyway, I'm sorry. I get angry. Uh, uh, yeah, so Shang-Chi, I, I'm telling you, this, this actor that playing Shang, uh, Shang-Chi, the Simu Lu, I love his fucking, uh, enthusiasm so far. I, everything I've, everything I've seen this guy do on Twitter, all his reactions, um, the fact that like, this was somebody like that pushed for that role, uh, 
like this was a tweet that he sent out into like the you know the Twitterverse, like you know about hey Marvel if you're looking for a Chang Chi I'm your guy blah 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 or whatever I'm paraphrasing, but then all of a sudden it happens and it's just it just couldn't happen to a better guy it looks like to me it just it, this guy just seems like super excited to be playing Shang Chi and be a part of the Marvel universe and then this fucking coronavirus has to come around. God damn it. You're just ruining everybody's time. 2020. Fuck 2020. Jesus Christ. Yeah. 2020. Like, Big it, time. Yeah, huge. It's like uh, when when we look back on 2020, this is coronavirus is going to be a big part of this shit. Looking back on this fucking year. Everybody wanted a great year and then we got this shit. I I don't Can, can you guys remember anything even close to this? Uh no. SARS, bird flu, swine flu. But they didn't get to other countries. But like, I think it was SARS. Like, this is really sad. Thirteen million people died with SARS. Wow. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So, yeah. I, but it, I, it didn't. The, none of these. None of those spread as crazily as this. So, you know, that's it. Really, I don't remember anything being like a fucking massive pandemic, but also being as bad as it is. When I say bad, I mean like you know the. The infection oh rate is like worse than anything I remember. I think I want it'd be oh god. How can I how can I just live under my bed? You know what I mean? Like that's the safest place in the world. <laughs> is just to crawl up like not on top of your bed, but like literally under your bed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just want to crawl up under my bed. Like how could I live under there? Can I fit can I fit a like a mini refrigerator under there? Can I, a microwave? Can I, like, how can, how can I live the next six months under my bed? Is it possible? Can I do it? Why do I not have a panic room in my home? Why do... <laughs> it's like all those memes that are going around of all the preppers, like just like laughing at everybody. Yeah. And all the guys with their, their bunkers and their, you know... 10,000 gallons of water in a yeah. fucking rocket-proof bunker. Everyone's like, well, we told you. Dude, I'm like half tempted to start selling toilet paper on eBay for like just gouging people for toilet paper. <laughs> oh, dear. No, I mean, the, the last thing that, that was this contagious and this bad was like in just, uh, the early, it was like 1918, the influenza, Spanish influenza. And that was fucking terrible. But, um, yeah, hopefully it's not that bad. That's what you can fucking do. Mm. You just look after yourselves and make sure everyone look after your family and just fucking hopefully we can contain it. Yeah. Ugh. It's the worst, man. It's fucking terrible. It fucking sucks, dude. Uh, comic, comicbook.com had an exclusive story about Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, oh my god. Love and Thunder. That title, right? Yeah. Love and <laughs> Not keen, Stephanie? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not jazzed about it. Hold on, hold on. I, I didn't say, I didn't say it's a good one. I, that title, doesn't it sound like, doesn't it sound like 
earlier we talked about Fabio getting hit in the face with a fucking bird. Doesn't yeah, it sound like exactly. one of those fucking love novels that Fabio's yeah. actually like half yep. half <laughs> naked on and your mom's sitting there in her fucking tub flicking her bean reading Love and oh, Thunder? Dear Lord. <laughs> in the tub? Dad's at work and she's dreaming about fucking Fabio and his golden locks. Every time I'm on, it turns into mom's masturbation. Uh, <laughs> it's so true. It was the hamburger helper glove. It was the fucking fun nugget. <laughs> <laughs> Every time Paul is on, I'm talking about a mother masturbating in a tub. It's crazy. Hey, Paul, you want to watch Pleasantville with me next week? Yes. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, watch Pleasantville and then come back, revisit the episode. You'll get the joke. Um, Thor. Comicbook.com had an article, Thor 4 to feature the Guardians of the Galaxy. This is something that Michael Winkler and I talked about last week. I actually sent Michael this fucking article uh, in that same C2E2 Facebook message group that we have. But it goes on to say the last time we saw the Guardians of the Galaxy in the movies, they were preparing to jet off of the Earth with a new Marvel hero among them. Thor was ready to ride out with Star-Lord as the hunt for Gamora of 2014 was the course being set. Originally, the plan was to have the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 released in theaters before the fourth Thor movie, which was set uh, which set an expectation of the God of Thunder appearing alongside the other cosmic heroes. With the delay in production on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 while director James Gunn was off filming The Suicide Squad, it is Thor Love and Thunder which will incorporate the Guardians of the Galaxy heroes, as recently revealed by Groot voice Vin Diesel. Uh, quote, I am waiting and excited for my friend James Gunn to knock this next one out of the park, Diesel said during an interview in promotion of his upcoming Bloodshot movie. Guys, go watch Bloodshot. Go see it. <laughs> I'm telling you, Tupperware the fuck out of Bloodshot. It was a damn good time. Uh, quote, he took the Suicide Squad, so he's about to embark on it. Thor will also... The director talked to me about Thor will incorporate some of the Guardians of the Galaxy. He says some of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, as Diesel himself points out, this is the first time such news has been confirmed. Quote, that'll be very interesting. Nobody knows. Maybe I shouldn't have said anything. I don't know about you guys, but it's like if you're thinking – if I'm thinking some of the Guardians of the Galaxy are going to be involved in this one, I would have to think like who did Thor hang out with in Infinity War? Groot and Rocket Raccoon. I would think Groot and Rocket Raccoon would fit really well with the Thor characters, especially having those guys hang out with Meek and Korg. That just sounds like amazing. <laughs> this sounds like amazing to me. That sounds yes. great. That does. Oh, but I mean, but we, surely we saw this coming, right? Because he like leaves with them, so. Yeah, it was one of those things where, like, yeah. you know, I like even Larry Mayday, uh, one of our listeners, was talking about like how at the beginning of this movie it could have just been like the Guardians kicking Thor off their ship and dropping him That's off. That's true. You know, like a quick, <laughs> like a quick cameo of them just getting sick of him and kicking him off the ship. But um, 
I yeah, I, I think it would be cool if like there was uh we have like a mini team up of uh I think I think it would be great to have Rocket and Groot. And it's pretty much from like the quote from Vin Diesel saying some of the Guardians are involved. I would have to imagine himself and Bradley Cooper as Rocket Raccoon being in, in this movie at the very least. Maybe even Dra- Drax would be fantastic. Yes. I would love to see Drax and Batista in this movie, which would be a lot of fun. But I don't know how fond Batista is right now of Marvel and how they handled, you know, James Gunn's situation that happened. I think maybe he might just contractually finish what he has to do with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and then kind of bow out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe altogether. We'll see how that works out. Yeah, I mean, but they got they got James Gunn back, right? They they did they they did they did they, James Gunn is coming back to do volume three but like does that mean his relationship with Marvel is extending past that because like I felt like before the whole controversy started there was rumors of like James Gunn taking over the whole cosmic side of the Marvel cinematic universe and then of yeah. course Feige comes out later and says oh that was blown way out of proportion well of course you're going to say that now <laughs> Kevin Feige yeah, now after you fired the guy and then rehired him right of course you're going to say yeah. that now but like at one point in time it felt like James Gunn might be a bigger part of the MCU as far as structurally doing this like they've really felt like he did a great job on the cosmic side to kick things off with the Guardians of the Galaxy that maybe Kevin Feige can kind of focus on like, you know, the big events and like the more cosmic side of things, you know, James Gunn is going to have a bigger hand on that kind of stuff. And that kind of all like, you know, like then, then, you know, of course the controversy happened and then that kind of all went by the wayside. But I, I I don't I, I personally I don't know what James Gunn's gonna do if here's 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 three scenarios of what James could James Gunn could do this next Guardians movie could blow up it could be huge and who knows James Gunn might come back and do another Marvel movie I highly doubt it will James Gunn continue after Suicide Squad, after the Suicide Squad uh, comes out, will James Gunn continue to work on DC projects? Could, could James Gunn or will James Gunn just continue to do like independent stuff? Will James Gunn look at what Taika Waititi has done with movies like Jojo Rabbit? And will James Gunn be like, well, maybe Maybe I want to kind of like do some of that stuff. Like, you know, like I, I did the Belko experiment. I wrote the Belko experiment. Do I want to write something else? Do I want to do something else? Or is he just, I don't know. I, that's what, like the biggest question for me is like, what is James gonna, James Gunn going to do post the Suicide Squad, post Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? Is it going to be his own creative kind of like, I'm going to give you a new movie. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to do like, you know, Birthright, he was involved in, but he didn't like, he wasn't, he didn't direct Birthright. 
You know, he didn't direct the Belko experiment. He's been pretty much kind of like steeped in doing comic book movies for both Marvel and DC now. What's the next big step for James Gunn post those movies? What happens to James Gunn? Is it, you know, I don't know. Do you guys have, like, Dan, what do you think? Um, I don't know, man. I think he needs a better fucking contract if he's going to make any more jokes on the internet. But it's, um, I don't know, man. It's, I don't know that they, I don't think they realized what they had with him. Because if you think about the other sort of ensemble films, especially of lesser known characters that have come out since Guardians, um, like Suicide Squad and, um, like Birds of Prey, they haven't done very well. And it's like his, his directing, his like sense of humor and how he makes movies is what, that's what made Guardians of the Galaxies so damn good. You, you know, it's, it's all in the writing and, and the, the casting and, and him as a director. So I just, I just hope that they realized that some crap that he said as a joke, however many years ago it was, is, it's just it just pales in comparison the guy was fucking joking around for crying out loud so i don't it's all this uh you know oh we don't want we don't want him associated with you know the disney the disney name and things like that because all this horrible shit that he said um so i don't i don't know dude that's over that's over the disney realized they were wrong and that they needed him. That's why they brought him back. Like, and Disney does not, I don't think Disney changes their mind for anything. Th- no. This, this is insane that they're bringing him back. I, the, I think the fan backlash was so ridiculous as yeah, well. It was just like hundreds true. of thousands of people saying, you guys right. done fucked up. Exactly. Exactly. Dude, I think it's at this point, I honestly think it's like, it's his decision as to what he wants to do next. Like I, I honestly felt like him going to Warner Brothers at first was kind of like, it was one of those things where it was to get back at Marvel. Yeah, I kind of enjoyed it. I gotta admit, I gotta admit it too. Fuck you. Fuck (laughs) yeah, dude. Huge fuck you. Yeah, he was like, oh, okay, so you're gonna let me go for some this ridiculous reason? I'm gonna go over to your opposition, and Mm -hmm. I'm gonna make a fucking hopefully stellar film, and like bring back I mean, it's going to be different characters isn't it in the suicide squad uh there are some original characters i know that uh boomerang's coming back uh harley quinn is coming back but um i, I we're, getting, we're getting king shark is that right king shark's coming in this time yeah oh god it's gonna be great oh, <laughs> uh pete davidson's gonna be one of the suicide squad in this movie Really? Yeah, he's playing a yeah. character. I think he's going to die pretty early. Like, I, oh. <laughs> I think Good that I, it's James Gunn. It's going to be an R-rated Suicide Squad. I think at the beginning of the movie, we're going to have a Suicide Squad team that we're going to be following, and we're going to watch them all die. <laughs> that would be so yeah. good. <laughs> Wow, that's that's a really that, that's a great idea. There's a uh, and I know John Cena has been cast in this one. Uh isn't uh, Idris Elba has been rumored to be like we don't know who he's playing, but like he's been rumored to be playing, you know, like um uh what's his name? Uh Iron uh Iron Tiger? Steel Tiger, Brass Tiger? I'm, I'm not sure. Brass monkey, that funky monkey. <laughs> Brass monkey. <laughs> bah, 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 that funky monkey. Bah, bah, bah. 
Dude, I'm looking forward to that fucking Beastie Boys documentary coming out on Apple Plus. Oh, Apple TV Plus. I cannot Plus. wait for that. Yeah. Well, this is going to be fucking good, Spike isn't it? Like Jones, yeah. 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 I'm a fucking weird guy, aren't I? I'm fucking weird. Like, we're, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm talking. I'm talking. Dan, I'm I, like, I'm, I'm talking about fucking Suicide Squad. I'm talking. I'm trying to figure out what character he's playing, and I start singing Brass Monkey. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's why we love you. Oh, thank <laughs> you. You're completely insane. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I don't know what James Gunn's going to do. I yeah, I I'm so curious as to what I, I'm really curious as to what James Gunn's next move is. Is he gonna is he gonna come back to Marvel or is he going to be like, okay, I finished your fucking trilogy. I came back. I told the story that I wanted to tell. Fuck you. I'm out. Bye. Yeah. I mean, then, all the power. He's got all the power. You know, this is it, yeah all is in his court. Yeah, the fans back him. They brought him back. You know, Disney brought him back, so he could do whatever the hell he likes. So, I mean, as long as he makes the right decision for him and his, then fucking just more power to him because mm-hmm. you know gave us the Guardians for crying out loud. I would like to. I would like to see him. Honestly, at this point, I would like to see him just kind of continue with um, doing like his own stuff, and then maybe continuing with DC. Yeah, something totally original will be you know. Fantastic, like Balco, yeah. man. I watched that film. I thought it was great. That really good, fun, awesome. yeah. strange, socio-political horror movie. But yeah, something along those lines, or something completely different, something totally out of the box. Just get him to do something, get his name on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in for James Gunn. Yeah. Do a partnership of Blumhouse or something. If you take his ideas there, that could be a cool idea. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, James Gunn doing a low-budget Blumhouse movie. Hell yeah. Oh my god. He would make them, oh my god. On a budget of like five to ten million dollars, he would make them like, oh my, they would make money hand over fist with that guy involved in something, but we'll see. Totally. We'll see. Um, uh, <laughs> did you get a kick out of that, Stephanie? Did I what? Did you get a kick out of that? I did. I like when you make that noise. You like that? That's good. <laughs> <laughs> See, had you tried to stop yourself from doing that for such a long time? I know. <laughs> I can't even do it when I want to do it now. It's like I just have to. It has to be natural. Um, speaking of all natural, ladies, don't like either go on there. <laughs> Either go all natural or just like let it just be a wildfire down there. Like just there's no in between. There's no in between. You gotta one side or the other. You gotta choose. Otherwise, you're just fucking tearing a dick up. Okay. All right. And I appreciate the public service announcement because I had no idea that that was a that was that was an issue. It totally is, Stephanie. You are learning. You are learning. I am learning. You are learning things today. Yes, we and see, guys. Like if it's a if it, if it's a good guy and a respectful guy, he ain't gonna say nothing. He's just gonna grit his teeth and let you rub that sandpaper vagina all over his fucking. Because if somebody says that to me, I'm taking my vagina and I'm going home. Like, <laughs> you, very much. you must not want. To think. <laughs> 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 and-
And that's what the guys are scared of because they don't like they like we know we know what's at the end of the yellow brick road and we want to get there. So like we <laughs> we don't want to say anything because we don't want you taking that thing home. And so we're going to yeah, we'll go ahead and let you fucking do your fucking <laughs> fucking water torture bullshit with <laughs> with our fucking dicks. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we're paying for it the next day, but Christ, you know. Anyway, what are you, uh, what's going on here with this show? <laughs> I'm taking my vagina and I'm going home. That's funny. <laughs> oh man, uh, Richard E. Grant's been cast in Loki in the Loki TV series. Did you guys hear about this? Yep. So. Oh. Richard E. Grant. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, that's a huge get. Dan, I can't remember. Are you not a fan of Richard E. Grant? No, I love him. Oh, okay. Great. Thank God. I was like, I, 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 I can't, I, I couldn't remember if it was you or someone else, but yeah, yeah, he's fantastic, man. I think this yeah, is a huge to- get for them. Definitely, man. Yeah, he's you know he's yeah. he's he's with now for crying out loud. He's a uh, one of one of the best scripts that's ever been written in with now. And I, he's fucking amazing. And um, he's he's a he's, he's a darling, darling. Mm. You know, he's like he's a thespian. So, yeah. uh, but no, he's yeah, he's great. But there's not a lot he's done that I haven't enjoyed. So yeah, that's a massive deal for him to be involved. Owen Wilson, Gugu Mbatha Raw. Sophia DiMartino, Tom Hiddleston. Like, this is shaping up to be just an insane fucking cast. Don't you think it's mad that we're getting these, like, status of casts in TV shows now? You know, like, this could be like a, like a film cast easily. When now did it start? Like, these amazing act- huh? When did it fucking start? Did it start with True Detective? Is that when it started, Dan? Or did this start sooner? I'm just trying to think of a TV show that, you know, had like some massive names involved, really, that was before True Detective. But like, like, I know, I know, like Woody Harrelson's always been Woody Harrelson. But like, I think like they got kind of lucky with McConaughey. He was just like, you know, he was like in a he he was kind of like on the downside before this is before the McConaughey's. Was it? Was this like before Dallas Buyers Club and all that stuff? Oh stuff? yeah, this is this is definitely before the McConaughey's. Oh, the McConaughey's <laughs> is that like the Renaissance? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, definitely like the uh, the Renaissance. Yeah, yes, the McConaughey's. The McConaughey's. This is this okay. Is... I was only because I I like watched True Detective like way later after it came out so you know i wasn't too sure on the timeline but yeah man i can't I'm just i'm struggling to think of something we can we can we can all talk about like fucking like big time hollywood actors that were doing tv shows before they did movies like i can talk about fucking bruce willis doing moonlighting before he did die hard i you yeah, know i can talk about george clooney doing er before he you know made you know you know some incredible movies uh, you know i can talk i can talk about the uh um a, a, a lot of actors doing TV before movies. Johnny Depp. Yeah. 21 Jump Street. 21 Jump Street. Yeah. yeah but it, but no one sort of, it doesn't seem to be many, like, back in the day. Right. 
that started off, you know, they already had a fantastic career in movies and then they started doing TV instead. That's, you know, unless almost unheard of. Unless you're James Franco. Did you remember, remember when James Franco, he was huge and he fucking came back and did like one of those soap operas? No hospital. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, James Franco was on. He fucking it, James Franco was like a huge fucking actor at the time. He'd he'd been in some huge fucking movies, and for some fucking weird reason, he went and did a bunch of episodes of General Hospital. It was weird. <laughs> Maybe he had nothing on the go and needed a paycheck. Who knows? I, I just think he's weird. Oh, he's definitely yeah. a weird guy. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. Weird. He wouldn't have made the disaster artist if he wasn't a weird guy. <laughs> Oh God, that's a great fucking movie. It is. I watched it again a few weeks ago. That's so, so good. Bad. I was gonna say Westworld, Brian, but I think I think you hit it with uh, True Detective. That kind of started off getting the big movie stars into recurring TV series. This is one of those times I want people to let me know, and because I'm not saying that I'm right that it's True Detective, I could be wrong, but like I want to know if there was something before true detective that featured not just one but maybe two or three big time fucking actors yeah yeah because like i said all i could think of was westworld with like ed harris and anthony hopkins yeah. and, and but now, like they weren't just like cameos they were like right but now it's commonplace dude. it's commonplace it's commonplace we're well, so- yeah you got pacino and hunters right like, yeah yeah it's commonplace now like, I don't think we'll ever get Tom Cruise doing a TV series, though, right? I mean, like... <laughs> would you want one? Oh, my God. I don't know, dude. I would watch it. You bet your fucking ass I'd be watching that shit. <laughs> oh, oh is, uh, I'm assuming um, Top Gun 2 is going to get postponed as well. Oh, fuck my life. Yeah, I know. I literally just thought about that right at the start of the show when we were talking about you know, slapping men's butts at volleyball and that. Yeah. I was going to ask you about <laughs> Top Gun 2 because I watched the trailers and, you know, I'm not a massive Top Gun fan and I watched that trailer and I was like, fuck me, that looks good. Thank you. Thank you, dude. That's okay. Dude, I, no. <laughs> I just, as I yelled that, I think I scared the shit out of my cat. <laughs> I get so, I get so fucking animated and like over excited about stupid shit. And then I scare my It just cat. looks so. It looks fucking the great. Shot. The way it's yeah, shot, it the sounds. Great. Can you? I can't yeah. imagine seeing that in Dolby Atmos, man. Oh my oh, god. God. Yep. Uh, it just looks so good. And you know they're they're actually flying planes. Oh, I can't wait to see that movie. Stuff. I can't wait. CG. Yes, it's real stuff. It's real. It's a guy really flying a plane. I can't wait to see that movie. And then. Stand up in the theater and turn around and say, "Shut the fuck up!" I'm trying to fucking watch this fucking movie, and you've been talking this entire fucking time. Shut the fuck up! Shut! Shut! I'm really looking forward to that moment. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh wow, you blew your mic out. You're so quiet now. Oh, sorry about that. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm talking. I don't know. What are we? Bob Orsi's been signed on to do a Sony Marvel movie. We don't know which one. It'll happen. We'll find out later. That's hey. Thank you. 
Eric. <laughs> That's your episode. How's that sound? We done? We good? Yeah. Woo. If that's what you will end it, I don't know. No, I don't want to end it like that. Anyway, it's a this this it, the rap reported. I, I'm getting this from Dark Horizons, but it was first reported by the rap. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two, Mission Impossible Three, and Star Trek Into Darkness uh, writer Roberto Orsi. He went by Bob Orsi at one time. He went by Bob, and now he's going by Roberto. Why the fuck would you go by Bob if you could always could have gone by Roberto? Roberto sounds so much fucking cooler. I would Bob. I'm gonna go by Bob. Bob Orsi. Bob Orsi sounds like your next door neighbor that fucking like you loaned him like a fucking leaf blower seven months ago and he still hasn't given it back to you. Like fuck it, uh, Bob Orsi, where's my leaf blower? Uh, nah, do I really have to go back over there and ask you for it? You know you fuck. I see you blowing your leaves over there, Bob Orsi. <laughs> but fucking Roberto Orsi. Roberto Orsi, Roberto Orsi is the guy that your fucking wife, she's in her bathtub and she's flicking her bean thinking about Roberto. That's Roberto. Why the fuck would you go by Bob Orsi when you could go by – this whole time you could have gone by Roberto. That's hot. <laughs> Well, you really took me on a journey with that whole leaf blower thing. I, I, really, yeah. I really felt that. That was awesome. Yeah, so, I don't know. I, right off the top of my head, people, it's not. I don't have notes on this shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway. I, could, I could just see it. I could like see see you like swearing and just like talking about <laughs> seeing him like over the fence. Oh, blowing I know. The leaves. You, that was great. You, first, you hear it. You fucking hear that leaf blower, and you know it's your fucking. <laughs> that's your fucking craftsman leaf blower, and you fucking know it. <laughs> oh, it pisses me the fuck off. It's a craftsman. It's nice. You fucking. You bought that at Sears. It was on sale. It was a great price. It got 4.8 stars on Amazon. You fucking know that. Fuck, fuck you, Bob. Fuck you, Bob. Bob Orsi. It's my leaf blower, you son of a bitch. You know, Bob's, the, what, what the Bob's, about, Bob? Bob's the least of your worries, buddy. Roberto's fucking your wife. <laughs> what do you say, Dan? What's up? What, what was it about Bob Orsi? <laughs> oh, he's writing uh, that. Uh, Sony hired him to work on. He Sony hi- hired him to write a new uh, Sony Marvel movie. Um, oh, yeah. and we don't know what it's it is. a yet to be titled Marvel film currently in the works at Sony Pictures. Is it animated? We don't know. We don't know. Uh, while Sony is building its own little universe of Marvel films like Venom and Morbius, which are based on notable Spider-Man characters, the new film is said to be a new character that comes from a very different part of the Marvel universe, but one that Sony currently has access to. Uh, that likely rules him out of the films like Craven the Hunter and Silk, which are in development, or as he was once involved with the preparation on a Sinister Six uh, film at Sony, but that project collapsed. So we don't, I don't know, like, so I thought Sony only owned Spider-Man. I don't know where they could really go with it. I, I'm curious. 
We'll see. We'll see what uh, Roberto Orsi is up to. Other than, other than banging your wife, we'll see what he's up to with, uh, with Sony. I don't know, man. Why have, uh, why, why are we, why are we not getting more, uh, you know, fucking into the Spider Verse kind of updates? That movie was so good. Oh, it was awesome. They, oh god, it was amazing. I want that movie now. God damn it. I could watch one of those every year. And seeing it in 3D was just incredible. If you guys didn't watch it in 3D when the second one comes out, make a point to go see it in 3D. Yeah, I will be. Definitely. Yeah. I don't know. Dan, 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 Dan are you looking forward to Morbius? Dan? Uh, I'm, oh, yeah. Stay looking forward to it, Dan. Um, Dan, I can't wait for Morbius. I cannot um, wait. Oh, I'm I'm probably gonna go watch it because you know I grew up with the uh, you know the the Spider Man cartoon with the fucking electric guitar theme music and everything. Yeah, and I loved that cartoon when I was a kid, and I enjoyed Morbius in it and getting the last shot on the trailer there of him all being all fucked up and vampire. I was like, oh, okay. Man. This could, could oh, be man. interesting, and when Jared Leto's not let down by a terrible script or character fucking makeup, then he's a brilliant actor. So yeah, yeah, this could be it. Could be great. Yeah. Well, oh, shit. We mentioned is. you mentioned Dallas Buyers Club earlier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was, you know, Jared Leto fucking was Fight that. Club as well. Fight it, Club. Fuck yeah. He's brilliant actor, and you, you know what the, Morbius stands for? It's a, it's a mashup of the two words that. Describe how I feel about Morbius, and those two words are morbidly curious. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. The only the only thing is that you know va- vampires are kind of they're kind of like passe, and you know they're like from you know, we had like Buffy and shit, and they've just been done to death. Yeah. So. It's, I don't know, man. I don't know how well it's going to do because it's not really something people are interested in anymore, I don't think. But maybe Jared Leto's enough of a, of a draw to get people in. But yeah, I, I'm in. I'd like to see it. I can't wait. If, if Venom was any indication. Yeah, shut up. Dude, I love Venom. <laughs> I, I fucking love Venom. I, I part of the problem though is I'm a huge Tom Hardy fanboy right now. You know, like this, I just, anything Tom Hardy does, I'm just like, I'm all about it. I think Tom Hardy's just fucking, fucking brilliant. Guys, yeah, that. You talked about Warrior last week, weren't you as well? What was that? You talked about Warrior last week. <gasps> oh my God. Yes, Warrior. I did talk about Warrior. Hey, uh, have you seen it? I have, yeah. It's fucking amazing. Oh, my God. Paul, Stephanie, have you guys seen Warrior? Yes. No. Stephanie, you gotta, you gotta seek out Warrior. I think it's on, I think it's, I think it's actually streaming now somewhere. It's on Netflix in the UK for definite. Whether or not it's in the US, I don't know. I will find out right now. I will find, I'm gonna go to the Just Watch app. If you guys ever, like, wanna figure out, like, what's streaming where, download an app called Just Watch. And then you can do, go to their little search engine and you can type in a movie and it'll let you know where the fuck it's streaming or if you need to watch it on video on demand. I am, I am on it right now. It is on Prime and Hulu. There you go. 
do it oh. yourself. <laughs> I, Stephanie, I'm not kidding you. It is an incredible film. It is really, really good. Nick Nolte got robbed that year. Yeah, Nick for the Nolte. Academy Award. Nick Nolte's incredible. Joel Edgerton, Tom Hardy. It's so good. I wow. highly recommend it. It's really good. Really, really fucking good. Yeah, I want to, guys. I want to thank. I want to thank all of you. I want to, th- Dan. I want to thank you for fucking coming back. We, you've been missed. I love having you on here. It was so much fun to be back. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> really? Did you guys? Have, that's that's all I care about. Like every episode, I do when I say like, oh, this episode sucks. I do believe that 100 percent in my soul to my core. But <laughs> at the end of the day, I just want to make sure that you guys had fun. You know, like. So you had fun, Dan? Did you have a good time? Did you have a good I, time? I feel like that insecure person on that date. It's the first date and it's like one person's like really into that other person and like the other person, you know what I mean? And he's like, yeah. did you have a good time? Did you have a good time? Yeah, I had a good time. I had a good time. I had a good time. <laughs> and like the whole time the other person's like, I'm never texting this motherfucker back. This is not happening. Oh my God. I cannot wait to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and that's what I, like, I worry about that with like my guests, like the whole time they're thinking like, this is like the worst date that they've ever been on and they cannot <laughs> wait to just get home and end this fucking thing. <laughs> well, that's never been the case with me. Thank so God. there you go. <laughs> Paul, Paul, how you doing, man? Oh, this is, this was such a last minute thing and I'm so glad it happened. Yeah. Like, Good. And to be able to record, like I've talked to Dan a couple times, but we never recorded and I never talked to Stephanie before. Like, so it's been, I feel like Rudy getting called up and getting to do like the play at the end. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> no, that's another great movie. It's a fantastic movie. And it's so also good. 100% built on fantasy. Most of that story is bullshit. And, 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 uh, and I hate I, the. Fa- I, I got to avoid the true, like the true story, because I just don't want it to completely ruin it. For I me. know, and I fucking had to read that fucking article. I, th- I, th- I forget who it was that fucking ruined the story. It was it was it Joe Montana or Steve Young or one of these fucking guys that fucking uh, what's his name the uh, or something. Yeah. Somebody, somebody fucking ruined it for me, and it's like I found out. that whole Jersey scene never happened. Anyway, sorry, Paul. Sorry to ruin that. For no, you. no, no, no. Yeah, it, it's okay. It's, All right. uh, if 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 people want more Dan West in their life, where can they find Dan West? Uh, nowhere right now. <laughs> oh, shit, shit. Because I had to leave the show. So, shit. but if they do want to check out a probably fifty hours worth of uh, me playing Dungeons and Dragons with Jacob Harmon, Matt Kirby, Jai Rivero, Eric Maribor, and Frank Hammer, you can check out the podcast Brute Force and Ignorance at D and D podcast and check us out the guys are starting a new campaign without me where they're going to be playing the star wars rpg and they're all fucking ewoks (laughs) how can they play without the motherfucking jedi yeah that's what i said to Harmon. i was like i'm so glad that you let me you decided to do a star wars rpg Mm. after i left (laughs) and he went oh yeah i didn't think of that Uh, Harmon is so good he's so good though at what he does he's He's one of the best dms out there and he's just you know he's a fucking beautiful human being to boot you know he is he's just he's a legend any episode that i have him on here is one of my favorite episodes to record he is such 
so, there's no, but he's one of a kind. He's amazing. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it's just like he just—he always like texts us and he says, "He goes, oh, I'm going to be a bit late." And it's like, what, "Why are you going to be late?" And he's like, oh, "I've got to clean the filter in my well." It's <laughs> like this crazy, like manly mountain man shit that he does, like right. on a day-to-day basis. It's so cool. And then you know, and then he comes in, and he DMs, and then we will have a good laugh. And it's ah. Oh, yeah. yeah, if it was me and I was going to be late, I'd be like, I've got to apply facial moisturizer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got to go rub one out. You know, that's yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, uh, just, yeah. Love you, Harms. Paul Hart, where can people find you? They can, yeah, they can find me. Um, I got movies from the heart and the animated backcast and. Real quick, um, can I say thank you to Stephen Farshend for helping me make C2E2 a thing? I think, well, you, just, I think you just did. I, I just did. Yeah, I no, think he, you just he's did. Amazing. He, he's amazing. And I just want to say something real quick that Movies from the Heart is going to be books from the heart for a while because I know a lot of kids and aren't going to school for the next month. And uh-huh. if anyone's listening that has the little kids – I have over eight years of teaching experience. I have thousands of resources. If you don't know what to do with your kids or you're kind of worried about like some education, because I know kids in Milwaukee are off for like a month. That's a third of summer break. If you're worried about like, you know, their education, hit me up, Paul Hart on Facebook. I will be glad to share stuff with you, give you tips, anything I can do to help. Like it's kind of freaky with no school for a month. And if you want to, not get Russ. Feel free to just hit me up, even if we've never talked before. I would love to share some stuff. And it's spelled heart without the E, people. Yep. H-A-R-T. Uh, yeah. Stephen Farshad got to meet him as well. And I know like he was a big part of your C2E2 experience and he made it possible for you. And he's just a fantastic person. Awesome. He is. Awesome guy. Yeah, he's He's got a kind soul. He's yeah. so he's so awesome. I want to Stephen if he comes back to C two. I want to spend more time with him. I feel like I feel like there's so many more people that I just wanted to spend so much more time with at C two E two that I didn't get to. I'm like I'm like that dog in that Up movie where I see a squirrel and I'm just like off somewhere else. I'm like you know what I mean? Like I'm just all over the fucking place. Like one minute I'm talking about coronavirus, next thing I'm talking about your mom fucking <laughs> banging one out with the, you know with, in the fucking a bathtub. I'm like, dude, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm a fucking weird person. It's weird. I don't know. Your dog chasing the car, man. I am. I'm weird. <laughs> Stephanie, thank you so much for doing this last minute. Oh, of course. Thank you for asking me and having me in mind. I had a friggin' blast. I, you know, you came up and I, I'll be honest with you. I brought you up multiple times at C2E2. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, multiple times. One of the things that's I, a true statement. It's a yeah. true statement. Uh, multiple times. I here's the here's the thing. I would say number one, I'd be like, oh my god, I wish fucking Stephanie was here. I want to meet Stephanie. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. That's number so t- sweet. number two, I was saying my three fucking favorite people to have on the fucking show that I love talking to, that I fucking feel like I can say anything to are fucking, and Dan, don't feel like a fucking shit bag. You know, I fucking love you. Nah, whatever. Shut up. <laughs> you know, I fucking love you. I, Neil, Paul and Stephanie are like my, 
Like the three people that I fucking, I, when I can get you guys on, I fucking love having you on. I feel like I can say anything, do anything. You guys are just fantastic. So. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. That's, on the flip I, side, I'll tell you one thing about Dan West. Dan West is like just one of the, temple, the, no, temple, the, I'm, I'm just going to go and fucking kill no, myself. No, right? no, oh. no, no. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. There's been uh, back in the back in the day, Dan would be like, Brian, if you ever need to talk about anything, let me know. And I'd be like, no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'm fine. And maybe I wasn't fine. But you know what? Dan put it out there. And I would say like a month ago, yeah, shit was fucked up with me. I was feeling a little bit shitty and I just needed somebody to listen to me piss and moan. And I fucking reached out to you, Dan, and you were just there to listen and I just want to thank you for being a true fucking friend and being there for me when I needed somebody to just to just to hear me out. You are very welcome, brother. And uh, who knows? It may happen again. You're probably going to get sick of it. You're, you're yeah, get well, sick I stopped asking it. you because you told me to stop asking you. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember well. saying, like, I, I literally read into, like, things that you'd written. And I was like, are you okay? Because, like, I know. the way you were writing came off slightly off, off. I like, have this to, is I know. Ago. <laughs> I know, but I got to come to you. I got to come to you. I got to come yeah, to you. You said, you just went, stop asking me that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> it's when people come to me and they're like, are you okay? And then I'm just, I'm just like, then I'm, a, I'm a little cunt about it. Like, like, <laughs> but when I come to you, dude, and I came to you and you didn't, you didn't, um, you didn't, it's not like you were like, oh, I don't have time for this. You fucking heard me out. And I really, you really have no idea what that meant to me. And I also brought that up to, uh, one other person at C2E2, how much, um, just having you in my corner and having you as a friend means to me. And when we were outside, uh, in a certain area that you were at, I was telling people that I was like, that is holy ground right there. That is where Dan West walked. <laughs> that That's was where Dan West cried like a baby when he got his present. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that place. It's like, yeah. that's fucking holy ground. That is where Dan West walked right there. That's like fucking yeah, uh, the footprints in the sand bullshit, whatever. That's Dan. That's where Dan was walking there. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of my that's one of my favorite memories of C two E two was yeah, you, me, Beck and Harms just yeah. outside having a smoke, having a talk, saying goodbye. Yeah. And then you gave me the poster and it's like fuck. <laughs> and I just lost it. <laughs> uh, love you, dude. No, I, love you so oh, much. You, you have too. no fucking idea, dude. Love you too, man. And I mean I mean most people that know me know this anyway. If you're listening to this and you are, you know, having a shitty time or whatever mm. many army members have reached out to me and just sort of gone hey what's up and we've spoken about things so i'm just i'm here i'm a bit of a sounding board ready so if uh if you're having a tough time give me a shout yeah i highly recommend it because i i <laughs> you have no idea what how i i, I was one way and then i talked to you and you you probably have no idea like what it did for me, but like it just nope, put me in. A, not a clue. <laughs> yeah. We had it. We just, we just talked. I just needed to get a few things off my chest just to, just to have somebody to listen. And I, you just put me in such a better mood and I had such a better outlook 
on uh on things so thank you and that's what's fucking beautiful about this community and like getting involved and getting to know people and i uh, got to meet just i've been able to meet amazing people like paul hart i've been able to uh talk to amazing people like stephanie and this is just i i love everything about this can't stop doing this can't see myself not doing this for years and i want to thank everybody who's ever reached out to to the show and um yeah you guys are fucking awesome and shit yeah. Thank you. Agreed. <laughs> All right. Guys, we'll be back next week. I don't know. Jake may or may not be back. Who the fuck knows? Who knows? What the fuck is up with I'm tempted to put out. Can you put out an amber alert on a fucking 42-year-old man? Because I'm about ready to. No, I'm kidding. I talked to Jake today. Hopefully, he'll be back next week. And we'll be back next week talking about it. who the fuck knows because everything's getting canceled. We'll just. Yeah. But yep. uh, again, thank you. Stephanie, Paul, Dan, this has been episode, what are we, 323, just like all good leftovers, say in their doggy bags, thank you for your patronage, thanks for listening, we'll see you next week, see ya! Love, love, love. <laughs> yay, yay! <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers, congratulations, I don't know how you did it, I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. Already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before And we don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good it toss it, good it taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's make it Can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carryover, counterculture pushed over Pop culture Leftovers Cool kids, what's to say's already been said. Leftover, pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing. That is pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft and the shaft the crap, even though it is shit. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. Trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it. Hey, erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture. Leftover, and you're the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftover, pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture.
leftovers.